Dario Argento. Yes, yes, y'all, it's going down right now. Episode 195 of the 22 Shots and Moods and Horror Podcast is coming at you live. I am your host, the Dark Passenger Discussion Detonator, causing mad panic in the PC podcast world. And still, the Toxic Offender Moods. Yeah. And of course, I have my dark dingleberries with me in the studio tonight. First up, we have the man that thinks Deep Red is the most overrated film ever made. Double Mexican understand the movie J, aka JP. Next, we have Ellen, obesely obsessed with the news, degenerate, also known as the Jew, Jeremy. Next up, we have the Canadian curtain crusher, the prowling penis, Dave, also known as Mr. Parker. And finally, we are very proud to welcome back to the show the living podcast legend and one third of the greatest war podcast on the airwaves, Dave Zed. Also known as Dave to the Z later. What's going on, guys? What I think is even more frightening is the fact that JP likes Taylor Swift. I think that's I think that's the most disturbing thing. I don't I don't like dude. Like I'm not like a he does Taylor not. Swift fan. I said I liked some songs. You do oh, not my. like Taylor Swift, man. Stop bullshitting. Come on. She's not. It's catchy, man. So some of her songs are catchy. In the, like, in the not, I'm saying she got that like, shake it off song or what is it? I don't. I don't know enough. What's about the song? She got one hit. I only know one song, and I don't even know the name. Shake it off. Shake it. What is it? Come on, oh you've God. never had one of those songs that gets stuck in your head, even though it's like super late. Like, um, what? Uh, no, like, because I'm not lame. I don't sing. Like, <laughs> come on, dude. Out of here. Get out of here. I don't no. believe you. you I don't like, believe you. You never had a like a Cindy Lauper song stuck in your dude, head. Cindy like, Lauper fucking rules, though. Shit. Cindy Lauper's legitimate. Yeah. You don't like like Mbop by Hanson? Like, oh, come on. God, nobody. I don't even think <laughs> Hanson likes Mbop. <laughs> um, Dave, what's up, man? Dave to the Zed. What's going on, buddy? Wow, thanks for having me here. It's been a fucking such such a long time, and what's I'm so happy episode? to be here. The last episode I did, well, it had to be um, you had 10. to be a top ten of what year? What oh two or? No, o two was way long ago. Ninety six. Let me think about this. No, it was probably no. 76. Did you do 76? No, 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 no. No, you know when it was? Because it was a, 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 what year? Give me a second. It was 86. an I, Did we do 80? Was it 86? No, it wasn't 86. It was did the one after. Did you do 82 after. with us? Yes, 82. Okay, it was 82 then. Because Amityville 2. Yep, it was definitely 82. That was the last show, yeah. And yeah my I... dumbass didn't want to do 72, and now I'm punished forever because I came off it. <laughs> now I, now I want to be on all these shows, and you have such now a Now you missed out. 85. Yeah, but you want to do 2005? I yes, I do. I want to do all of them. I love them. Well, fight them out for 2005. Why not? 
Yeah, we kicked Derek out. I'm that, just that's right. That's right. That's right. Because you were actually supposed to be on the 86 show. And I think me and you were having a little bit of a cat fight. So you didn't end up doing that show. No, he, which did, was, he did 86. Was he on 86? It, it was 76. It was, 76 it was it 76 the one? Was that? Oh, that would have been after, right? Because yeah, back and forth. Okay. Yeah. But then he came back. He came back for 82, which was after 76. Oh, I can't even remember the order, man. There's too many top 10 <laughs> yeah. shows, dude. Like 22 Colin shots trivia is not my not my forte. Whoa! The top tens are my favorites. I like the top tens the best. I don't they're, like they're, lists they're in general. They're they're fun I to prep sure. for. I, I'm not so sure about 2005 right now, but neither man. I'm only oh, at 12 though. I mean, 2005 is fine. Who cares? So 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 just watch 40 movies and be done. Be happy about it. Can't do that. I can't. I gotta watch 105, and I want to kill myself. Yeah, I gotta watch 105 <laughs> also. I mean. <laughs> It's just we overdo the prep, but that's what we're all about here. And I'm not, I'm not gonna make it. I'm not gonna make it to 105. I'm not. I'm at like 12, and I'm already seeing like a lot of threes. Now I rate different. Like a three, I think is good and watchable. A three, I'm like, yeah, I give that a slight recommend. I would say it's good. Some a of you three guys out of ten. No, a three out of five. I think so he's talking about letterbox ratings. Yeah. yeah. So like a three to me, I'll put a heart by it. Sometimes that means I really like the movie, but it, I know it's not great. I know it has problems, but like I'm getting threes, and I'm only in the 12. Like I, I've already like I know I've already hit like two of the hidden gems on my list. I'm like, man, I don't have many great movies that I haven't seen yet. I don't. I really don't. I, I really don't. What are you uh, talking gonna, about? 2005. I, I feel like talking about a lot the empty man. Off. Don't you know? I'll bring up that. I watched. <laughs> I, I think 2005 <laughs> is okay, man. Not for 105 movies though. I think like there would be like 30 great ones and then like 170 mediocre ones. Yeah, but you're you're ridiculous. Like you, it's so funny because Brandon stopped doing the top tens with us, and you literally, like, were the perfect replacement because you basically <laughs> do everything he would over prepare. <laughs> I'm very obsessive compulsive, but yeah, it's so funny. You remind like you remind me so much of how he would prepare with the with the like overboard stuff, like like ninety one. What'd you do? A hundred and six for ninety one or something Some like that. But if I wouldn't have watched all those movies, I wouldn't have seen fucking Turtle Vision or Lesbian Honey Rape. And I love those movies, and I watched a bunch of movies from that director. But in two thousand in two thousand five, I'm not gonna find anything like that. <laughs> you, you were even hard on the Irish one that I really like. I, I, I gave it the a cat, the, the the killer cow one. The I thought it was going to be like an eight and a half nine. I was like, oh, this movie's going to be great. I watched it. That like, it's good. good. What isolation? Good. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch good. it again. Hmm. It's, Why? It's not a rewatch. It's boring. I bored. watched it once, and I'll watch it again. It's a good movie, but it bored me. Hmm. Are you sure oh, you're not Jaden? Because then you're really becoming Brandon. Dude, I, I think I am. <laughs> this whole week, I was being a little bitch. We we got to talk about Dave Z. I'm on this show all the time now. Get Dave Z okay. I'll come on anytime now. Now, especially now that you guys, if you always do Friday nights, uh, I'll come on any damn time I'm asked. At this point, are you kidding me? Shit. Yeah, because well, we we were doing like midnights, <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> which can't. I know is way past your bedtime. Unfortunately, Why don't you give now, him shit yeah. for being way past his bedtime. Yeah, I even used to hate starting that late, and it was just too much man but yeah this is uh this is a perfect episode to have you dave on dave z on the mm-hmm. show um argento six you know argento being your favorite director of all time so i mean it was kind of fitting that uh that we would do you know three of his best films you know to end it and stuff so he was, he was on was he on he was on argento two which I was, was it two i was gonna ask you guys because obviously i was three mothers th- yep. and we was done out of order so did you guys do animal trilogy first and 
and then year two yeah. was, was yeah. that okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you were on Argento too, which I believe was like episode sixty something. That was I think that was the end or of the 90, JF one right. era. Probably ninety. So I wasn't there. That was before yeah, the. It was like nine, episode ninety-one or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's why these last couple episodes are a little bit out of um, chronological order, but all good. Hey, though. all good. How many episodes was Derek on? Um. Well, he did. You, he did about going for his record. Oh, I'm going for his record. Yeah, there was a uh, time where he did around already. a I dozen in a row. I want to tie that record too. <laughs> just, just well, there there was a period Mike, where Derek Mike was Merriman on. Mike was actually closing in on it for a little bit i definitely wanted to be ahead of merriman that's all i (laughs) (laughs) Derek said it'd be tough though i think he's been on i mean with the top (laughs) 10 shows i mean he's been on probably close to 25 episodes now because there was a stretch where he did at least a dozen in a row right uh it was 11 i think 11 11. so it was close to yeah 99 back he was on 99 11 back and that was the hatchet uh, trilogy show wasn't it yeah, I think it was like the Irish or, or the Ozploitation up until the Hatchet trilogy, yeah. back when it was a trilogy. But the real hmm. question is, so what? This is Italian Horror Month 6, right? Yeah, That's we, right. Didn't, we didn't do Italian Horror Month the first year uh, that we were around. Cause, well, we because, well, we started in this month. We started in November. Yeah. Yeah. In the end of November. So yeah. we're, we're actually, in a couple of weeks, we'll have passed seven. our seven-year anniversary. <laughs> That's insane. That is oh, crazy. I, say, I say it all the time. I say it all the time that I never thought that we'd still be doing it seven years. That's a long fucking time, seven it years. It is. It That's is. That's insane. It is a long-running show. Yeah, We've I mean. had our- had our ups and downs and we're, we're ogs in this in the podcast game it, it is kind of crazy man like seven years is a long time we've seen jeremy go from diapers and graduate into you know just kind of a young man now into pull-ups and <laughs> but seven years is a long time it's it's actually yeah. quite crazy i mean we're approaching 200 episodes and man dude it, it, crazy. it's just crazy. been a long it's been a long ride and you know i still want to do it for years to come you know i still love doing this and that's what i i I love these things man that we have this and like italian hormone to me man has become something special because people support it now like you look on all social media and stuff and people are hashtagging italian hormone and shit and that's 100 us like we came up with that idea cool yeah Yeah. we came up with an like you know how there's women in horror and black black horror what is it fucking black history horror i don't know what they're black history month i don't know if it well, the there, there's a horror one too. Probably and, February, right? Yeah, yeah and, and we we created we created Italian Horror Month for November, which is is dope, and it hasn't caught on like it like no. would maybe want it one day, but every year it seems more people are are doing it, which is cool with me. Like even Don Anelli has been posting Ita- he's been going crazy with Italian Horror Month reviews. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool, you know. He was a guest on, I think, the third. He's a or big Italian horror fan. Yeah, he was yeah, on the Bianca episode. He gave, shitty, he gave that shitty movie a nine out of ten. What the yeah, we gave it like a one. two. What was it called, Nudes? Massacre. 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 Oh, that movie is fucking terrible. Yeah, you go from burial grounds to that bullshit. It was like, oh man. It's burial ground, mood. Whatever. Yeah. Did I pluralize yeah. that? Whatever. It's I mean, pretty JP cool. always started that shit. He always calls it burial grounds. I think I just naturally it? just say burial grounds because I don't know, but I, I actually just rewatched it the other night too. It should be burial grounds. Burial ground. Nice burial ground does make sense That's to the stupid. narrative. It should be burial grounds. Well, movie stupid. 
but I love no. it. Oh, it's amazing. It's, so I love it's one of the best bad movies ever made. Oh, it's, got it's the one of my favorite zombies Italian in it. Films, I think. It, it's, yeah. just, it's basically just a ripoff of Fulci's zombie. It's hilarious, man. Even the fucking cover art's a ripoff of City of the Living Dead. Yeah, it's got. It's even got the classic scenes in it where you know the zombies coming up out of the ground and shit. It's amazing. But, the same uh-huh. zombies that die every fucking yeah. ten minutes. They but they look so awesome, though, man. I just, uh, it's great shit, man. I love it. So, how was your guys' Halloween? Pretty well, low key. We set up a haunted house in my house, just a mini haunted house for my like fam, my family and friends, kids and shit. Scared the fuck out of them. Man, it was eerie. I gotta say, man, it was eerie. I just I stayed in with the family, fucking just ate our faces off, um, watch movies and shit. But it was really eerie outside because there was literally nobody trick or treating, and actually it was dark because everybody had their lights off on their house and shit. It was really crazy, man. So, but the real question is, does JP still hate that stupid candy that we talk about every year? Oh, what he calls Mary Janes. Mary Janes. They are. We are Mary Janes. They are Mary Janes. Talk about. They're yeah, they got a different name up here. We were, me and the wife were actually arguing about that. I come to uh, conclude that she likes those things too. And I'm like, you and JP might be the only people on the face of the planet that like those fucking things. Cause they're gross. <laughs> I hate those things. What are you talking about? No, you like them, man. You're always no. talking about you. You secretly like those things, man. Come on, Mary Jane's penny. Mary no. Jane's and pennies. You know, I, I eat the Mary Jane's if they were free. I would never I ever. The pennies. They're so gross. They're so gross. That's like candy corn. I could never eat candy corn. Oh, candy, oh, candy corn is like got to be the most overrated candy in the world, man. That shit nasty. is just, it's nasty. It really is, man. Yeah, and I like every year when they come out like these special flavored candy corns and stuff and they're even worse. I'm like, stop doing this. Like, fuck. There was like a Thanksgiving dinner candy corn that's coming out now. It tastes like fucking Thanksgiving dinner. Like yeah, they got the Christmas what is ones. Fucking, <laughs> what is this fucking Willy Wonka, but freaking yeah. the meal and the gum? Like, what the hell is this? Right? I don't know. But that that's what I heard. It's going to be like potatoes and stuff. Mother shit and fucking green beans or something. Oh, That's some nasty shit. shit. I feel like it's like eating earwax. <laughs> people yeah. still believe in God and they make shit like that. <laughs> Dude, I can't stand candy corn. So I don't eat candy. I like it. If it's there, I'll eat it, but I, I don't want to eat, eat it. Any candy except Whoppers. Now, I won't pay for any Whoppers. Whoppers are Whoppers, circus peanuts, bit of honey. Oh, circus. I'll eat any candy, I think. Wow. I'll eat any candy except whoppers. I'll so eat black licorice. Your, uh, I don't give a fuck. I'll even eat black licorice. I don't care. I'll eat that too. Oh, not that. Mm, Dude, I, I got that. slammed on Halloween. I ran out of candy. We had so many fucking... That's I usually crazy. get like between 150 and 200 kids. Damn. This is like Halloween. Like people come to this neighborhood in carloads. Because I guess we're known for it. I just... Which is great because, you know, I love Halloween. So I just happened to move into Halloween town here. But everybody goes crazy every Halloween. Of course, this year, I would say only maybe 50% of the people decorated like usual. So mm-hmm. it was kind of scaled down. But still, when Halloween night came, and because daylight savings hadn't happened yet, it was bright. And I, I bought like two or three bags of candy at Walmart, those big bags. And I'm thinking, okay, I don't want to have too much because then I don't want candy in my house. I don't want extra Oh, yeah, candy. I don't blame you. You know, so I'd rather buy a little bit and then, you know, have – pray that I don't run out. Well, I'm telling you what, Halloween is from 4 to 8 here where I live. That's a so, long-ass time. I know. Wow, 4 different. o'clock. But, Crazy. I know, 4 to 8. But by 6.30, I was out of candy. I felt like a piece of shit because I had to fucking turn the light. I told my <laughs> wife, please, I said, just go to the store and get – I don't want to be that guy that freaking shuts off the light on Halloween night. I'm, I'm the guy Man. that gives everything away. I don't want to be that guy. So, and I so had crazy. to. It's so uh, I, had like, I had like 100 kids. 
hundred, a little over a hundred, and, and I was we had it. we had like hundred and fifty two or something crazy. Man, we we oh, usually only get like thirty zero. or forty. And of course, this year, like I said, everyone, like I actually live adjacent to a street that uh, every house on the whole block, you know, goes crazy with their decorations and stuff. It's like a big communal thing, right? But this year, the only decorations they had on their front lawn were signs saying Halloween's canceled. And I was like, oh, this is so depressing, man. It was fucking, it was odd. It was really odd. Well, I live, I also live in a neighborhood. It's very, it's actually kind of odd because we have this, you know, the street that completely celebrates Halloween to the max, but we don't really have a lot of kids in our neighborhood because I live in a neighborhood with a lot of like kind of older people. It's weird. Like there's just not a lot of kids here. So we don't really generally get a lot of trick or treaters. So I think that's why also people were just like, ah, fuck it. You know, it's not really worth the time, you know, to, to hand out for like 50 kids or whatever, but, but it was still, it was eerie as fuck, man. It was eerie as fuck. Dave, you mentioned, uh, you said the word Halloween town. I actually watched Halloween town one and two with my kid on Halloween, which was, uh, Mm -hmm. Fun. It was fun revisiting those. I hadn't seen them in years. Good fun. I've never films. seen them. Me yeah, they're fun. they're fun kid films, man. I mean, Disney made them. They're okay. They're all right for the time they came out and shit. But highlight, though, man, besides, you know, obviously Trick or Treat and stuff, Tales of Halloween was uh, the new Scooby-Doo film, um, the Halloween one. It's awesome. It's fun as hell. Dude, I, I was uh, here buying full-size candy bars to give to, like, my kid, like, my cousin's kids and like friends kids and shit we only like we gave 14 kids came over and walked through the haunted house that we had yeah and then i ended up walking around with my cousin's kids and and like a by their parents house or some shit and there was a bunch of people out not as many as usual but it almost seemed kind of normal so except the mask how was your yearly party jp uh it was dope we uh we okay now what was the lineup uh, what was the lineup of films now i'm curious okay so the lineup up was uh now we uh we made a bunch of food and stuff which was pretty cool it, it actually i was worried that we weren't going to have enough people to like eat and we just wasted a bunch of money making food that now we're gonna have to eat uh so we actually ended up having a few different groups of pe- people come at different times so uh the only people me carly and austin were there the whole time and then uh one of carly's friends came over and then one of our friends and her boyfriend came over and, and spreading the COVID Andrew and, and yeah, I guess I don't care. <laughs> what kind of food did you make? I'm so over COVID dude. I just don't give a fuck about what it. What kind anymore. of food did you make? Um, little wieners, little wieners. <laughs> we made little you know, who made them. Did you or Carly prepare? I, them this year? I, I, I made that. I, I pretty much make everything. She helps, Please. but I'm, I'm more of a cook. Um, but she's going to be so mad face. when she hey, hears right, that. Right. If you're the cook, is she the leather <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we, we started with the classic, which uh, this year we decided to go with Children of the Corn. Good holiday, Halloween feel. October yeah, Christmas. you know, and I had the it's nice corn fields, man. Arrow Blu-ray. And uh, man, I love that movie. I really do. It's too much. There's too many features on that release. It's yeah. cool that they have the, the short film on there too. Yeah. Do they have it on there? Yeah. Of crows, right? the crows. Yeah. That's so funny because this year I made like little YouTube playlists of, of stuff to watch in between the movies until we like, you know, set up or, or, you know, get, you know, take a little break or whatever. And I put that, a shitty YouTube version of that on uh, in between. So that's why you, that's why you need to collect those trailer compilations, man. They're perfect for that <laughs> shit. When I have people over and we're just kind of mingling, drinking, doing whatever, I always throw those shits on, man. They're perfect. I have a, I have a few. Yeah. I have a few. I got um, all the, all the 
trailer traumas. Those are cool. I have to get the new one. Oh, dude. Honestly, man, the new action one is fucking awesome. Well, I was waiting to see if they did a Black Friday sale like they did last year. Yeah, yeah. That was a good sale, man. I'll grab it. Yeah, Yeah, 10 bucks bucks a pop. Yeah, man. That action one is awesome. I actually watched it back-to-back twice in one night. It was great. It's hilarious. (laughs) I can't wait for the next. That's a 70s one. They're totally going to be doing an 80s one next, but I highly recommend it. It's fun. Those things are exhausting to me because I lose interest, but I also want to write down like 500 titles, so I can't like just block. I'm like, I'm going to get this Well, the, the beauty just, of them, though, like the beauty is that you don't really have to pay attention to the whole thing, man, and you can yeah, just keep throwing it on. For sure. Oh, they they're great, because I love when I have people over, and I'll pop this thing on. People won't even realize it's even on until someone looks over the TV and goes, oh, there's tits, and then someone else will go, oh, there's muff, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I fucking love it. It's just hilarious. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. the hell are we watching? I'm like, it's trailers. What the fuck are trailer comps? Yeah, all my friends are lame. So, um, but so, yeah, I, you know, I threw on like, uh, the, a couple of short films on there, like, uh, the season's greeting, which is where, uh, Sam came from Scott Derrickson's, uh, college mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. animated yeah. film. Um, and just, you know, a few other, like, I put like, like a couple of Rob Zombie music videos and just other stuff like that. Uh, and then the second film was Austin's pick. Now, now I feel bad because Austin's pick got ruined. Uh, his pick was WNUF Halloween Special, uh, but that. but the the rules state that it has to be if you're shooting for a film none of us have seen. And then he saw me log it on Leatherbox like like <laughs> two weeks before the sh- before the event. So he like scrambled to pick something else. But he ended up giving me his DVD copy of of WNUF. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and wait a minute! Wait with, a minute! Children of the Corn. Nobody ever saw. Before. No! 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 The 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 opener is a classic film everybody sees. I'm sorry, I apologize. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the the opener on, is a Dave. classic. I know, then, I know. Then it's followed by three picks of of me, Carly, and Austin. It used to be me, Carly, and Matt, but my friend Matt had to work this year. Um, by the way, this whole concept I stole from Tom Horsball. He does this. I stole this like three or four years ago, but he'd been doing it for like ten. Um, I adjusted it a little bit, obviously, but doesn't he uh, usually like rent out like a, like some type of hall or whatever and have a big screen and like it's a big production. I don't know about that. I just know that like, I know one year I know. I remember he was showing zombie and a couple other films and he literally, it, it almost looked like he'd rented out a fucking church or whatever and played these Italian horror flicks in it, but it was pretty cool, man. I was like, yeah, that would have been awesome. Like, yeah, dude, it was I, really I, neat. I know he also, he, yeah, he uh, did, Speaking of running out of places, years ago. Speaking of running out of place, I see like I know this talk about before, but it'd be hilarious to go rent out one of these movie theaters now that they're all renting them out and fucking show like slaughter vomit dolls or August Underground. The ones out here, they they have you pick from like like you you can't pick your. (laughs) I've seen some places where you could like bring a Blu-ray in or something. It's like so you could pick anything. That would be cool. Um. So I don't think they'll let you play slow torture puke chamber. <laughs> if I was running that place, I'd be like, nah, bro, get that shit out of here. I'd be like, slow yeah, torture naughty, puke chamber. Could you please play crazy murder and you hand them the DVD and uh, they have no idea what it is. And then I, I want to see they don't even allow you to play but... those looser Valentine films where I live and he's from here. So fuck that. Yeah, I think you might get arrested. For that. Yeah. You yeah. might deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, 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 the picks were, you know, uh, you're trying to just fit, find something that's either going to play well in front of a crowd or just be a really good movie that nobody's seen and is awesome and epic. But, you know, where you fall in that line is usually not where you want to. <laughs> uh, Austin went with a film called Effects. Uh, yeah. It's the 
Um, the Tom Savini yeah. one? The Tom the Savini one. Uh, Pilato. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh film. It was okay. I, I don't think it played that great with an audience. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, pick, see, the story the of it is a little bit more interesting because that was a film that was made, you know, in the early 80s, but then was shelved until like the mid 2000s. Was it really? Yeah. I didn't even know. So it got its I first release it. on Synapse, like in the later 2000s. It was, it was shelved for like 25 or 26 years or something like that. No one had ever seen it. So that hmm. was why when that movie it got released by Synapse, it was kind of a big deal because it was like, oh, it's got Joe Pilato and it's got fucking, um, you know, Tom Savini and shit. And it was a shelf See, film that no one led, had seen. If so. he led with that story, I think it would have it oh, hit better. Of course. Of course. <laughs> we didn't of, know any of that. Yeah. Um, actually, oddly enough, children, JP? that was one of the. That would be a, that would be an interesting one, but uh, the children the children would be a good crowd. But I, crowd I've already movie. seen it, so it couldn't count. It. Damn. You ever see the child? You ever see the child, JP? No, the child is great. Put that one. Nineteen seventy-seven. No, the child. No, is something not weird. the children. The child. The child's better, I think. Yeah, because it's it, it's it's a bad movie, but it's fucking so weird and great at the same time. Oh, I really like it. It's so weird, man. Yeah, we've had some successful weird ones, like Patrick still lives. At, um, <laughs> still lives. Wow. From last year, Car- Carly actually has picked some decent ones over the years. Like the the Hollowgate one was a big crowd. It, like everybody had mad fun with that one. <laughs> um, okay, so my so then we went with my pick, which. I, I normally try to pick something good. Like the first year I picked Miss 45. I picked Pontypool. I picked uh, the the Keep, which did not play well at all. Everybody hated it. Um, so I decided to go, instead of trying to pick something that was like good and unknown, I just went with something weird. So I, I picked the gore cut of Tammy and the T-Rex, which did play well. Everybody That's a good, that's a good crowd. That's probably my favorite theatrical experience I've ever had. Wow. Seeing it's, Tammy and the T-Rex, the first screening ever of the gore cut, ever. The first public screening ever of Tammy and the T-Rex in 35 So was that millimeter. the first ever, Jeremy? First ever, <laughs> okay. It was One the first time, ever. I didn't hear ever, the emphasis ever. in ever. It was awesome. People were losing their shit. It was fun. Yeah, yeah Tammy and the T-Rex played pretty well. Um, it was... Yeah, it's so ridiculous that you're yeah. like, how was this made, and how did they release it as like a PG film, a PG thirteen film at first? You know, it's just so weird. But um, and the actors, you know, Paul Walker, <laughs> like it's just it's just weird. Uh, so then we he went dropped the fag quite often in that movie too. It's kind of crazy. It's in uh, the PG cut too. <clears throat> Yeah, that's okay, different time though, man. Yeah, I like I like I was watching Little Monsters the other day, and there's a lot of sh- like, man, dude, that movie's so inappropriate for kids. Like, there's so many lines in that film where you're just like, what the fuck? This is made for kids. Like, dude, the best line in Little Monsters is what he's like. <laughs> where he's like uh, Wait, the masturbation I'm line it already no he's like I'm, if it's the last thing i do i'm gonna make you eat this shirt he's like i'm surprised you haven't eaten it already yeah right <laughs> the tears. i can't remember the exact line but he, he totally spits so like long. a masturbation line in the kid and, and he's saying it to a kid right and the kid's like looking at him like he's not even old enough to do that shit yet it's, it's ridiculous like howie mandel oh. it's like he just you know kind of ad-libbed the whole thing and just came up with all these lines like ah fuck it we'll keep it in there dude it's <laughs> there's, there's a lot of shit like there's a lot of swearing in that movie and it's straight up pg just different time man i love those yeah, kid movies from back in the day that you know were made for kids but totally appeal to adults 
Love that shit. Yeah. Peanut butter it, solution. Oh, that's a perfect <laughs> one, man. Canadian weirdness. Ugh. If we got 89, I bet Little Monsters would make my top 10, and then you'd all laugh at me like I'm scared. Dude, I love game. Little Monsters, man. Dude, nothing but trouble was my number one, bro. Nobody's going to laugh more than that. Come on. I'll say, I think at that point. Well, nobody could laugh die. at that. Jeremy, because everyone was too shocked. (laughs) But because I was like, "What?" I didn't even think it was horror. I've actually never seen it, so I thought it was straight up comedy. I was shocked. I was shocked to hear that because I was around when that movie came out, and all I remember about the the marketing was the freaking Digital Underground song. And never once that I, you know, it even crossed my mind that it was horror. I just thought it was like maybe, I mean, horror in the way maybe like Beetlejuice is horror, I guess. Yeah, would yeah. Be the only thing I could think of. So when you said that, I was like, I mean, teach his own. I'm not, I'm not mocking you for it. I just, it just took me by surprise, you know. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. no shit. I never even saw it. I just knew it was like a, like a makeup extravaganza because they were uh, all dressed up in like different roles, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone yeah. had bullshit number ones except me anyways. I had the only true number one on this <laughs> <laughs> uh so then what we do you ha- mean what was wrong with my number one? Oh, yours your was just okay it was the resurrected. Was resurrected come on man yeah. resurrected probably under the stairs dude. that's classic hp lovecraft shit man it's fucking craven i was silent to the lambs because of it <laughs> for some reason i was like i'm going objectivity at number one just because it's too good not to be. hey of course uh, it's uh, number one objectively i still think uh, uh people under stairs is better man no. See, objectively, I wow. think it's the best movie of '91 too. But it's—I always make my list by favorites, and I—I I love the I movie. But I would—I I put in the Resurrected. I've watched that movie like three times in like the last year and a half. So I love that shit. I love the Resurrected. It's great, yeah, it's—it's it's one of the um, best Lovecraft adaptations, man. I love that shit, man. It, it is very good. Yeah. Uh, so then Carly's pick. Uh, she went foreign with this one with. Uh, a Japanese film called Uzumaki, which actually, Dave, you were familiar with that because you had that yeah. film on Summer Series. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty way. I, I don't think she'll like it at all. And she well, liked it, you're saying? Yeah, she we, we, it all, we all liked it. We all liked it. She, really? It doesn't she, seem it, like something that she'd be into. Wow. Yeah, really. That it, doesn't seem well, like it, it at all. weird. You know, I didn't love it or anything, but the more I thought about it afterwards, I was like, that movie was like pretty cool just because it was like so out there. But yeah, so that was her pick. And then our headliner, we kind of struggled with that this year because normally we have something with – we know what's coming out a little bit better. But with COVID, it really kind of screwed everything up. So first we were going to go with Antebellum. But then so many bad reviews or <sighs> mediocre reviews, we decided to, to not do that. Then we were like, well, The Craft comes out like that day. Maybe we should watch that. And then, <laughs> of course, that got bad reviews, which didn't, didn't surprise. So we – but we, did it though? What the crap? Yeah, I didn't really read much. So bad that I'm not gonna even watch it. It looked like shit. Just by yeah, the same, it looked like shit. This is number one, ninety-six, I think, or two, number two. It looked like fucking fart bubbles. So I ain't gonna watch it. Um, but so we decided we saw that another film had just released and it was getting better reviews. So we went with the spell or I'm spell. Gonna it's it. just I'm gonna spell. see it tomorrow. It's playing in my theater. I think I'm gonna go see it tomorrow after work. And everybody yeah. liked it. It was good. It, it was a good movie. Um, I, yeah. We had some issues a little bit narratively, but it was good. Um, and, and then we did an encore this year, which we haven't always done. And we just went with another classic, which we did Slumber Party Massacre because I wanted to see some titties. <laughs> Naturally. Uh, Were you drunk at that point? No, I didn't drink, actually. What? JP doesn't drink very often. So I don't drink at all, so... 
I drank like a ton growing up and in like 16 to like 22 and I don't drink that much anymore. <clears throat> I stopped drinking when I was like 18. I was like, I got a lot of drinking in me already. I'm good. Right. That's the, that's kind of how I felt. Uh, so yeah, it turned out really good. You know, the, I think the, the film, this definitely wasn't our best year with the film picks. We've definitely had some better years with more entertainment. The one, uh, in one. Terms of picks. What's that? The one. I think the year we did like summer of '84 was really solid. Oh, but which which one won this year? Oh, um, I think we went with the headliner. Uh, so spell hmm. because we can't count the classic because <laughs> that was classic. Times. <laughs> yeah. um, but out of the three that we picked, Tammy and the T Rex got the most love. So for one year, I finally picked the best one. Did you watch the 4K? No, she doesn't have 4K. <clears throat> but I did what? I did have the 4K. Luckily it comes with a Blu-ray. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was it was really spell? good. Really fun time. Spell, yeah. Spell it's... We're seeing, huh? the, the new one 2020? Yeah, it's from yep. Paramount. Yep. Paramount released good. it. Son of a bitch, I cut my I thought I was done. I got to add another movie cuz I I uh I posted some things recently cuz I There's I a couple that came out this week. There's The Kindred came out today. Kindred, is it a remake? No, it's I. I have seen the. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine if they remade that fucking <laughs> right, Kindred right. with a bottle baby thing? It's yeah, not called the great. Kindred. This is called Kindred. I have seen the night, and then Spell, which was a couple weeks ago, and then that new uh, movie from the guy who did the Strangers came out today, which is getting Ooh, fantastic yeah. reviews. What was it called? The Dark, oh, the Dark and the Wicked. Wicked. It's getting amazing reviews. So. Yeah, there's definitely some that. more films to come out before the end of the year. I think they, they'll probably man be. fucking I'm only doing 100, though. damn yeah fucking I had, a, I had a perfect thing here. I had 40 movies in that I watched right, and I I put up a list in the Exploding Heads pages, and I said I want to watch 12 more. I want to make it an even 52. Just one year, I want to do 52, one for each week. So I said let I put all the ones out there that they were recommended, and I said hey. Uh, please vote, and I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the top twelve vote getters based on what everybody says I should watch. And if there's one that's not there that I should see, please mention it. Nobody brought up this movie Spell, and now I had twelve movies in, and they're all picked. And now I got a a, a leak on a new movie that came out recently that nobody's talking about. That now it's gonna be fifty three, and now fifty four. Yeah, and well. that, there's other films <laughs> that might drop before the end of the year hey, too. What twelve do you have, uh, Dave? Huh? What's that? What day? What are the twelve you have? Maybe one of us knows one's a piece of shit. You can switch it out. Okay, here's the twelve. Let me go to my page here. Okay, here's here's the final twelve. Possessor, mortuary, whatever. Definitely watch. Oh yeah, the mortuary thing. That yeah, I gotta watch that. Watch that one too. Okay, alone. Yep. Think about the wolf, snow wolf, or the. Yep, that's good. Okay. Yep. Spiral. Sputnik. I, I I wasn't a big fan of Spiral. I like Spiral. Sput- I liked it. Sputnik is good. I like Sputnik. Well, okay, so so far okay for the most part. Cadaver. What's no, that? no. Yeah, I watched. I watched movie. it a couple days ago. I didn't really care for it. You say no? Oh wow. Different country? What is it? American? No. I don't remember. Spanish. All I know is it's no. It's it one my European. I can't remember where it's from. Hmm. Uh, his house. That's the new Netflix one. People are really liking it. I liked it. Yep. Uh, random acts of violence. I thought it was awesome. All right, alive and hashtag uh, alive. alive. So two alive movies. Hashtag uh, alive. Oh, hashtag alive. I didn't Did care we for do it. An alive? I, I actually like hashtag alive. But if, do you like zombies, Davey? No, but I hear that this alive is, is worth checking. 
checking out. I what, mean, what, I, I what, like a good zombie movie. It's Don't a good zombie that. movie, but it's it's not anything you haven't seen. I really like it, but I, yeah. you know, I it's like nothing it. you haven't seen. Is that a regular or live or hashtag? Or okay, hashtag regular or live, you can skip. Really? Damn. Yeah, it's okay, but not worth, uh, 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 in my opinion, and it's no, it's okay. not going to even crack a top 20. Oh, well, see, I only want to watch stuff that's going to crack a top 20. That's yeah, the idea so, of me being so selective. Okay, yeah, I, so I, Cadaver I, and Alive. Should maybe, ask, you should ask the Swerve to your list. The Swerve? What's that? That's a 9 out of 10 for me. Dude, what? I'm going to add what? that to my list. The Swerve? <laughs> the Swerve. It came That's out thing, from man. Epic it... Pictures. I saw it at Cinepocalypse. How is that one movie, um, the Secret, Secret Chronic or whatever it is called? What is that called? He said it wasn't really horror, Jeremy. Synchronic? Oh, yeah, Synchronic. It's not really horror. It's more sci-fi. Really fucking good, though. I really mm-hmm. liked it. Mm-hmm. Like, Will that be a film that's going to show up on horror lists or like not horror enough at all? Mm, I don't think it's horror enough at all, to be honest. I think it's just a straight sci-fi movie. There you go. My last movie is Renapel. That was the 12. I heard that's good. Yeah, Renapel. But then I heard one the other day. Duncan mentioned one. It's a it's a found footage one. And you know me and found footage, so I want to see it. And I wrote it down someplace. No, 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 no. That's a, no, that's North a, Korea no, Murder Town? Oh, that one. That I one. think that's the one. I, I wasn't a fan. Dude, I highly I recommend that. Death Murder something? Or Murder Kill something? What'd you say? Uh, Death Koreatown or something like that? Koreatown something murder? Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think See, it's like... The thing with that movie is Murder, insane death, death, yeah. It's yeah. all, it's all... He didn't tell anybody that he was making a movie. He, like, actually convinced people that there was an actual murder going on. It's it's an insane story. Once you yeah. watch it, you should read into yeah, it. It, it. It plays it's out like so goddamn real. It's really, yeah. it's almost eerie when you watch it. It's fucking, I thought it was really cool, man. Well, I just realized I'm fucked for the year because there's like a million movies that I need to see. So Me too. I, I have really, <laughs> since the summer ended, man, I've been really putting in work. I'm up to 96 on the year right now. Um, this last week I watched 70. a few good ones, but I, I finally checked out the cleansing hour. And that's the thing, man, if you have shutter, man, they keep adding like a foreign Ooh, film like every week, been, man. It's been the year of shutter. Dude, they've had, they've every movie that they put on there is like 90% for it's really cool, man. But I finally checked out the cleansing hour, which is American, but, um, that movie was pretty cool. I had a blast with that. Um, I was okay with it, but I don't like possession movies. Um, anymore. but it was a good movie. I just don't, but it was it. like, it's. Possession, but you know, on the on the fact of like straight demon shit, though, too, right? Yeah. yeah um, you guys cool. watched the possessor or possessor yet? No, oh, it's so I need to check it out. Oh, it came out two days ago, right? Dave, yeah, did you watch uh, Thirty Two Malasana Street? Is that good? Um, I thought it was okay. It was okay. Um, people are liking it a little bit more than I did, but you know, it wasn't too bad. Um, I watch this really bizarre film called The Special. Have you guys heard of it? What's the no. special? Is it like no. sitting on someone's chest? <laughs> it's about this dude that fucking convinces his buddy to basically, he basically kind of takes him to like a fucking whorehouse, you know, because he thought that his wife had cheated on him. So he's like, you know what, man? Revenge, you know, revenge is, you know, the best way to get back your wife or whatever for cheating on you. So takes him to this place and he ends up kind of putting his dick into like this box and shit. It's, <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, it just goes <laughs> like this movie is totally bizarre so yeah like that's the the special like this guy goes off and does this thing with these women and then there's this room called the special and it's got this box and it literally says 
put your dick in here or whatever. And so he does it. But then it, and the movie's like played straightforward too. It's crazy. And then it just goes batshit. The whole, the whole thing is just totally bizarre. It's really, really bizarre. Um, I don't know. Did you guys, weird. did anybody watch the, uh, nobody sleeps in the woods tonight? I think it's the, uh, Polish film on That's Netflix. The Netflix one. Yeah. No. It was okay. It was okay. And I finally checked I out the like platform. These ones are okay. Yeah. Don't even bother. He's like, do you yeah, watch not I'm like waiting for like a punchline where he's like, it's fucking fantastic. He's like, it's okay. No, I was just, <laughs> I was just kind of going through some of the films I watched, but I, oh, actually the one I did love, I finally watched the platform. I fucking loved it. It's excellent. I heard that. That's good. What about this queen of black magic remake? Did anybody see that? I'm no. interested in that. No. It's a remake of the, the Indonesian movie. I haven't seen it, but it's the floating head shit. Never heard Doesn't, of it. Indonesian movies were like the heads that fly on the fucking off of the crazy ones. Like Mystics and Bali? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, The Queen of the Black Magic, the one Mondo Macabre put yeah, out. Yeah, they fucking yeah. remade it. I didn't know they remade that movie. That's yeah, crazy. It's coming out, it came out this year. What? Yeah. Oh, dude. random. Random. And Kimo Sambol did it, the dude who worked on like the raid and shit. No, not the raid. Um, huh. And looking at his movies here, he did The Killers and Headshot. Yeah. Dude, he, he's with the other dude. Oh, cool, who man. Who did the Headshot was fun. Kimo and whatever their fucking names are. Hmm. Weird. I, I was hoping what a the weird one Marshall's to new film dropped before the end of the year, but I don't know if it's going to. Love it. Like there were so many movies that were supposed to come out this year that didn't drop, like James Wan's new movie, Edgar Wright's movie. Fucking yeah, all that's Hollywood, though. Of course Antlers. Yeah, yeah, but Dave, yeah. we I'm all really like overly concerned. No, 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 Jeremy. I'm saying we. No, no, no. I like Hollywood too. I'm just saying we know why they didn't come out because yeah. they were going to play theaters. That's I mean. Yeah. Well, I think knew, Dave Z might be the most Hollywood guy on this podcast right now. I, I hey, I'm an equal opportunity guy. I do like some yeah. Hollywood flicks. Sure, I like them all. You know, here's what I wanted to ask. Um, uh, Abracadabra. Did anybody see that or not? That's nope. like the G-O. reach out and grab you. No. You guys don't know what I'm talking about. It's the yes. guy that did Francesca. It's, yeah. it's a giallo. Yeah. I think you can only watch it on YouTube or something. Uh, I've got the lyric coming. YouTube. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's been released. Oh, I do it's have that. I do oh, have it that. has been released? Yeah. yeah the they put it out from uh, that new company that Jesse from Diabolic runs. What the fuck's the name of that company? It was their first release. With, I know. Um, they put it out with, um, I think, another. Why was am it, I old? Was it a Lenzi or Martino film? I can't remember. I can't remember shit anymore. It was the Sergio Martino American Rickshaw movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't yeah. remember the company either, man. But anyways, they just announced a couple new titles. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's oh, out. They have the standard editions itself. coming out, I believe, uh, in a few weeks. The standards are coming out. I have them on pre-order because I just, yeah, I didn't care about the slipcover. So. Love and Monsters. Anybody see that? Is that a horror movie? Is that good? Mm-mm. So nobody's seen it? Mm-mm. No. Okay. I want to see this movie where the guy puts his dick in the box. That sounds cool. It's fucking. <laughs> of course it's just, you do. It's so crazy, man. <laughs> oh, December fifteenth. That's when Amber Cadabra's coming out on blue. Yeah, the special. Shit. So yeah. it'll be out for the end of the year then. Luke yeah. is the only yeah. one that's seen the special. Where did you watch this, Moods? I watched it somewhere online. <laughs> see it with someone you hate. <laughs> That's what the tagline is, dude. It's just, oh my god, man! I was like, oh, I can't believe this shit's playing itself straightforward. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, oh, what was the one earlier in the year? Um, Butt Boy. Butt Boy's cool. Just a ridiculous premise, but like played straightforward. Like a couple of those, like Bad Milo. There's always like one of yeah. those that come out every year. Right, right, like right. Weird. Yeah. 
But Butt Boy plays it straight. Butt Boy is a serial killer movie about a guy who kills people by showing them up, up their ass, his ass. But yeah, he plays it straight. It's mm-hmm. so fucking dumb, but it's so serious that it's great. They should make a sequel to The Greasy Strangler. You know, oh. there was a movie this year actually with Michael and Michaels or whatever um, called uh, Fingers. And it's got Jeremy Garner in it. I don't know if I mentioned it to you guys. Um, it, that guy friend requested me. The guy, the old guy, <laughs> Greasy Strangler, he friend requested me. Yeah, Michael St. Michaels. Anyways, yeah, the guy from Greasy Strangler. But there's a movie called Fingers, which stars Jeremy Garner and uh, Michael St. Michaels. Is it better than Love? story or whatever the fuck he did after midnight i like after that. midnight no dude that that movie was so yeah dude actually this is I the best it. movie of the three jeremy gardner films to come out this year it's i would almost i wouldn't say it's as extreme and absurd as um the greasy strangler but honestly dude the premise in this film the narrative is fucking hilarious man i have to say the reveal of why this shit's happening to this dude throughout the film is on the same hilarity level as the movie fucking Chop that came out years ago from Bloody Disgusting. I don't know if you guys ever seen that movie, but it's like, it's about this dude that's like been kind of kidnapped. He's being tortured and fucking just, you know, the whole film. But then at the end of the film, it shows you why he's doing it to this guy. And it's pure, utter hilarity, right? And this was kind of like comparatively to that, man. It was, it had me in stitches, man. It was pretty funny, but um, Jeremy Garner kicks ass in this movie. Get on my 2020s, dude. (laughs) Honestly, Jeremy Garner kills this movie, dude. And the weirdest thing, man, me and God Diller were talking about this the other night. He was over the house watching a couple movies and we're talking about Jeremy Garner. And he's like, this guy's dropped three movies this year and not one of them. Like they all just kind of slipped under the radar and just kind of came out. And I'm like, I know it's weird. You mean as an actor? Yeah, like I haven't seen any of these films promoted. I didn't even know Jeremy Gardner was in Fingers. Well, he directed the Love Story one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, that wasn't really overly promoted and stuff. But like I said, though, you know, this movie came. I, I was looking at the premise of Fingers. And I was like, okay, whatever. Um, I think it was how they described it. It was like if Harmony Carrere and Louis Bunyal had taken a crack code directing Office Space, still wouldn't be a bizarre filmmaker as this film, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, shit. And then I looked who was in it and I was like, oh, my God. This sounds okay, and it was just kind of worth checking out, man, to be honest. but If you want to see a real weird one, there's two called Jesus Take the Highway or some shit. Jesus Turn Off the Highway. Batshit crazy South American movie. I don't know if it's a horror movie, but it's fucking nuts. I think you and mentioned Lake that once Michigan before. Monster is also crazy. I don't know if I mentioned the Jesus one, to be honest. Okay, I don't maybe Jesus I'm thinking of something else. Maybe I'm thinking of something else because there's another movie with Jesus in the title. Is it recent, like from this year? Yeah, yeah, it's from this year. This one oh, and okay. Lake Michigan Monster count as this year. Yeah, too. someone just mentioned that to me the other day, actually, about that one. So, Lake Michigan Monster is an acquired taste. Like it's yeah. so like weird comedy. Like you'll either hate it or you'll like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it like that? Is it like that one movie? Fuck, I can't remember the name. This, with the okay. three pro- with the three prostitutes who live down by the lake. I don't know what you're talking. It's like these three girls. I watched it for somebody gave it to me for Patreon. I, Is it new? No, it's old. I'll try and find the name. What of it. year? I don't know. The witcher. <laughs> so JP. I mean, it's so it's so vague. Three girls by the lake. I'll try and find it. I can't remember the. What name does it there. even matter? It's so not GP, relevant to the conversation. Sounded like, it sounded like <laughs> it sounded like the like Michigan movie. You dickhead. <laughs> okay so jp so what? going from you thinking deep red is like the most overrated film to i noticed Dude, on your on i said your, it's the most overrated argento oh give me a fucking break you even said ever um so then i noticed uh, on I on your I rating you. oh give me you guys are on fucking drugs anyways 
Uh, I noticed that um, you gave Suspiria recently a 10 out of 10, so you've had a change of heart on that one. Well, I've always loved Sus- I've always liked Suspiria, and then I've come to love Suspiria. Is it because you watched when it in I, 4K? It in the- no, no, no. I saw it in the drive-in, or not the drive-in, the theater, uh, when Synapse first did that that restoration. They, okay. they, there was a screening out here. This was probably like three years ago. Me, Austin, and Carly went, and seeing it in a the theater, I, I loved it more than I ever had. And then watching it in 4K, definitely. I mean, it's just it's just such a beautiful movie. And and uh, 4K like, was made for movies like Suspiria. Yeah, and right. also just the soundtrack and and uh, it's just so good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Suspiria. But but Suspiria has been my you know one of my favorite Argentos for the last like four or five years. I think it, you know when we covered it on the show, I wasn't as high on it as. But that, that that was in like 2014 or something, you know, like 2015. Yeah, yeah. So it's been quite a while since then. Hmm. Dude, I was so excited about this when when you guys started doing all, all the Argenos and and JP hadn't seen any, and I was sitting back just saying to myself, I hope that he watches all these movies, and then at the end he's gonna finally he's gonna <laughs> see why how great Argeno is and why he's the best. Because if you just take any other director and watch him from beginning to end. I don't think anybody's as strong. Of course, that's just one man. One man's opinion, but JP was a virgin to him. So I'm like, okay, he's going to come in there. He's unclouded. He's seeing mm-hmm. them now. He's an experienced watcher of horror. He could just watch these movies, and I want to hear. Now that you've seen them all, when we get to the end of this, I, I I'd love to know, uh, you know, what you think about him in general. But it sounds like you're coming up on Suspiria, so that that's a great start. Mm-hmm. Also I also I also him, just uh, to update I rewatched Inferno last night and I haven't watched that since we covered it on the show that's and good. that's the one that I had the most problem with when we covered the Three Mothers trilogy um I didn't see it as good as you guys did um it didn't like massively fly up my list or anything but it, it I definitely li- liked it a lot more than oh, the first man. time I I'm actually wearing the Inferno shirt right now because I love that movie. Yeah, so, I love it. Very it has much. everything I love about films, man. So uh, the only thing questionable about that one for me is I think like some of the soundtrack is a bit weird. I like the soundtrack. I like the soundtrack too, actually. I mean, it's not oh, one of yeah, the best ones, but you know that he's had. Steve but Emerson, it's, it's actually Emerson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I just like don't think anyone's had a run like Argeno's, like from from '72, from his start. Up until friggin' opera, I don't think any directors had a, had a run like that from 1970 to. What about Cronenberg, man? Cronenberg had a good run. Well, we did discuss that actually. You, yeah. Cronenberg did have a great run, but I, I, here's what I, he's in my top five, might be my number like three, honestly. But the thing is, for me, I, I hadn't seen, um, Rabid and, um, with Shivers. Mm-hmm. yet mm-hmm. and uh here's what i did i watched rabid for the first time like two months ago and i just it was boring to me i was oh, like oh man, I this love is the rabid. first time I love rabid. It, was, it moves so slow I, I mean it's not bad it's not a bad movie but i don't think he, i don't think he can do a bad movie but to me it was he it was just like six out of ten range where everything else to me was much better again is it really? It was really. It just moved really slow and was kind of. I saw it young. I saw it really young though, and I saw it a lot. That that plays a factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is, when you think about runs, you know, it, it, it is a good argument with Argento because even the people that you know don't like his later films, that's not until like the '90s. You know what I mean? And right. the '90s is his worst decade. 
What's that? I believe the 90s to be his worst decade. I think it's I think his hard. first real hit was fucking Trauma. I think that was his first kind of miss, like big miss, where I was like, whoa. Yeah, I agree. See, I, I, see, I like Trauma. <laughs> I like yeah, but, but it's obviously a, a fucking downfall in considering comparative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, like, you look at even Carpenter had some misses in the uh, what? When did when did uh, the, what was after Prince of Darkness? Well, Carpenter, I'm thinking strictly from a horror perspective. Carpenter ventured outside of it, so I, I can't really say from that perspective. As a regular director, including everything, maybe he did not have a miss for a very long time. It was I the don't nights. know. His first miss was uh, or Village of the Damned. Village of the Damned was was the big miss for me, and then uh, Craven obviously had a miss like the fucking same year that he put out Elm Street. Craven Craven was a hit miss back and forth his whole career. He was like, yeah, I, yeah. I got a hit. Fuck. I yeah, Craven never really had a huge stretch of great films. But I can opinion. see your argument for why Argento, you know, in terms of a, a pure run, I think the Man. two that I think of that have the best, the the two or three is probably. Um, Cronenberg, Argento, and maybe Carpenter up until Village of the Damned. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Romero had a bad. He had like six films in a row that were all good too. Right. If you start his, with his sample size is definitely a lot smaller. But I agree. I mean, Cronenberg seventy-five to like two thousand two. Man, oh. That, those are five greats. And then what was after that? After Day of the Dead. Well, I heard Night Riders is in there too. Not a horror movie, but very good. That's six. Yeah, it's movies. earlier. Yeah, earlier. Where, where is Romero's miss? Um, uh, some people would say monkey shines. Sure. Monkey shines. No, monkey I like monkey shines. shines. I don't think monkey shines is regarded that that highly. I'm okay with it, but I, I, I think dark half is, actually isn't that great for me either. No, it's not. It's not regarded. Those high. are both good movies, but they're not great. Okay. Exactly. Definitely right. Exactly. Yeah, but I wouldn't they're call okay. it a miss. It's not a well, miss, but it's not like strong. Like like our general from 1970 to 89, they're all strong. I mean, yeah, there's not a isn't an opera. It's not as well made as opera, right? Even even have... if you enjoy Monkey Shines more, no one can look you in the face and say that there's better filmmaking techniques in Monkey Sh- and yeah, Monkey Shines and opera. Cronenberg and Argento are two of the longest streaks for sure. I mean, Cronenberg, in my opinion, goes from '75 to 2002 without what, a miss. What about Falchi? Because I, I I'm not as familiar with you as you are, moods. But where <laughs> where's like Falchi's first? Manhattan movie? Baby sucks balls, and that's right in the middle. <laughs> Manhattan Baby's a piece of shit. Yeah, see, that, that's ki- that's kind of... Yeah, I know, that one is definitely... I don't know what happened with Manhattan Baby. That's a miss. That's a fucking miss. It, it is. It, it's such a shame, too, because it has such an amazing soundtrack, and it's got lots of good elements to the film, it and it was made... Great. It should be great. And, and it was made right in the fucking middle. Like, I mean, you look at this... Okay, well, I mean... See, again, it's hard to judge this, this run, too, because, you know, if you start with Zombie in 79 which there's obviously films before that i'm and i'm not discounting you know a lizard woman's skin and don't torture a duckling and and well you could technically you could he didn't really have a bad movie before zombie he never really had a bad movie before zombie and then he all those movies came after his bad movies came after yeah uh, for sure for sure but uh, the psychics but my point is but my point is though i'm just talking about streaks of of general films because he did mix in a lot of different type of genres too really he had four of the apocalypse was in there spaghetti western and stuff so if you start okay so if you start with you know the exorcist or whatever uh i mean the eroticist um which is good which i'm not saying or actually start with a lizard start with lizard in 71 
to Rodis's, which is really cool. Don't torture Duckling, White Fang. I've actually never seen before. Um, onto the sequel yeah. for the apocalypse, which is amazing. Um, then you go into the psychic, and then zombie, which is seventy nine. And then we'll start did... with the psychic because that's a horror movie. And what was you know what I mean? We'll start with the psychic because that's yeah. a horror movie. Um, yeah, he did Silver Saddle, which is another uh, spaghetti Western. Western in there too. But then okay, so you go zombie into nineteen eighty, which is contraband, which is an amazing you know kind of uh, crime type film. Really, it's it's yeah. just a monster. It's though. awesome, man. And then City Living Dead in eighty. The Black Cat in 81, The Beyond in 81, House of Cemetery 81, New York Ripper 82, Manhattan Baby also in 82, and he shot those movies like back to back. Which so is that's so, the he's next got seven. He's got seven. It's so weird because if you look at this Ooh. from City to Manhattan Baby, is so weird. Like what <laughs> happened? Baby's a turd bomb. <laughs> but then he, and then 83, he made Conquest, which is like the Sandals and Swords fucking film, which I love. Yeah. It's great. Dude, and then, dude. <sighs> Dude, fucking Manhattan baby. Listen to this. I used to have this movie club where, where like five or six of us, we tried to get it, but there's only, it was only ever like three of us because nobody ever could come because work. But I was young. I was like 19, maybe younger. And we're like, we'll do these two movies a night. So I was like, all right, we, I hadn't seen Manhattan baby. So I planned that for the second movie because people will be here more later. And I put the first movie as this cheesy movie called Playroom that I hadn't seen by Manny Cota, who did Dr. Giggles. So I put Playroom in. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny. It's goofy. I actually enjoyed it. And then I'm excited to put Manhattan Baby and I'm hyping up Fulci. I'm like, he's the best. Watch. This movie's going to be awesome. We put it in. I was like, oh my God, this is the worst Fulci I've ever seen. Right. And I was embarrassed. I was fucking, everybody was like, this sucks. I was like, shit. And you probably had City. And, and you, That's all that happened in the movie. Yeah, the whole Gates of Hell trilogy sitting right there and you're playing Manhattan Baby. Damn. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. So I hyped up Fulci and then I showed him a fucking turd. Yeah, I'd be yeah. like hyping up, like guys, check this out, check this out. I lead him right in my bathroom and point to the toilet. And there's a big floater in there. Man, I rewatched the Black Cat the <laughs> other night because it's Italian Horror Month, and you know I'm just watching Italian films, and I forgot how much I love that film, man. I, I absolutely love his vision to the post story, man. It's great. It's actually probably it, it's one of my favorites. It's up there with the Karloff film from like you know thirty two. Well, nothing compares to Luigi Cosmos, oh, right? I keep up. I can't find the goddamn name of that. <laughs> Are you still on that? <laughs> what happens in it? It's like this: these three girls, they like drive in the car and they kidnap this guy and they kill him and they hate men and then they go and they live down the beach and there's like this other girl who lives with this old man and they live in the shack and then there's like a giant monster who lives in the water and it picks people off. That's about it. How old is it? I don't know, like 10 years old 10 years old damn is it um is it have a really dumb name like uh does it have like half naked chicks on it monster of the sea or something like that maybe dude i i I bet i haven't seen it but i bet i know what it is i'm gonna find it it honestly sounds vaguely familiar i'm not gonna lie can't put a title to it though but I'll tell you what, though, Mood, you helped answer a question because inadvertently the other day on Exploding Heads, we were talking about the fact that Cronenberg came out with two great movies of the same year. In 83, he came out with Videodrome and The Dead Zone. And we were talking on the show, has any other director come out with two great movies in the same year? And we set this off the top of our heads, right, we couldn't think of it. But just now when he was talking about two of them being from the gates of hell trilogy and then i think if i'm not mis- so full cheese the other answer now i'm thinking our general didn't two of the uh didn't two of the animal trilogy come out the first four first flies and uh yeah in 73 i think maybe so i so there you go there's the answer only italians have done it and cronenberg i mean it's hard to find a director that put out 
two movies at all in the so, same somebody, year. Somebody somebody did that good. recently. Really? Somebody put oh, out oh, oh, it's, it's seventy one. Yeah. Cat and Tales and uh did Bliss and VFW technically both twenty nineteen movies and they're both really good. Yeah, there was another one too though. Don't say Eli Roth. I know you're gonna go there. Was it Eli Roth? <laughs> well yeah, can remember that one year he came out you had them both in your top ten, knock knock and green inferno. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it just occurred to me right now. Both misses for me. Exploding heads. I, I would not of- put Green Inferno in my top ten still, but Knock Knock definitely. No, I love that. No, movie. Knock Knock is vastly superior to Green Inferno. Yeah, it is yeah, definitely knock better knock for sure. Great. Yeah, it it's is definitely great. better, but you know, it's a decent remake, anyways. But I don't hate it. What I hate, I hate Green Inferno. Yeah, that, movie. that is interesting though whenever you it's have terrible. a director put out two movies in a year right it, it honestly isn't that uncommon for italian directors because they used to just you know right. they used to just pump right. out shit right so well what was Fulci's 1980 again you said city of living dead and which other one? contraband okay and what was his 81 beyond and uh 81 was actually amazing it was the black cat the beyond and house by the cemetery yeah so he the black cat is great too like damn. it's three really damn good films <laughs> like, no, it's two of my like top 20s and then one good one yeah the beyond's literally my Holy second favorite shit. movie of all time beyond's in my top 10 i bet mike probably did it too all the movies he cranks oh, out yeah, I bet he's he's done done it's kind of crazy actually year. like in that two-year <laughs> span from 2010 yeah i figured it was that one the cover Monstro. has a girl in bikini on it right El Monster Del Mar? Yeah. That's oh. the one. Yeah, yeah the, Stuart the, one Sim- the Stuart Simpson movie. That's the one. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like, it starts out kind of like a Tarantino film, and then it goes like all bad shit with this fucking creature in the water and shit. Craven, uh, did Craven put, I think Craven put out My Soul to Take and Scream 4 in the same year. Both Shut great movies. Uh, Stuart Simpson <laughs> actually doesn't have a miss for me, man. Demon Demons Among Us and uh, uh, Strawberry, no, Strawberry Villain Chocolate. Is that how it goes? I don't know. I love chocolate. Yeah. Those are the three films that he's directed in his career, the full length films. And they're all hits to me, man. I I need to watch that. El Monza because I really like like chocolate, strawberry, vanilla. That was like my favorite movie that came out that year. Yeah, me too. That's a good movie. Yeah. It was great. Kind of remind me of, um, uh, what's the other ice cream man movie that is underrated? Big boy. Oh no. Forget (laughs) ice cream man. That's the only one. I don't know what the fuck they are. I'm having a fucking bad date. You thinking a bag boy lover boy? Yeah, because it's like that. I would say it's like in the last oh, that, that movie's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, that, it kind of reminded me of that. Cause yeah. yeah. Just like a bunch of weird, just follow this weirdo the whole movie and watch him do fucking weird shit and watch him break down. Yeah. Like Norman Bates on acid or some shit. <laughs> Oh, speaking of Simpson, uh, my uh, so I'm watching the barn because I told I told Moods I would, and my wife keeps coming around with these comments because she's not really watching it. She's in and out of the room and whatnot, and uh, she hears the one guy making noise. I think it's the sackhead guy, and he, he has some type of laugh. And my wife thought that it was Homer Simpson. She's like, "That sounds like Homer Simpson." <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I wanted to ask you, especially you you specifically, Moods, yeah. because you might know. She was insisting that this was voiceover. And I said, I, I go, no. I go, these are what some of these low-budget movies do. She goes, no, look at how loud their voices are compared to everything else. She's insisting. She goes, that's got to be voiceover. I'm like, no. There's no way the lip the lip syncing would never miss if that was the case. If but, that was outside, it was probably ADR. 
because they do ADR and a lot of outside. Yeah, because of the, yeah, but the whole they... audio track, the whole movie, their voices are all that all that volume, way above everything else. And again, she hasn't seen low budget movies like this before. And I'm just trying to tell her, hey, no, I go, I've seen movies like this. That's just the way they are. I don't know why they are that way, but it's not voiceover. There's just no way they could do it that well. It could yeah. explain why some of the acting is really flat if it's a voiceover. It could have fucked up the performance. Um. I don't, I don't know if they voiced over in that one. I think what they w- might have done is filtered out the... Because they I think they shot with audio in that film. Um, and I think what they might have done is they might have filtered out the back so much that it actually sounds like you're doing a voiceover, you know, doing ADR yeah. in the studio after. Because sometimes if you over-filter the sound... Because when you shoot outside with audio and stuff, you're obviously going to get the wind sound in there, right? You're going to have background noises, right? It's just naturally going to pick up on the mic. Um, so if you filter that shit right out, it it, it kind of sounds like, you know, it's, you're doing ADR in the studio after kind of thing. So I, I honestly don't think that they would have done that for the barn, but I, I bet some of the lines are, I bet some of the oh, lines I, are I'm ADR. not saying, I'm not saying that they're all probably not like that, but you know, of course that's like every movie, it, a lot of little yeah, yeah. films. Every, go every movie do... outside, they always get clean audio on the dialogue yeah. separate, just in case. Yeah, exactly. Case. So they'll go in if they, if they do have clean audio outside and stuff, they'll keep that and they'll, they'll go back in and, and do ADR. But the whole film, I doubt it. I honestly I doubt. doubt it the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah I right. doubt it too. I just wanted to put it out there. I just thought it was an interesting because you know I don't know if, if you know if your wife's the same way, but like I'll get the strangest observations from her because she's not you know she's a casual observer of horror, so she'll come in the room and she, you know she'll see me watching a movie that she would never think to watch. You know how it goes, I'm sure. And yeah, and yeah. she comes up, you know what I mean? She'll come up with these observations that you being or, or both you know just us, all of us here being seasoned watchers of these movies that never think about it, but getting that outside perspective. She always does that. Her and my daughter both. They always come up with these things, and I always end up bringing them up on the podcast because it's interesting the stuff that they that they see that we just don't don't think about. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're used to some shit, and they're not. Yeah, it's yeah. so weird. And then then yeah. then you start thinking about it, and you you almost get like insecure a little bit about watching that kind of. <laughs> or embarrassed, embarrassed. You ever been a watching a movie bit. that somebody walks in like, "What the fuck is that stupid shit?" Or they ruin a movie for you completely. Like, why would this yeah. character do that? And like. I've had two people like ruin a movie oh. for me. Like they tell me all this shit about it, and I'm like, "Fuck, dude, I don't like this movie anymore." Thanks. I used to love this movie. Yeah, I think a lot of it to do with you know a lot of it has to do with like a mixing too, right? Because if you film your if you shot say the barn is shot outside, obviously, and uh, you know they shot with audio and shit like that. If they over filter, you know the background noises, and they don't mix in the ambience after, you know it'll have that kind of pause sound, right? Or if they didn't get room tone outside at all. Exactly. Gotta- like if, if you put an ambient track, like you're outside, if you're doing this, you know, post or whatever, you know, it has the illusion that that audio is coming straight from there too. Right. So it won't have that kind of cut sound. And audio is the hardest thing to get in a low budget movie. It's exactly. Exactly. But yeah, it, I, I noticed that in a lot of low budget films where they kind of forget yes. to put the ambience, the natural ambience of when you're shooting a scene. And if you, <laughs> and if you over filter that shit out of the natural, um, the sound then, and you don't put it in, you know, after it just it sounds odd it sounds like you're cut and pasting it sounds like you know you can hear it going back and forth and you're like what the fuck but they're like you know it's just over filter but you have to fill in the gap with that ambience right you have to have that natural sound room tone tone because every every, it doesn't matter where you're shooting unless you're shooting in a fucking soundproof room you're gonna have ambient sound right and so when you take that out it sounds like cut and paste 
Right, so. That's why they always got to record room tone, bro. Yeah, yeah. The bad man, I sat there oh, and waited for him to record so much goddamn room tone. It was like, all right, room tone. We're yeah. like half tired, falling asleep for yeah. 25 So then you put that time. in there so you don't have that cut sound. Yeah. 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 It's just, and it's it's hard to mix too because you don't want that shit too loud because when you're putting it in after, you, gotta, you have to have the right mix too, right? Or else it just sounds fake also. So. Yeah. And that's what I think happens in those kind of movies. And that's like, that was actually my comparison to that movie. When I watched that movie, my initial issue with, with the barn was that it, the way it was marketed more than anything, which of course that, that that'll get you every time. But like it was marketed as this eighties thing. So as I'm watching it and the same exact thing happened again today, I had a different experience overall, but I still kept being reminded of these two movies that I saw in the early two thousands when I was, um, still getting free rentals from Hollywood Video. Just because they were free, I, I would take these movies home. So I took home two movies. One of them was called um, Dead and Rotting, 2002. Uh, yeah, that movie was a full mode Tempe movie, yeah. yeah. Okay, and another was Killjoy 2. And that, <laughs> those are the movies that the, the look and the sound and the acting and everything about them, that is what the barn reminded me of the first time I saw it. And this time, and I think that I was angry at the barn because I was hoping it was going to feel like a genuine 80s thing. And I'm like, no, this is more like an early 2000s freaking direct-to-video film than anything. And that was what I took from it. And that's what I took now. And that's those movies sounded the same way and looked, they had that feel. Do you know mm -hmm. what I'm talking about? I'm, yeah. I'm not saying it to insult the I, I definitely know what you're talking about. No, no, no. I mean, I've worked, I've done sound okay. for films of those type of budgets and stuff, and they, it's just the way it is. It just depends on your final mixes and shit, right? I mean, it's it's really going to depend on it. And I think, like, for somebody like you, you're yeah. noticing that, too, so it, it's also off-putting in the acting, too. Like Dave kind of said, maybe it was coming off sounding kind of flat and shit, because when you do have that kind of cut sound and shit, it's, it, it's noticeable. When you're noticing things like that, you start focusing on it, right? It's not fluid. And he had no passion in his yes. eyes. Right. No and I, I can, I, you know, when you explain it like that, I can completely understand where you're coming from because I've dealt with shit like this before. I worked on this fucking horrendous, horrendous fucking vampire film. And, <laughs> but honestly, the, the sound mix I did Vampircon? for it was great. No, Vampircon, yeah. That's also what <laughs> But honestly, my mix I did for it was great. It sounded, it looked, it sounded awesome and shit like that. But the movie was just like, oh, it was dreadful. I actually never even seen the full thing, to be honest. I have my name in the credits too. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I get where you're coming from, for sure. I mean, I've just seen so yeah, many one. movies of this caliber, like, low-budget things with those type of sound mix and stuff. Over time, you just kind of get used to it and shit. And I, I understand it. You know, sometimes, you know, I mean, again, going back to, you know, low-budget filmmaking and shit like that, it's nothing's, everything's not going to be perfect, right? But I um, think it's how you use the budget. This is what it could, like, look at movies now that we watch, like, in 2019 and 20 and 18. Look how many independent movies that have made, like, our top 10 or top 20s that you look at. And this <clears> movie <throat> only had a budget of 100000 What's that? What's that? Yeah, that one. Well, yeah, we see a lot of these low-budget movies. That, that one was very professional them. for the budget. Right. And that's what it is. And we always end up saying this looks like it's a million dollar picture and sounds and how did they do it? Then you, yet you see these other movies with similar budgets and you, you feel every bit of it as you're watching. Well, and the like, barn was only probably like 15 grand. Or 20 no, grand. honestly, yeah, the what they was, did with the, the budget is a lot of you, like do it yourself. But you know what's and crazy also, about the barn though? Overseas, they get grants. They get grants. 
Like and they get to use the college professional equipment in Hagazusa and shit. Right. Yeah, it was literally stage, a college film. They don't give you shit. Yeah, it was a college student film. And, Jesus but you know, film. the thing with the barn that's actually quite crazy, I mean, they had, it's really, really low budget. And of course, it is a lot of do yourself and stuff, which makes kind of sense. But the fact that they even had like an original score soundtrack for it is really insane, too. Right. Yeah, that's it, not I liked it. That's very uncommon for a film of that type of budget to have, you know, that and the music's fantastic, right? It's it really was good. good. You know what a lot of it reminded me of? And I, they did that I think in, in, intentionally, but I've listened to this album more than any other album I own, the Halloween three soundtrack. There were certain beats mm-hmm. from certain tracks in that that they totally did I don't know if it was a tribute or just because, you know, just to do it, but I thought the soundtrack was good. So you wanna know what again, I think is you know is the best low lowest budget movie I've seen. Probably Blood Runs Cold, to be honest. That movie was made for like five grand. Is that a, a Scandinavian slash? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the okay. Swedish okay. one. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. It's only so, made for uh, five grand. Dave, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, can I ask you a question about this movie? Please do. Did the lead actor have passion in his eyes? When <laughs> That's I need to know. I say he did not. I Moose didn't doesn't really. seem to agree with that. I tried not to look at that stuff in this movie. Try I tried to, to give it a fair shake. I did not look in the eyes. I didn't go out of my way. I noticed that all the acting was is the same thing with like the, those other movies I referenced, like Killjoy and like fucking Dead and Rotting. It's the actors for me. They always feel like they're acting. They don't feel natural. And I'm not dissing them. I'm not saying somebody. The, 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 I think the worst performance was that one guy's father. And anyone that listens to my show will notice. Will, will tell you. I never say someone's a bad actor. I've done it like three times in fucking eight years. I've been doing this. That's I, I, people complain about acting all the time, and I say I, I didn't notice it being bad. So if I say it, it's very rare. I'm not one of the guys that. I would say it. myself you too. Know? Usually I'm good. Like people complain. I never complain about the Friday Thirteenth. So I'm like I like it. No, like, so I don't. I don't like it. But sometimes guys stand out. Like there was a couple lines delivered by that one guy's father when he was scolding him. That it was a little bit shitty, I thought. But nothing that's like, oh my god, the acting was horrible. I, mm-hmm. I no. But it, it still has that same feel that those early two thousand low budget movies that I rented. It, it feels the same way, even right down to the acting, just the way the yeah. lines are are delivered. And it I'm was not, good not, enough for me to care about the acting. It was the, a good enough movie where I paid attention to the acting, which probably hurt. See the difference for me. The difference for me, like, I honestly never, like I've said a million times, I don't really focus too much on super indie films like this on the acting. But for me, man, I mean, the fact that they, you know, they put a lot of effort into, you know, creating mythology with these characters and stuff. And a lot of the effects were really good and shit. And and that's kind of what's selling it for me. It's got a really good Halloween aesthetic. And it's all those elements that I can overlook you know, certain types of acting. Yeah, I agree. Like, you know, it's just something I don't focus on. I don't really t- worry too much about it, man. There's certain characters, certain deliveries and shit like that. Like having passion in your eyes. I wasn't actually <laughs> looking that deep into it at the time, but I'm more focused. Like my, like the way I, sh- if, if there's a great atmosphere and a great soundtrack and a great concept, you know, and things I'm, I'm fucking in there, man. It, I'm cool with that, but I get where you're coming from for sure. But yeah, hundred percent. I don't hate it. I'm just. I just wanted to let you know. I don't hate it. People, you guys are talking mm. on the show. Like, that Dave Z, he's, he gives it a three out of ten. And this, I, I don't know. What's your rating? Saying. What's your rating? It it it's six out of ten. I'm a six and a half, so we're not too far off. Okay, uh, you know what? I, the first hour, I was at about the six and a half. I liked the atmosphere, I liked everything. I just kind of fell out of it in the third act, which does happen to me sometimes. I just stopped caring as much. But I I, I enjoyed the first hour. You know, just it's almost, it's almost it's like okay. that last half an hour didn't have as much passion in it 
<laughs> so for fuck's sake but man it, it, you know it's just it's just like a lot of films from you know the company and shit like close calls i know dave again that was acting in that film but you know the soundtrack was done by you know the same that guy the rocky with the girl gray. with the big titties that yeah, you're talking about yeah so 100 effort as well 100 yeah. effort as well but rocky gray did the music for that film too and you can tell though man it's that very symphonic type fucking music it's awesome and shit he did the music for 1031 i think also and i think the sequel yeah. too so all those movies kind of have that same type of sound which is great because i love that shit so if that dude does a kickstarter for his next movie i'm donating for sure that's how much I believe he makes a great movie, but I just like. Is I the said, Kickstarter like, still going for the barn too? Can you still donate to that? I don't. I don't know. Hmm. What about Dustin's new Kickstarter? Fucking that's a that. Puppet Monster Massacre remake, which dude is, crazy is Dustin seriously at that point in his career where he's remaking his own films now? He's, he's always sad. wanted to do a sequel to it, and he thought about doing a remake. He just was his first movie, and he's like, I can make this way better and uh-huh. way bigger and different too. Yeah, yeah. I I just thought it was interesting. It's been over ten years, I think. I just thought it was very interesting that Dustin was going to remake one of his films, considering he's always, to me, he's one of the most original indie filmmakers the last like twenty years. He's done a lot of really cool concepts. This will be different. The original, I'm sure of it. But I just, I think you know, for that first film, the Puppet Monster Massacre was insane to tackle as your first film. Oh, that super ambitious. But I mean, honestly, man, most of his projects are very ambitious. He usually comes up really interesting concepts, whether you like him or not, but they're always interesting in that aspect. And I think he's a very overlooked filmmaker. All different too. All different. That's what I'm saying. Like every film is so different in concept and and the way he delivers it and shit. It's just really crazy, man. So he's got one coming out at the end of December on Blu-ray from uh, Grindhouse Video. Rip. Wow, man. Crazy. I was in that pretty good, pretty good size role. You showed your winner? Three years ago. Huh? No, <laughs> not that kind of movie. You seem, seem to be the only one concerned about it, though. Uh, I, I just got to bring it up. What about I'm our so... Kickstarter? What, what was the name of that one, Dave? Was it the Neon Doom one? That one's not coming out. No, this one's called Rip, Rest in Pieces. Oh, the Rest in Pieces. Okay. It's like what? a crime movie, but it turns into a slasher. I okay. mean, it's low budget. But I was going to ask it... you, whatever happened to Neon Doom? I don't know. Because that one was in production, what, years ago, right? Like four or five? It's already been filmed. It's just post-production, and it takes so long to work on the the digital effects and stuff. And It's kind of that deal where he he does it, and then he's like, I can do better than that. And then he makes movies that he thinks are probably way ahead of that. So he's like, where do I put this now? Considering it'd be like releasing a movie I made four years ago, it's going to look way cheaper than the movies I'm making now. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Because Rip was filmed like two, two, three years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. cool man cool yeah i'm looking forward to that i'm always looking forward to his films oh I wait mean... i have to ask my weekly question jp have we have any news from peter i was gonna uh phone, yeah he's gonna phone he... into the last episode and ask but nobody would answer so <laughs> you didn't call me yeah you didn't call i was waiting for you to call oh that's a bunch of fucking bullshit and you know it <clears throat> you made a comment that he called and you forgot it you're like shit i didn't answer my, i didn't see it um <laughs> no i mean he he was trying to like he was like sup bro what do you think of this like he he was trying to like talk to me and i just never answered him like i normally don't so <laughs> he, he, he wants to play it easy to get in on you and then when you answer he'd be like fuck you but did you say he sent like a normal email where he's like i was wondering what jp thought about this movie yeah he's done that like a few th- that's what these types were <laughs> it's so weird wow He's He's gonna be like the next, uh, what's his name? Uh, Luca Magnata. That's him. 
Oh God! <laughs> Seriously, he said instead of cats, it's fucking. Uh, don't fuck with it's the hamsters. You know. Yeah. All right. Thanks for my weekly Peter update. All right. Yeah, cool, Dave, man. Dave Anything else? Oh, Dave. I got one serious question for Dave. Okay. It's about one of your co-hosts. Uh oh. Okay. okay. Fire! Fire so, away. When we cover the Ghoulies franchise, Christian <laughs> gonna come on the show. <laughs> You'll have to ask him. You gotta get if we ever cover the Ghoulies franchise, you gotta get Christian on the show just to watch. Patreon.com slash twenty two shots podcast. Make it happen. It, it'll be the Canadians versus the fun. Americans on that one. <laughs> he right? might do it just to hang out with you guys because it's been a while. So I think I don't know. Right now, if it happens like in the near future, while he's still able to work from home and has a little bit more spare time, he just may do it. How, how many movies are on the Ghoulies franchise? Four, four, four. And oh, I don't even like. I don't even like two of them. I don't even like two of them. And you guys know who I am. I'm the guy who likes Chud too. JP, is that the one that we did a commentary for? The sequel? No, we did a commentary on the best one, which was Ghoulies Two. Ghoulies Two. Yeah, I love Ghoulies Two. Yeah, he might do it. Four movies is pretty much his limit these days. But I think for to hang out with you guys and to talk about ghoulies. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. He hates fucking ghoulies go to college. But then again, I saw it once, too, and I thought it was god-awful as well. It's objectively a bad movie. I don't like it either. It's it's too it's almost like too it. goofy for me. It is too goofy, but I like if it. If it's too like goofy it too. for you, it's way too goofy for me. And that, Jane Hunter has a cameo at the beginning. I, I think that. every I time I watch Ghoulies 3. He's just there. He's a stunt man in that movie. I think every time <laughs> yeah, I watch Ghoulies 3, I make the mistake of watching it after part two because part two is like legitimately pretty good. And then you watch part three and it's like this total shift in tone and it's just goofy and weird and dumb. It, I just I can't take it. It's just it just doesn't I work. I, I hate when fucking when franchises do that, when they change complete tone and go into comedy oh, man. and never, never look back. It's it happened so many times. Why comedy? Can't, I, I, and I, then you I, got franchises like Chucky who like who who do that and then they're like you know we're gonna tone it down we're gonna go back to our roots and then the very fucking next movie they go back to the bullshit yeah eh, I, I, don't know. I, I don't agree with that I, I thought cult of chucky he had like one or two moments like that but overall uh, i think one was was still more serious than than bride and seed in those movies i don't know I know you hate that one scene with this and that, but I think I think you're just hanging on to fucking th- those particular scenes and, and not the movie as a whole. And we all do it. I, you know, we do that sometimes. I haven't rewatched. Remember it, but I'm not happy with that at all. You should rewatch it. That it, dude, it's all about the rewatch. How many times do I got to say that? It, it, I I prove it to myself all the fucking time. Like the barn, for example. You know what I mean? I went from like a well, I didn't really have it. A, I'm not going to say I went from a three to a six, but <laughs> I was really motherfucking it before, and, and now I'm not. It's just you get something stuck in your head. You remember one thing about that movie, and it like it sticks in your craw. And then you go back and watch it with that knowledge, and like, okay, I know this is going to happen, but let's see how the rest is. And yeah, no, it happens you know, to me sometimes. Yeah, it, does, it happens. You to get all. hung up on some stupid bullshit. You can't get your mind. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get moving. Is a second chance, especially if there's a reason to, like it's part of a franchise, or you know, there's like other aspects about it, or, or the actor, or the director, or whatever well, it is. You should give Jason Goes to Hell a 19th chance. Then I just watched. <laughs> I tried. I just watched the whole thing when I got the box set in, in a row. I, I marathoned this one. <laughs> I you stopped know? at part three. Um, I haven't yeah. even opened my box set yet. What, Dude, what the fuck? Dude, I, I, I watched the first one again. 
transfers you crazy got on it. Time, dude. I really don't have time. Stop Besides waking up this, at two in the morning and you'll have more time. Dude, I watch two thousand five bullshit. That's I gotta watch two thousand five bullshit. I gotta watch twenty twenty <laughs> bullshit. I gotta watch bullshit for the episode two hundred. And then on top of that, I gotta watch all the fucking movies I get to review and then a Patreon movie every week. I got no time. And you're like this, like you should squeeze in pelts. I'm like, motherfucker, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's only an hour to goddamn time all the time. He's like, you know what you should watch. 50 minutes, dude. Dude, 50 minutes is all my time. I don't have half it. a movie. I don't got fucking five minutes. I shit when I walk. I wear diapers now. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Well, that, just, that's uh, what happened. I just upgraded the pull ups. 22 shots, bro. <laughs> yeah, shit. yeah, well, Moon said that one comment. He's like, thanks for the uh, secret Satan gifts. Now you can stay on the show. I was like, if I known that was what was going to happen, I would have got your ass fucking violent shit franchise. Kick me off real quick. <laughs> I got that. Did you guys see but I have my all the violent fucking shit Secret Satan, bro? <laughs> what? Did you see my Secret Satan? Yes, yes we know. Four hours, bro. Like, every bro. time you do a show like, like a podcast, you see, I swear you try to like sell me something. You make a great salesman, <laughs> like those infomercials. Like, this thing Dude, is so no, great. Bro, you cannot believe how well this thing cleans. Last night, bro, <laughs> I swear to God, this guy came in and I uh, to work where I was. What, you where sold was a bunch work. of pencils off the counter? No, no. And he came in, right? And he, he he was like, man, he's like, if you ever want to get out of this and get into sales, uh, he gave me his card. He works for Serta. We the world's the we make the world's best mattresses. Uh, he's the senior account manager. <laughs> yeah, but he gave me his card. He's like, hit me. He's like, basically call me. But yeah, I maybe I maybe sales is what I should do. <laughs> you got a good person. You can you talk to people pretty well, and you're not afraid to talk to anybody. You know, you don't get intimidated by shit. So you'd be good at it, I think. <clears throat> All right. So before we end this intro, Dave, I just want to get uh, your quick little opinion since we're both Bills fans. Um, Ooh, next two see. weeks, we got uh, the Seahawks in two days, and then we got Arizona next week. What are your predictions on those games? Two losses. Those, it's two really fucking tough games, but I guess we'll see. Mm. You're going to win the where... Seattle one, and you're going to lose the Arizona one. Probably, yeah. yes. Probably, yeah. See, uh, my opinion on the Bills, because I've been watching them forever, I'm not going to say I know them better than everybody else, but I'm just, when even people in Buffalo, they always say things, and then, like, me and my brother watch the games, and we're like, how come you people are surprised? Haven't you, haven't you been watching the same team we've been watching all these years? <laughs> and it's true. And it's like, and this is what they do. They tend to blow it against the, uh, against the bad teams. This has been fucking for years. And they tend to show up at least, at least keep it close for a half against the good teams and sometimes beat them. I'm actually usually, I usually give them more of a chance against good teams than bad teams. Because that's the kind of football Sounds they like play. Steelers. I mean, this week against the Seahawks just kind of, it, it's the head-to-head match, man, between Allen and, and Wilson. I mean, Wilson's killing it this year, man. I mean, first yeah, half of the season, they're like, defense is a problem. they're like, man, this guy is fucking MVP this year in the first half of the season. He's, Wilson's been killing it, man. Um, yeah, their defense is kind of the problem for sure, but it's going to be an interesting game because when Allen's on, he is fucking on. And I, see, I was predicting that one could be close, might be lost, and maybe beat Arizona, but Watch. If I get one Here's of the two the out of there, I'm, I'm happy. So. Oh, we'll the get Steelers one of the two. I don't know which one for sure. But. The Steelers are 7 and up. We, we beat the Ravens, which everybody has. That's not me. That is not me. I'm just going to say. That's me. I'm sorry. Before I get blamed. 
We got the cowboy, the the dog shit Cowboys next week. Watch, it'll be like a field goal game. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. That's always <laughs> because that's the type of shit we do, man. Well, I'm just saying. All I know yeah, is, but I'm be happy. Win. Be happy. I'm gonna win three Blu-rays from KP or or a Blu-ray and twenty dollars. I mean, you th- uh, maybe. Wait, that why? seventh team is the factor, dude. This the seventh team in the playoffs is a factor. As of right now, the Bears aren't in the playoffs. As of right now. As of right now. All they got to do is keep the part-time lover healthy until December when he, it's the only time he's good. So if he's healthy in December, the Bears You're will talking be about Big Dick Nick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. only other Our, game of the whole year I'm even good. worried about is in week 14 against the Steelers. <laughs> um, but as for the rest of the whole season, I think we probably should technically win all the other games. So, I'm, I'm, I'm not changing what I said before the season, 10 and 6. No, no, we'll finish. <laughs> better than that i can't see us losing four more games i mean three to tops but i'm gonna say we're gonna show up against steelers and beat them though so I, i'm actually hoping the steelers are un- undefeated at that so. point and we're then we go in and beat lax, them buddy real freaking lax no i'm hoping that they're undefeated at that point and we go in and walk on them that'd be fucking amazing i'm not worried about the bills probably the least team i'm worried about right now oh, fuck off you have such an easy <laughs> schedule you guys are seven and oh because you guys are the shit fucking teams what? We beat Baltimore. The fucking Steelers are good, bro. We beat Baltimore. I'm not saying they're not good. They, they, yeah, Baltimore, Tennessee. Okay. Who have you beat? <laughs> well, we got six. Better, better That's what it comes down. Lost to. That's what it comes down. It's to. true, though. It's true, though. The JP is right. That they're, they're better coached, and they have a more experienced quarterback. It's just simple as that. Uh, yeah, I'm, the, and I'm just coming from a Bills fan. You know what I mean? I Listen, I'm a Josh <laughs> Allen guy. I'm a Josh Allen guy before anybody in, in this neighborhood was. I, I mean, I, I, I never blindly jump on anything. I wanted them to draft Josh Allen. After he was dr- drafted, my wife, who doesn't know a whole lot about all the football I talk and who I love, she went out and for my birthday, which is August 2nd, she bought me the Josh Allen jersey mm-hmm. just b- before he ever played a down for the Buffalo Bills. So I was already a fan, and I've been defending him all the time, mostly blaming the coaching for not letting him throw and this and that and not making excuses for him, but I've been defending him. So I am a Josh Allen guy, yes, but I think it is changing. I think they're starting to realize that Allen, you know, I think he's gaining the respect, though, too, of, you know, because he's still a rookie, right? Like, I mean, let's face it here. You know, he doesn't have that much experience, but he is learning week by week. And I think it's, you know, like any rookie quarterback, you're going to have your ups and downs and stuff. But I think that uh, in the long run, this is his experience here now. He's only going to get better, man. And, you know, honestly, I think the coaches are going to learn that, hey, we're going to have to let him, you know, kind of decide some shit because, I mean, they got high hopes for this guy. I mean, they're calling him like the next fucking Brady and shit, which is insane to even say. That's nuts. Yeah. But that's he that's has insane. so many great elements. It's- Mahomes. Any I just, quarterback that's I'll be happy if he's top ten. It's too early, right? Maybe I just want him to be a top ten. I'll be happy. No, Mahomes is still in the fucking man. Are you kidding me? That's what I'm saying. Like that's oh, the only okay. person I'll let. And the Bears up pass on him to pick up, up uh, Mitchell Trubisky. I know the Bears. Yeah, are Mahomes fucking, just has to stop fucking running so much to get hit. That's his fucking problem. Quarterbacks. And they passed up on Watson too. Both of them. <laughs> we'll see. I mean. It's way too I, early I to say him, anything like that, but I mean, I, in the long run, I think it's going to work out. I think for the Bills, a one play, a, 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 a wild card win this year would be a a good step for yes. the Bills. Yes, that's growth. Yes, because we had a drought forever. Now the drought's done. Now we'll, we'll be making the playoffs two out of three seasons. Yeah, but right. this year's going to be a division championship. Not going to be enough. 
Well, we're going to win the division this year, so I'm not worried about no fucking making a wild card bullshit. No, no, it'll be a wild card game. Unless, unless, because you're not going to pass up the Steelers or the Chiefs for the one or two seed, I assume. So you'll be playing. Well, shit, this year you play, even if you're the second seed, you play a wild card game. This year. Oh, is that how that's working? I just, I just want to win a playoff game. It doesn't. It's, 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 honestly, it doesn't matter to me. I just if we win the division, I'll be happy with that, and then we'll go from there. So I think you should have your your sights set for a, a playoff win this year. Oh, of course, of course. I think if you don't win one playoff game, it would be a disappointing season, even if you win the division, because the Bills' trajectory is going up. But if it, I th- feel like if it, they just win the division. It just is a flat. Yeah, I mean, it's then it's going to be a question. Okay, can we win a playoff game now? They need better coaching, and I'll I'll, I'll say that to the grave. I don't like the coaching team. I, I I despise the freaking offensive coordinator, and I have to give the head coach uh, a little bit of the blame because he he could make changes and he hasn't. And I'll leave it not. I know a lot of people don't agree with that, but I, I have been watching this guy call plays for three years and he, he's way too well, it's definitely different this year though, man. You can see you can see that you can see the changes with Allen though. It's it's a little bit different. I think honestly I mean, the defensive coordinator we, we have problems stopping the ball up the middle, man. That that's the biggest problem that we have on that team. Like you guys though, got they don't have five tough games. See, you you mentioned Seattle and Arizona, but even the Chargers game is losable and then the 49ers, then the Steelers that's that's a that's a rough streak right there. Man. No, I'm not worried about the 40, 49ers are done this season, man. I bet you they lose yeah, out. Well, I, nah, nah, they're but, but I mean, you're also the same team that's. that's they're all half their team's gone the rest of the year. Get, like you, you won by three points against the Dolphins. Uh, you Dude, the by, Dolphins are a lot better than people are giving them credit for, though. Now, man. but those but we week two Dolphins weren't. Um, and then you know the the Rams game you won by three points. Um. You got blown out by the Titans, but that, the J- but, the, but those are good. Jets, those are good wins eight. to win those close games, though, man. The the Pats you won by three points. So I'm saying like the the for, and I'm not saying like Steelers all their games were pretty much close almost. Um, but the 49ers like they could make it a scrappy game, and then when it's when it's a close game like that, it comes down to a lot. Of time. No, 49ers are done, man. They have nothing. They have nothing okay, left. Okay, you better not lose to the 49ers because if you do, I'll put it in your damn face. Dude, they're seriously, they're not going to have anybody by the time we play them. And they're like, half the team's fucking hurt, man. It's not my fault. It but. doesn't matter. But yeah, but yeah, but Moods, there it is. They're a bad team. I fear them more. That's the way it is <laughs> in, in being in Buffalo. It's true. I'm sorry. Uh, you can make book on this. The Bills are going to go either 3-2 and two or 2-3 two and three the next five games. I will bet any fucking amount of money right now on that. They're not going to go 4-1 and one or 1-4. One and four. Guaranteed. I mean, honestly, man, I think it's changing. I, we haven't lost that many bad teams. We've only got two losses this year, but I think both the losses, are not. they're not against horrible fucking teams. What's that? Yeah, the Chiefs and the Titans. Those are both great teams. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, we but they are... barely got by some fucking shitball teams too, man. Even they New England everybody back in trash the game. right now. Right. Close game. They let the Jets back in almost for Christ's sakes. I mean, what the fuck? That was a, that was the most embarrassing shit I've seen all fucking in a long time. That was ridiculous. <laughs> Let's not forget that Rams game. You guys had to cut. You guys almost blew right. a fucking like twenty. I know twenty point lead or something. Dude, that's why I'm not as high as everyone. Believe me, I've been a Buffalo. But we still won, and also it was the fucking Rams too. I mean, how many how many games in the last years with tons of teams have you seen teams fucking come back? You know, in the last few minutes this year, we've seen it a ton. It's crazy, all these mad comebacks. Like it's just ridiculous in football. I don't know what it's like. They're doing it for TV or some shit. It's really bizarre. Like look at fucking 49ers last night. They got two touchdowns in what a minute. 
at the end of that game, it was ridiculous. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, that it didn't matter in the score, shit. but the I point is. Time. <laughs> yeah. 22 shots of football and horror. I know. <laughs> I know the li- some of the listeners are like, fuck you guys. Some of the listeners are like, can we get a spinoff show where you talk sports? That's why, <laughs> no, I, that's why I wanted to transition with that. I was really just asking Dave for a quick little opinion, but of course, JP had to step up and talk about how fucking... He's sucking his fucking Steelers dicks over there. Fucking Steelers, fucking dude, and whatever. All right, um, that's going to do it for the intro, guys. Uh, let's move this along. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Alright, JP, do we got some news this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some news. Not going to have a crazy amount. Um, but the, the, the probably the biggest news I would say in the past week was that Jordan Peele, uh, of course, the director of Us, as well as Get Out, two films that made very high in my top tens. Uh, Us was my number one of last year and then uh, he's now produced he 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 produced the new candy man and wrote it um he is going to be doing a new take on the west craven classic the people under the stairs for universal uh we don't know if he is writing the film but he is at least producing uh probably overseeing the project i think that if you're gonna remake people under the stairs now's a good time and yeah. two like jordan peele i'm sure completely understands what Wes craven what what west craven was going for in that film probably and, gets it more right well, i would exactly. probably explain why he's redoing it putting his vision into it so yeah. makes sense very and relevant though i think there is room to do something different with people under the stairs because as we know there is a lightheartedness to it at the same time as there is a you know dark factor if you accentuate the dark factor and get rid of the lightheartedness it becomes a different movie and i think uh something i would be more interested in seeing done in a completely serious tone uh if we're going to make it jordan peele doesn't do anything completely serious though that is true you have a fair point but he isn't directing and Candyman looked pretty. It didn't look to have any type of comedy. But I all. think though, if you're going to remake this movie, you do it serious because that those are actually That's some of I'm my saying. major complaints with the people under the stairs because they have such a good idea, and within the narrative, there's some goofiness, and it, it takes me out of it all the time. Every time I watch it, we, you know, I said my piece with it on the '91 show. But I think if you're going to redo, it, you got to do it serious, especially for the time. It's a perfect time, like Jeremy just said. It's it's yeah. a great time to redo it, so you might as well do it serious because everyone is being super fucking PC serious right now. So you might as well do it up. People are going to buy it. They're going to love it. So this is when this got announced. My eyebrows did a raise, and I was like, "Hmm, I kind of like this." Um, and then I was talking to Lacey, and she cannot stand this idea. Um, because she's such a huge fan of the original. Then I got into the conversation with her, like, uh, basically saying like, huh, that never really factors in for me because I don't like the original still going to be there, you know? So again, with that conversation of do remakes hurt the original to some people they do. Okay. I don't, I don't care as long as they're not lazy. Right. Like I honestly, I, I, I've like never understood. Fog? I've never understood no, the remakes. 
I've never understood this argument that when you remake a movie, it hurts the original. How in the flying fuck does it hurt the original film? Just because this remake, this shitty remake exists does not affect, it should not affect your enjoyment for the original film. If you, if you like it that much, like it's, it's not like, oh, I watched, oh, you know, I, you know, the original Suspiria just went from a 10 out of 10 to eight because the remake sucked. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? Explain that shit to me. And literally, that's how people perceive these bad remakes. They're like, it hurts the original. But explain this to me. It doesn't even make sense in any type of theory. I did see somebody else comment on there that, like, with it, uh, that new one came out and then everybody started shitting on the original. Not not true at all. I've always heard people bitch about the old one. A lot of my friends hated it. A lot of your friends are dumb. No. See, I, I always, I was one of those indifferent. I always liked it. I'm not talking about Facebook friends. Dustin Mills never liked the original It movie. Dustin Mills is dumb. Dustin Mills is probably twice the IQ of you. That's got to be. Probably has twice the IQ of me too. He's like, um, man, I've done a complete 180 on the way I felt about remakes 15 years ago and now. I've done, I've come around so much on it that when the Exorcist thing was announced. Everybody was shitting on it, and here's me. That movie's been in my top two or top three for fucking 30 years. Longer. Forever. <laughs> forever. And I did not... When people were blasting it, I was saying, you know what? I adore the original, and I am okay with someone else taking a stab at it. I'm just going to cross my fingers and hope that I get a great movie. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And if it sucks, it sucks. Was The Fog a great movie? Sure. To me, it was. Was The Remake uh, a piece of shit? Yeah. Psycho, I was going to say... That's what I thought he was saying at first. He's like, was no, the fog a good all. movie? Sure. No, but, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, they're both great. No, 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 no. no. I'm just saying, sometimes a remake is great, like Maniac or Suspiria, in my opinion. Sometimes like they're shit, like sometimes The Fog or Psycho. Black Christmas. Does it take away from the? No. See, Black Suspiria Christmas. to me is not a good remake at all. I loved it. I, I love it. Was my movie of the year. As a matter of fact, it's the only, it's the only original and remake that I give both ten out of tens. <laughs> That's the only. I don't think it'll ever happen again. I hope it does, honestly. But I'm pretty yeah. close on Maniac with that one. That's a good OG yeah. remake Maniac type. Uh, really but so yeah, Dave, that kind of makes sense. Dave, you know, yeah, 15 years ago, you said that's you know your that's when it kind of started with the remakes so that's makes sense because that's really when they all started kind of coming right, out yeah, right everybody well, weren't you weren't you guys all a little bit like o- honestly you know, dude because yeah, it was yeah. gone of the dead in texas chainsaw early like, 2000s man I, I was very indifferent with it man i was enjoying you know the odd remake here and there and of course dawn of the dead we've talked about many many times it's just depleted in quality for myself over the years and stuff but yeah i went through you know, kind of a roller coaster with remakes because, you know, it was kind of exciting that these films were being remade. Like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then they just kept coming and coming and coming. And you're like, what the fuck, dude? It was like I, I would oversaturation of remakes. I yeah. was sick of them. Yeah, 2010, the, I was sick of them. That's the thing. When yeah. they first started, I was so into it because you got a picture. I was young at the time. And, and to see these properties that I loved, like Texas Chainsaw and stuff, get these reboots. And I'm like, whoa, like this is cool. It was all exciting for me as a kid. Mm-hmm. But, I think the um, attitude shift. I, I literally think there was an attitude in the air where it just like took over where everybody was mad about it. 
And now no yeah. one really gives a shit. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I mean. I think, you know, the the start of like the remake era where there was some decent ones. And then I think what happened, though, by the time you hit like 2010, there was a bunch of really, really shitty remakes in there. And, and it just kind of pumping them out. It, that that's the thing. And it just got oversaturated with them. And I think it started, to, you know, the bad ones started to outweigh the, the good ones. And then people's mentality were like, fuck remakes. And then it kind of balanced itself out for a little while. And then they started making some really good ones. And I think it's been so many years since this this whole explosion really happened that we've kind of gotten past it. And now we can kind of look at it objectively you know from a horror you know from a horror fan standpoint and be like fuck it man you know it is what it is and i just accept it for what it is and like yeah going back to the original argument i'm just like i don't understand how anybody can sit there and say that a remake has ruined their enjoyment for original film i just i would like to bring on some people that that have that thought and just question it and just be like explain yourself because I don't see how that could even be plausible. Literally the only way, like I feel like 15 years ago, I was like that too, but I was way younger. I was like 19 and you still have that weird fucking ownership of movies. Like you Mm -hmm. own it. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's personal to me. And then when you get older, you're like, you know what? This ain't fucking my movie. I don't fucking own this. But again, Dave, I see this. It is, but it isn't. I can now see I that point. Now I don't care. Yeah, I can see that point from 15 years ago for sure, man. Like having that ownership on a deck comes up and we're like, yeah, are you so fucking I serious? We, I was young though. Yeah, they're going to remake that. All of us that? thought like that when we were younger though. Yeah, I think it, there was a point that, but yeah. like all these years later, but we're talking 2020 and you take someone like Lacey who's pissed off that this movie's being remade and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> and not, no, n- nothing against Lacey. I love Lacey, but I'm just saying she has a mentality right now where she's like, it's kind of bugging her that this is re- being remade and you know, it might you know, it might infract her, you know, her love for the original film. I'm like, this is crazy shit just, to me, just man. It just it. really boggles just my mind. That's what I do. So exactly. So, if you don't want to, you know what you it could be, it could be this. Think about it from this perspective. Maybe she, or maybe, you know, maybe even us at, at certain times or anybody see that a, a, a movie's being remade. Let's say and, and any movie, a movie you love, whatever uh, the shining. Okay. The remake in the shining, Maybe people get angry because they think that like the younger generation that doesn't know about the first one is going to watch the new one, and all of a sudden that's going to be like the the that that's the, the movie that's everybody the refers to. Yeah, that's the you know. Effect. There you go. I think that people sometimes make it a little bothered yeah, by that. Oh yeah, everyone's going to be talking about this movie and how great it is. Meanwhile, you have the original right here, which is so much better. Which Minus of Richie, course they're going to say sucks. that even before it comes out, but you know, right. I, mean. I, I get that. And I, I, I see where you're coming from. And I was actually going to bring this up because well, I told that story, man, when I went and seen the, it remake the, the first part of it, there was people that I could hear talking about. It, had no oh, idea yeah. that there was an original film. I, I told this story. Right. right? And I was yeah, like, this is crazy yeah. to me. And that's alluding to what you just said. It, it is kind of crazy. Uh-huh. And I can see yeah, where someone of my, they never would have seen the original anyways. Cause they don't give a well, fuck. Well, th- yeah. th- there's two points to that because but sometimes on it opens one the door. Hand, the, the and the shining is not the doctor's sleep was another example of people yeah. like didn't know about the shining but the you know on yeah, one yeah. hand it does bring attention to the original film too because it, a lot more people checked out the shining and it and stuff when the new ones were so successful it, carly was at work like a couple weeks ago and they were talking about um somebody's name or something and it, it was like something like normal yeah, base no, or something no. like that and she was like, <laughs> and the people at her work is like, yeah, it's like that t- TV show, the the Bates Hotel. <laughs> like nobody knew that there was a fucking four movie films, nineteen sixty. That, that's right? a bunch of sequels though, that came out that's afterwards. They old. only knew it by the TV show. They had no clue about the original Psycho. 
And uh, I think that, but but when you have something new, it does bring attention to the the older stuff too. So I like that. I think at the end of the day, what Dave said, uh, old man and Parker, what he said is the most important. This one doesn't feel like a cheap cash in, right? Because you you Jordan, it, it feels relevant to what Jordan Peele does. So it feels like it's going to be done with care. Now, when we hear uh, insides being remade or martyrs, and it's just the English transit translation of yeah, that. Those film, are cash. Those are cash. Yeah. Those are cash grabs. We get yeah. annoyed. Yeah, at they are. But this one feels different. I'm down with this. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, peels about that. And I think we as fans understand that, that this is what he's doing is is purely for the relevance of the time. Right. I think if, especially if we see Candyman and if Candyman is as good as the last two movies it looked amazing and i, I feel like trailer, but we'll see it's also so a hill you know in my opinion i know but he still wrote it though in my he opinion he's yeah, involved true. in the annabellum and i heard that's not very good yeah. which one is that it was a pr- producer thing yeah he produced that still which one annabelle uh, annabelle, annabelle. annabelle. Oh, and that came out on 4K today. But, or I have high day. hopes for this Candyman film because, you know, I do like the original Candyman film. It's a film that I used to love when it came out. Seen it many, many times when it first came out. It was one of those things that was just on repeat. But throughout the years, I just, you know, it, it's it's depleted with my likeness for it. But mm-hmm. I still like it, you know. But I, I have high hopes for this remake. And I think they're going to do big things with it. And Not I'm, a remake. I'm, it's a sequel. A sequel. I'm, I'm just hoping that it's going to, you know, just be, you know, kind of top the original film, you know. So oh, yeah, it, I was so complained. happy to see them mention like Cabrini Green and stuff. So that's what you tell it is. You know what I mean? So it, it's yeah. I think I know. I keep calling it a remake, I, but it's not. It's a sequel. Yeah, yeah and well, it's called Candyman, and that's the problem. It, when you call it Candyman, it's an adaptation. Okay, we know it's an adaptation, shut up, shut up. Not, not a fucking remake. But we it's don't the care. same thing with fucking Halloween, dude. Like, don't call it Halloween. It's so stupid. We have three films called Halloween. We have three Halloween twos. Yeah, yeah why don't you, you know call it something good like Halloween Kills? That's a good <laughs> yeah, the Hall- <laughs> I, mean, I would have preferred like Halloween Returns. Yeah, it, remember how everybody shit on that though? Remember when they they said Halloween Returns was going to be the title of the first one, and all of us shit on it. That's a stupid yeah. return. How does a how does a holiday return? This and that. And we all now in retrospect, don't you <laughs> we wish that it was for Halloween? Now yeah, we would kill, kill for Halloween Returns. It is yeah. one of the messiest right? organized <laughs> franchises, and also the worst named films and franchise not as bad as fast and the, fast and the furious is worse <laughs> that one is fast pretty and bad this is pretty fucking horrible it dude, is pretty bad texas yeah. chainsaw i mean there's leatherface there's leatherface 3d oh, that like there's, there's duff fast and the furious texas chainsaw the, 3d there's duff fast and the furious too fast too furious tokyo drift and then just we already fast did and this it's like you want fuck you <laughs> <laughs> you did though i remember you did that before you made fun of this already <laughs> Fuck you, yeah. dude. <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> you know what really sucks? The Purge and another movie in the same franchise called The First Purge. So when you're talking about it, you're like, yeah, did you see The First Purge? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? It's actually the fourth. Fuck <laughs> you. What about the Final Destination? Oh, uh, dude, that's a good the, point. The fifth one's The Final Destination. Yeah. 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 yeah the, the, so the, stupid. The, the first one's Final Destination. The fourth one's The Final Destination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck off, guys. Dude, I hate, if there's one thing I hate, it's titles of like I just wish people it's like they're embarrassed that they made so many so they start taking the number away after the films become more and more they take the number away which is where you need the fucking number. Yeah. If there's only two of them, you don't need the number. For the first time to see Halloween 12. Man, I don't know. I ain't seen the first 11 though. <laughs> uh, 
Well, you know damn well if they ever get the rights, even though they really shouldn't, they're going to have Friday the 13th Part 13, just to say it. Even though there's a remake and a freaking crossover film in there, it really wouldn't be Friday the 13th Part 13, but that's a cash grab. You know that's that's marketing. Oh, that's that's how you have to market it. How could you not? How could you not? It's really not Part 13, man. Yeah. Watch. It's going to be called The Friday the 13th. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Exactly. The Friday the 13th, the rebirth. The 13th Friday. I was just going to say that. That shitball movie. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, I cannot stand fucking titles, man. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Clive Barker officially joins HBO's Hellraisers series as an executive producer. Uh, I think that's good news. The more you have Clive Barker involved with his own worlds, the better chance that it's going to succeed. Uh, I, I think that I don't watch a lot of TV and we none of us here do, but if there's a Hellraiser TV series for HBO, I will watch that shit day one. Me too. I hope he actually yeah. gets involved with that title though. You know. Right. Well, Michael Doherty's directing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only bad thing is David Green, Green is attached. Uh, he well, di- sorry. Why is that a bad thing? Gordon Green is directing the pilot. Why is that? And Michael Doherty is writing. So. I I would rather have Doherty writing than David Gordon Green. So I, I mean, I'd rather have Clive doing it, but yeah. right, Clive should uh, write for sure. I mean, if you're gonna have that executive, I mean, fuck, just why not start writing with it too, man? Do it properly. I don't know. It just makes a lot just of sense to me. If you're gonna be that involved with it, money wise and shit, like why wouldn't you want to put some you know words on paper for it too? So I don't I, know. I, well, and he's dude, a writer. You got, you got <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like fucking write for it too. But a lot of times when these guys come on as executive producers, they're also, especially on TV shows, TV shows writing is so misleading because you just think one guy does it. It's a team. No, it's always a team. It's always a team. It's a team, but they they only can give one person the credit because when they credit more people, they have to pay more people for writing credits. So I guarantee it has its hand in the writing process too. No doubt, no doubt. No, basically what happens with a writing team on a on a show or whatever, you know, they credit one guy, and when he gets that paycheck, he has to divvy it up to all the other people on his crew. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stupid, man. But, yeah, so uh, I'm excited about that. I, like, I think HBO is the perfect place for it because, you know, HBO, Creative usually control. you can get away with a lot. They're, they're not afraid to push the envelope a little bit, so I'm down with that. I'm ready to see some like fucking nasty shit. Right. I doubt it's going to be nasty, but I bet you it will be adult. It has to be nasty or else it's, well, it's HBO. I mean, it's got to be good. It's got to be highly things. sexualized because it's Hellraiser and just dark and twisted. Or there's no. Right, but most of HBO's stuff is pretty sexualized, right? Like even like yeah. their biggest show, Game of Thrones, wasn't that pretty sexualized? Yes. I want to see a sex scene with CD Cinebite. <laughs> Dude, there's no CDs in the mic. What? They're cutting them yeah. out? CDs in the mic. How do you know that? that? Really? Uh, Wrong Turn uh, Foundation has been officially rated, so I guess the movie's complete. Oh, Foundation? It's not seven? Or would it be seven? No. It would be yeah, seven. Yeah, it would be seven. It's called, the fo- oh, it's called Foundation. The Foundation. Is it the the fucking makeup? Fucking oh, garbage. Okay. Uh, it's turn the foundation it's supposed to be a like reboot but the original writers involved i don't know i don't like that i mean just fucking continue man i mean these are direct-to-video trash let's just 
fucking not pretend it's going to be something special. <laughs> That'd be like the witchcraft. We're going to reboot witchcraft. Like, yeah, but the thing with witchcraft is they make four of them in a day, so it's like... Yeah, but the last one's going to be a reboot. They create a whole franchise in one day? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. They're going to have I mean, witchcraft spinoffs. I mean, you got David Sterling. It's not that hard. Right. Um, Dave's best friend, by the way. I don't know. Yeah, Dave Z. No. Old man Dave. Yeah, Dave Z. <laughs> he's being rude to you, Dave. Oh, now you we're getting so confused no, no, here. He's not talking about me. No one ever call me an old man. Shit. <laughs> I'll this guy here. Okay, really quickly here, a couple of announcements. We got I Know What You Did Last Summer trilogy coming from 88 Films. Is that going to be part of the slasher line? <laughs> yeah, no shit. No. Who wants that? So. You know what's I'm funny? I'm happy for those guys, though. I'm happy for the fans of the 90s. Dude, the 90s kids had nothing. They had fucking <laughs> Scream. And then what else did you guys have? Um, 93 was good. Candyman. Um, no, but I mean the '90s kids that came up on fucking like where Scream was their first big fucking like. Yeah, that's me. You know what the fans. '90s kids had, Dave? They had Full Moon. Yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. were willing and to rent those at the watch- video store, you had Full Moon. They also had HIV. That's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the early '90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they came up on Scream. Scream is like their favorite movie. They they swear by it. They got this. I feel so bad for them. Because I do. I do feel bad for him because, and I don't mean this to be pompous or anything like that. Because, yes, I had Friday the 13th and all that other stuff, but I, I have Saw. Fuck 70s. Dude, I love Saw. It's my second favorite franchise. That's fine. I love it all. But all I'm saying is that these kids that came up in the 90s that are fans of all those movies, that are fans of the I Know What You Did Last Summer, the Floating Heads, the Floating Heads era. And, yeah, and maybe eight. H2O is good to them, but I mean, what did they have? They had shit. They have nothing to hang their hats on, except that's why they're so passionate about Scream, because that's all they have. You know what I mean? So you're just you're describing JP right now. This is amazing. Yeah, I'm loving it. Can you imagine <laughs> a big speech of a 90s kid like, nobody never gave me nothing? <laughs> <laughs> except Scream. JP's not that's a Scream. Awesome. I don't, I I mean, don't I love do, JP do. along with those people. <laughs> You're not a Scream fanboy that way, like because you came up on Friday the Thirteenth and everything else, and you uh, you're different. But those other guys that that's oh, all he's they a Scream fanboy. And he, he well, I don't know. Did he did he rank Scream two anything higher than an eight? If he did, then he's a fanboy. Yeah, I don't remember what his. Oh, I think was. it was higher than eight. But, yeah. Yeah, well, get the fuck out a real was Scream it? fanboy could rate that higher than an eight. I don't know. And you haven't okay. updated the website in four years, so I'm not sure. I think that's probably on there. Let me look. No, I think I think you did. You're you're pretty fucking high on part two. What? I don't even like that. It you guys were even arguing that one scene where it was, oh my God, I didn't want to get into it. Fuck screen. Don't give it an eight. But anyways, going, have back, it a 10. going back to the 88, I don't know if it's part of the slasher line. I didn't notice the slasher line logo anywhere on that. Maybe they're just, re- which would be weird to release that separately and not include in part of their uh, slasher that line. line is a mess. Half the shit ain't even Well, that's, that's what I'm saying no, because no, they've released right so many that. movies on that line that aren't even slashers and then to not include a slasher trilogy would be no, bizarre. They're actually making a new line for this. Did you know that? They're making a new line. It's like a subgenre of the slasher line. It's called the poop slashers. No, no, no. <laughs> I just read it's called the fucking floating heads line yeah they are literally going to release all the floating head slashes yeah but all the destroyers are going to be the only ones that buy them so (laughs) i'm not gonna lie i love the first two i know what you did last summer dude part three is so much better than part two 
What's that? Part th- I'm still sticking by my what I said when we reviewed it, man. Part three is better than part two. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I gave I Scream it. Would you give Scream, it? Scream 2 and 8. There you go, Okay, well, I said boy. higher than an 8, you'd be a fanboy. Yeah, that's boy. not so higher than an 8. No, but an 8 is higher than... eight. still an 8. That's fanboy status. Thank it's you for proving... Was, Lacey <laughs> gave it a fucking 10, dude. Yeah, but Lacey's retarded. 10. <laughs> dude. Well, they have nothing else. That's what I'm saying. If you came up on... That's why I feel bad for them. That's why I'm happy Nobody that they got this... Nobody gave them nothing. Jeremy. They have nothing. They, they don't have shit, these guys. Like, what, seriously, they, you know what they got? They got slashers that don't even have any gore. And not that I'm into it, but I know a lot of people are. They didn't have any TNA either. You no, know what I mean? people yeah, the gore. 90s had, like, low TNA. There's no TNA now. They had terrible scores, too. Terrible yeah, but scores. they're slashing. Yeah, they, they had no music. They had nothing. Like, Scream the like original is a fucking music. great movie. I but should be a they... 90s kid technically too, but I grew up as a the 90s kid. catalog fucking soundtracks. Yeah, man. Uh, they had no posters, no soundtracks, no fucking gore. You know what, Dan? That's actually one of my biggest complaints with the 90s, man, is the fucking lack of creativity when it came to promoting because obviously they didn't give a fuck about the movies themselves. So the poster was reflecting their attitude towards the films that they were releasing. But man, the posters were fucking terrible, man. Like, I name me one legitimate, amazing poster from the 90s. Yeah, you, yeah, they suck. But like, well, post ninety one, there's never a scene like where you get taken back. Like even in Friday Thirteen, like let's say Part Four, when that machete hits fucking Crispin Glover's face, you're like, holy shit, yeah. just for a second. Yeah. Even though it's only a goddamn second, it's still like, whoa. And yeah, in know. the noise. Yeah, because you know? I like I like the, the poster art for like Resurrected and also um, Child's Play Three is pretty cool. But anyways, post ninety one, early nineties, I love. After a hit, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying post kind of 91 ish. Like the post, it just gets bad, really bad. So the slashers so, were just not good. Like the first scream is fucking amazing. To me, it's 10 out of 10. It's the top 10 slasher of all that's time. A classic. But that movie doesn't exist without Halloween. If there's never a slasher boom in the 80s, there's no such thing as fucking scream. Right. Well, there couldn't be because it's yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's a satire most of the time. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's based off those films, right? So yeah. (laughs) And I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying without it, it's not going to be there. That's what that's one of the great things about Scream, the original. But after that, what did they really have? They really didn't have anything. They have really, they don't they have so little to hang their hats on that they have to make it sound like Scream Two and Scream Three and and fucking Valentine and I know what you did last summer. All those movies were the same. They did the slasher genre after Legends because they couldn't really go anywhere after that. It was kind of over. It was all that whole era was just <laughs> cast of beautiful people and hack them up and, and with the shitty ass poster art, man. And they didn't even get naked. None of the beautiful I people. I still got like naked. it. I don't care. I do. I do kind of like Urban Legend. I'm not gonna lie though, man, because I'm a urban big Legends Urban Legend. Because I'm a Urban Legend. F- I love. I like the second Urban Legends. Like I just, yeah, I'm a big yeah. fan the of Urban Legends. The second one's better than the first. Yeah. Of what Urban Legend? Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Okay. One. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, the Theater Bazaar was one of Severin's Black Friday titles. That was bizarre. Well, they had some production on it. That's what I thought because I was like, yeah. "Why? Why is this getting like the super cool edition?" The, the it does have a their uh, second extended cut. Was pretty shitty though. What's that? I said the second one that they announced was. Wait, the... I'll get to that in a yeah. second. Uh, Kino Lober announced uh, Mardi Gras Massacre from '78, which I believe is a proto slasher. It's a, it's just a reprint of the Code Red disc. They're reprinting a lot of Code Red disc. It's already been on blue. Yeah, but I don't buy Code Reds like ever. Yeah, well, they're hard to get. They're expensive. It's uh, it's an original video nasty, and it's horrible. Yeah, it's fucking awful. Um, it's actually legitimately horrible. The next Black Friday announcement from Severance 
Aaron was the Attic Expedition, which I've never even heard of. I don't understand this title. This is like a 2000 random indie film. I Not indie, but it's slow, but whatever. Straight to DVD. But what the fuck? Have you ever seen it? It has Jeffrey Combs in it. No, I, I own it. I actually own it. Oh. But I just don't understand why this is being released on Severance Label. It's it. weird. Ed Raimi, Alice Cooper. Good cast. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of a, you know. It's I don't an oddball. Well, I mean, at what point does 2001 become retro, though? I mean, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's kind of there. Apparently right now in old. 2020. Oh, dude, can I rant about something? What? So I got my Psycho replacement disc in the mail. And these motherfuckers just placed the fucking thing in a bubble mailer with no, no they just put the disc in the bubble mailer and nothing else. Oh, what well, the they fuck gave is a, up with this fucking shit? Why the fuck did that, Jeremy? I can't believe it. They didn't even put it in a freaking paper sleeve, which is like two cents. That's they cheap. just fucking threw it right in the bubble mailer and said, well, if it gets there, it gets there. It's like, what the hell is this <laughs> bullshit? It's not did it get there, universal. though? And it wasn't yeah, even a, there, right? and it wasn't principle. Even, they didn't even fix it, did they? They'd even fix it, so they were going to have to do it again anyway. What's wrong with it? It still doesn't have the mono track on it. (laughs) Were you going to watch it mono, or were you going to watch it 5.1 or whatever it has? Because that's the way Hitchcock wanted to watch it. No, I'd watch it in mono all day, man. Yeah, you guys always watch it in regular? The the old mixes I mean, like that, yeah. Whatever. That's what I love about Arrow. That's I what I love about Arrow because they release a lot of their retro films with the original mixes, and they don't try to do that. Like sometimes when you remix shit into five point one, it sounds awkward. It does sound odd, yeah. right? And you're so right. if you're watching these older films that were done in mono, they sound correct, and it's fitting. The Running Man they sounded fucked up to me when the DVD came out. Yeah, yeah. And they, it, it, it out on all there's multiple news. movies I could I could say what? I've listened to like the new five point one mixes and I'm like, what the fuck? Like I can Let's hear see. It. It's all fucking panned off. Like everything's just fucking weird, man. I'm like, no. It's not good. You forgot that Ty West is coming out with a new horror movie with A twenty four. You missed that. <clears throat> That's kind of important, don't you think? Not really. No, it is what? important Ty because West Ty West is doing another horror film. Horror movie in eight years. So, I don't think Ty West is overly as good you like blow the dude. He's yeah, okay. I think he's good. He's okay. I, I like Ty West. I don't think Ty West is, you know, phenomenal, but he's done some really good films. He's popular. I, I'm a fan of the Innkeepers, and a lot of people aren't. So fuck him, whatever. I like. Oh, it. I like the Innkeepers and 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 House of the <clears throat> Devil. House of the Devil. I, yeah, and I, I just, even like his dude. I even like the thing in VHS that everybody hates. I hate it. <laughs> I love that segment. It's yeah. great. Why are you gonna fuck with dude's toothbrush if you're gonna kill him anyways? What the fuck's the point? <laughs> why do why does anybody fuck later. with anybody's anything? <laughs> then why do you fuck with a toothbrush and not show him that you fuck with the toothbrush? And why do you fuck with a toothbrush? Why, why, why does he's gonna he's gonna kiss food. the girl? He's gonna kiss the girl. And you don't tell them that you spit in their food, right? You just know. But why would you film it? Well, hey, you're right, like, he is gonna kiss. The why girl. are you gonna minorly inconvenience someone? You're gonna cut their fucking head off, and in minor inconvenience where they won't even know. It doesn't matter. Because you don't like it. <laughs> it's stupid. It was dumb. <clears throat> You're dumb. No, it's, it's, Patrick, dumb. it's about Patrick Wilson. That's a good point, yeah. no. a good no point Dave. I don't even remember <laughs> it, dude. It then why like, you arguing, dude? Shut the fuck well, up. Yeah. Like, oh, no, dude. Literally, because I hated it so much. That's the one segment that almost ruined that fucking movie for me. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. And I liked it, but I'll admit that. See, I can be swayed. That 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 is kind it of stupid. Makes- Sense, but but it's weird. Like at the same time, you're gonna spit in dude's toothbrush, and you know that dude's gonna kiss the girl that you're gonna kiss. So what the? Why? Like yeah, you're, you're right. That, it just doesn't make any sense. It, it doesn't make any sense why like 
there's some good movies I like that do shit like that though too. So and I, I forgive them, but obviously I wasn't digging that one anyway. It's just pointless to me. Um, Grizzly Two got announced for Blu-ray <laughs> One Eight by Gravitas Adventures. What a weird company! I never knew it existed. How about that? Grizzly they, Two. They yep, fixed even if it was one. It was Dad. it was partially filmed in 1983. That's so crazy. This is coming out so crazy. But did they finish it with like CGI and shit or what? What's going on? I don't on? know what they did. Man. It was never finished. I don't know. But how about it's just a CGI bear? All the shots that are finished like a fucking like no no. Uh, another <laughs> no. Uh, another code red coming is um the Kino is Slithis. Us uh, um, Slithis. What? I've got the Blu-ray. S L I T H I S or something. Oh, that's got a great cover, man. The old VHS. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah, a fun, it's a fun movie, man. It's fun. I saw it at the drive-in. It's all right. Uh, and then uh, Warner Archive announced the Curse of Frankenstein two disc special edition. I know they're oh, doing they're doing content. features on this now. It's crazy. Dude, all yeah. I mean, there are some features on some of the Warner yeah, archives, some of them, but yeah. all this six one's like Hammer Frankenstein's are on Blu-ray except that one in the states. That was the only one not put on Blu-ray in the states. The first one. Nice. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, oh, here's a, here's a little. I don't know if this is still the case. Let, let me just double check here for the listeners out there. Um, yeah. So right now, the out of print Scream Factory double feature of Terror Vision and the Video Dead uh, is available on Amazon for sixteen dollars, which is What's like that? a s- fucking steal because it's out of print. Wow. Um, so. I just bought two copies, and it's, it's yeah. sold out now. Yeah, I love that release. Well, right, you, and that's it. But do you order hey, from Amazon got, Canada? Because you won't get it. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I, I don't need it. Like I bought Blu-ray. it when it first came out, man. It's like one of my favorite releases. Oh, yeah. Targets, Targets, uh, Targets, Targets out. BFI in the UK. Targets coming to Blu-ray. I don't, I don't do much forms. Also, also Devil's Wedding Night is coming out on Blu-ray, and it was a Code Red release. Which was on Blu-ray, but that release is out of print and very expensive, and I do not have it. And Kino's re-releasing it, and I will be fine. Now. Oh, sweet, dude! I did not know that. That's all because I, I missed yeah. that too. Awesome. Yeah, me too. I missed that one. I've been looking for it, but I don't want to pay sixty bucks. Oh, that's fucking it out. totally. It's right now for pre-order for like twenty-six ninety-nine on Target. I'm like, nope, I'll wait for twenty. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sweet. And Patrick Wilson's directing Insidious Five. Yeah, I usually if it's over like five days old news, I don't usually talk about it. Which is kind of strange because we don't post the show until a week like, later. Week it would be later. like fucking eighteen days later. Right. <laughs> right. That's why. That's why I don't go past five days back. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Guess. That makes, yeah, sense. makes sense. That's like the Jim Gaffigan joke. Like, hey guys, I just saw he. Good one. <laughs> Thank you. I wrote that one down last night for you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I thought you liked that one. So <laughs> when you were jerking your ween. That guy cracks me up, man. Fuck, it's clean as comedy, and it's so funny. <laughs> He just talks about food the whole time. He really does, man. He really does. And he always talks about how fat he is, and he's not even that fat. It's weird. He has a little bit of a belly, but come on. I mean, everybody's fat. No. I'm P-H-A-T fat. Come on. What is this, 1997? Oh, fuck off. Baby fat. fat, The fat (laughs) slang is never going to die, man. That's that's still 2020 relevance, baby. All right. He's got a man with lifelong as as life just cut that cut that <laughs> well it was it. kind of a joke too that i got really skinny again so anyways um yeah keep going homie nice oh no i'm done i'm, I'm at my weight i don't want to go any I, smaller i can't stop 
I, I keep getting new new target and I, I can't stop. I'm like, well, I'm seeing this, but I, now that I've seen this, I want to keep going. I want to see, and I've been doing this for a year. I, I'm just like, I'm shrinking away, but I'm still not happy. It's How crazy. tall are you, Dave? Z? Five seven? Almost five eight. Yeah, five seven and a half ish. So what, what's your target? Like one twenty? Would you be really skinny? Oh my god, one twenty. I'd be I'd be a tw- I was one twenty five when I graduated, and I was skin and bones then. So right now I'm I'm one thirty eight, but. I just can't stop. I, my original target was 150. Then I got there. Then I was like, okay, I'll go to 145. And now I hit 138 once. And I said, well, that's the new target. So now I'm there. And I'm like, well, maybe maybe 135 will, will feel nice. You know, I don't know. It's, it's weird. But, you know. Yeah, I'm done. It's, I'm it's 185. I'm 6'1", so 185 is good. I'm oh, good yeah. Well, yeah, I just I'm like 175 Yeah. Thank you. I just bought Terror Vision Video Dead because you said it was. Did uh, you really? Uh, nice. Good job. Okay. Do you like those movies, Dave? I haven't seen them since the 80s, so I don't know, but they seem to be have uh, decent ratings on the B, so I'm like, well. You should text. You should actually text Christian right now and be like, yo, man. <laughs> Christian won't like those movies. They're fine. I know Dude, he, he hates the one. Terror Vision. Terror Vision. He, he, he was in shock when it was in my, in my top 10, yeah. I love yeah. Terror Vision. It would have made my top too. I love it. It's so just oh, such if a I fun. If I get it and it sucks, I'll flip it. I'll sell it for fucking probably. It's out of print, right? So I'll, I'll sell the fucking thing if, if I don't like them. That's why I look at it, you know? Mm-hmm. I should go buy like 10 of them right now. They're worth, <laughs> they're worth having. Just be like the double feature itself is really fun because the they're both like, you know, the video. It's themed. They're themed. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, and those are both movies that were impossible to get on DVD because they were released, and VHS, they were hard to find. I had both of them, and I paid a lot for them. There yeah. was movies I really liked growing up, so when they both hit on Blu-ray, it was early in the Shout Factory line, and it was just like, holy shit, these, this company's doing something. And then they released Lake Placid, and I was like, what are they doing now? Yeah, right. No, it was the House on Haunted <laughs> Hill remake, and I was like, what? Title. When they released Lake Placid, I was like, what? But they released the House on Haunted Hill remake as a collector's edition. I'm like, really, guys? What's wrong with Lake Placid? Nothing. But it was it wasn't, that was another collector's edition too. It's like it was one I didn't need. It wasn't like one that I had to buy. I was like, I'll wait for that one. And I recently bought it like last year. It's because the '90s kids they have nothing. They have they have to they have to cash in on them. Right. It's funny though because they released Ginger Snaps and everybody's like, yeah, but that came out after Lake Placid. That was kind of an indie indie darling though. Indie darlings get away with shit. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised right. you like that one, Dave, because it's Canadian. Yeah, I had trouble. But I, I, I... <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> I watched Ginger Snaps in like 10 years. Maybe I don't like it anymore. I really like the sequel, too. It, it's up there for me. It's not my favorite, but. I like it. But then again, Snaps, American like Werewolf it. in London, I don't even think makes my top fives, which is, you know, it's people disgusting. always snarl at me when I say that. No. But I'm like, I, I don't, I don't. I don't discredit for being a great movie. It's just not one of my favorites. I think honestly, any movie that their best scene in the film is a dream sequence is just awkward to me, man. That's just me. Wait a minute. The transformation scene isn't the best scene. No, it, yeah, that's, you don't think sure. Holy fuck. That was one of the best scenes in a horror period that year. Probably if you think about it, no, even me, who's yeah, not I mean, like a huge I would say one of the best effect scenes is fucking dope. One of the American best effects scenes. London is objectively a 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah. Well, I couldn't, Give it anything like I just it. think that dream sequence is fucking crazy. It's awesome, but it is it is cool. But yeah. the dream sequences make sense because he's actively turning into a werewolf. Oh no, I know, I know. 
I get it, but it's not like a shoot in one where it's just like, hey, there's a dream sequence because we didn't write anything scary, first year. Yeah. It's not <clears throat> It's also 81. We're not talking about 2010 dream sequence. I understand though what you mean. It is one oh. of the crazy scenes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is that it for the news, JP? Yeah. All right, that is the news. Fucking thing sucks! All right, so moving along here, let's get into a quick little knowledge segment. The word I bring to you today is knowledge reigns supreme. You got no time to joke and play, because knowledge reigns supreme. JP, do you got uh, a Dario Argento update for us? Yeah, so I tried to look and see if there was any type of update for, obviously, the Sandman, which we talk about every year. Just because it it it, it may it, it was a two hundred thousand dollar Indiegogo campaign and nothing has been done, you know what I mean? It's they just yeah. sold two hundred thousand dollars, and I just it's so fascinating, you know what I mean? Class action uh, lawsuit incoming. So never got. That's what he's making his new movie with. I'm telling you, he's making his new movie from the Sandman money. Well, it's that's actually AKA I was reading some of the comments uh, that came in. So six months ago, somebody said, seriously disgraceful. This is somebody who backed the project. Apparently, Argento is making a new film called Black Classes. What gives? While Argento may not have been in charge of the money, he could at least say something to us, which is a very fair point. By he the should way. just say me scoozy. Yeah. (laughs) The people who are his fans and have paid our own money towards his filmmaking, I am absolutely disgusted. (laughs) What a fucking over. How much money did he put in? That guy's writing to Fangoria. It sounds like a lot of Fangoria. (laughs) (laughs) I I fucking put $5 in this and I am fucking mad. (laughs) So, So this guy says, I suppose looking at it holistically, I made enough of a profit of selling my cult film, Suspiria Steelbook, to cover my small loss on this. But the fact is... He took it out on his own personal collection? What an idiot. Right. Like those people that burn Ryan Nicholson movies. It's like, good job, dude. (laughs) Right, right, right. The fact is, this burned me on crowdfunding. And the lack of communication for this project highlights what a scam it was. And that and the companies like Indiegogo do not care. The simple fact is the backers have been defrauded and there is no recourse. Indiegogo and other companies like them should be forced <laughs> to save five percent of their profits to refund people like us. People are dead all over the world and they're like complaining about I, I see if you spent over like fifty bucks, I'd be pissed. But if it's fifty bucks of like, eh, Dario fucked me for fifty bucks, it's kinda of fun. <laughs> it's not it's not even about the money. It's about the lack of communication <laughs> and just the, just the disregard for for people <laughs> supporting you. Like he I mean it, it is pretty pathetic though, man. It is pretty fucking pathetic that like you're gonna you you know, contribute to as someone as big as Dario Genta's new project and then like nothing. Just fucking He's straight scoozy, crickets, bro. man. He's Excuse me, yeah. Um, but like, honestly, at at this point, at this point, it's just like, where the fuck is the money? I would want answers. Right? I mean, th- aren't, I think aren't the people entitled in like to twenty thirteen or fourteen or something? This guy eight months ago, he says, he says 
is there a chance that this movie will be finished or <laughs> that I get my money back? Is there an insurance from Indiegogo that covers this? Dude, you sp- you donated like eight years ago. Consider it lost, bro. Oh, shit. But anyways, <laughs> can, even, it should have it. Like, there ahead, honestly man. should be a fucking stipulation there, man. If this movie doesn't get made, the mo- or the money goes back to you because obviously it's not being made. So she get your All fucking right, money this, back, yeah, right? Like, shouldn't it work like that? It can't be happening though, right? What? Because otherwise, it's literally just legal stealing. Can like you you're just you're just taking from fucking it? people. Hey, the next person, I just want to be like that big speech from True Romance at the end when he's like, "You fucking stab me in the heart." That would be the best where you right. post that. <laughs> okay, Can so the, the next guy said, right? The the next Remember? guy said, "What's that, Dave?" There has to be a rule, like Indiegogo. There must be something in. In the small print, in their terms and conditions, or in the ter- yeah. there has to be something. Otherwise, the the fucking I don't know. All of us could sit here to, together right now and come up with a thing and put it up there tomorrow and say this podcast. We're gonna come up with fucking something. Okay, we're gonna make a movie. Here it is, and then just take the money and not do anything and not get in trouble. Well, that's what you I'm saying. What I would do. That's if what I'm saying. Argento, I would film 20 minutes of me sleeping and send it to everybody and say, it's the Sandman. This is the Sandman. Me scoos you. Me scoos No, that'll actually cost money. No, I would just fucking send Goblin. We got Goblin to make the soundtrack to the doing Mr. Sandman? I just fucking send him the clip of Back to the Future. So uh, th- this other guy said, so all I signed up for was the, I want to be your dog tier. $45 for a digital copy of the score. That's a ripoff, by the way. Uh, from what I had digital read somewhere copy. back in the last six years, the score was finished. Can I please get the copy? You're not it? getting your money for that because that's just, you're an idiot for paying $45 for a digital copy. Yeah, raw dog. Right? right. You just, you're an idiot for that, but. But 100%, Dave, that's what I was saying. Oh, There's got to be one. something. It's literally just a something. way to steal money from people. They can't be. They can't be. Right? This doesn't make any something. fucking sense at all, man. Who? Someone has to be accountable for this money. It has to be go back to the people, man. It's fucking It's okay. crazy to Here's me. Here's one that le- puts a little insight. Dario Argento is not the blame. The producer team is. They cannot, could not get this project off the ground. I invested $25,000. Oh, See to receive an executive uh-huh. producer credit. One of the producers, Jeff Rogers, has always been in touch until recently. I know there are three or four more people who have invested twenty five thousand. This is outside of Indiegogo. Please contact uh, me to join me in the plight to get our money back. Five years of waiting is enough. Wow. <laughs> yeah, suing overseas is going to be difficult. And no, I don't want to say this rudely, but if you got the money to lose. And like, you know, I wouldn't put it up unless you got like somebody's like, man, I need that money desperately. It's like, then you shouldn't have put it up if you can't afford yeah, it. Yeah, $25,000. I know. Like, but at the same time, people have to be accountable for this, man. It's, yeah, a, it's still yeah, a business, it's right? You can't be taking 25 grand from anybody and not give them anything in return. Like, but it's fucking I don't crazy. Think you're understanding the importance of the me scoozy mood. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, so, uh, the, the, the speaking of Dario Argento updates, so this was back in uh, January of 2020. So a few months after we did our last Argento show, uh, there was an article out that, that 
announced a new Dario Argento project in the works. Uh, this was at Fright Fest. I sent Moods the clip of this. Um, he, Dario Argento announced his next film titled uh, some Italian word that I can't pronounce, uh, a.k.a. Black Glasses. And the film apparently has been something Argento wrote a, a long while ago. And, and tried to get off the ground. What for was many it called? Years. What was it called? The black, or it was called the Sandman black Part glasses. Two. <laughs> black glasses. <laughs> Sandman Eight Part Two. Sandman. It's Sandman Part Two, but he never releases the first one. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's supposed <laughs> to have Asia in it, um, and it is uh, a crime, a crime film, um, and it it was set. Well, that makes film. sense if it's a crime film because I know it's, it's about in, the first. Indiegogo it's about stealing it's the successful. money from the they first Indiegogo it. campaign. <laughs> I need to kill you. To steal Excuse me. It, it was set to film in March, I believe, but then they uh, basically the uh, you know COVID thing, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but then in April we got an update on it. So this past April, six <laughs> months ago. Um, so apparently. Uh, in a chat with Italian uh, website, the 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 it was announced that Daft Punk was uh, cool. attached to score the film. Cool. I think I uh, heard about that. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, and this was back in April. They said that how they, the hell could they afford they Daft Punk to score the film? They got two hundred thousand dollars. You hear me? I don't know where <laughs> it came from, but yeah, that's they're what they they're got. paying Daft Punk with the Sandman money. Right, but, he, yeah. but Daft Punk hasn't fucking scored a movie since Tron Legacy. Are you telling me they're going to come for fucking Argento? A lot of people work for Argento. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty it. staple for them. Yeah, um, I, yeah so uh, they, Argento said they are uh, my admirers. They know all my cinema. They heard from French friends that I was shooting a new film called Black Glasses and reached out and said, we want to work with you. So Daft wow. Punk reached out to Argento. Wow. That's yeah. nice. Who he said, it will be a return to my crime films. It's an adventure in nocturnal Rome of a Chinese girl and child. Return to his crime films? Probably the original Giallo. Yeah, Giallo. You know? I, 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 guess, I guess that's what he refers to as crime films. I call them Giallos, I guess. But. Right. <laughs> so uh, that was the last update we had on Black Glasses. Um, there was another thing that said that Asia was actually not going to be in the film. Now that they they casted a new girl for her role, uh, I'm sure she. Well, was wasn't she that. having a? Didn't she have like a fallout with her fucking dad, and she hasn't talked to him in a while and shit like that? So, kind of makes possible. sense. Yeah. So, that's the knowledge on <laughs> Dario Argento's <laughs> updated thing. I mean, I, I think that we were talking before the show. You guys. I uh, assume that this film is is not no. going to get off the ground. He's like 107. How old is? It's like I doubt. I think he's I doubt 80. Carpenter. I doubt Carpenter makes another movie. I doubt. Well, Carpenter Argento said he's not going to. Movie. Yeah, Carpenter is working on like the Halloween films though. Which yeah, is cool. he's doing. Yeah. He's involved in those things, but his he's. I think he's stated that he's doing his music thing. He's putting out uh, Lost Themes Volume Three. I think it just came out. Touring and shit. Good for him though. You know? I mean, he's involved with the movies by walking to the bank and cashing a check. Oh, dude, he is bringing in all the fucking royalty, all the shit that he's collecting from all Boy. the distribute, all his movies being re-released. All the good, t- oh my god, good. 
He's getting so much. He's banking, dude. He's banking. He's making more but, money now yeah. than he was when he was actually making movies. 100%. Good. 100%. Probably. 100%. The royalties See, the are insane those for him. Two, those two, it's interesting that we're talking about those two and Dario and everything here. Somebody asked us, last exploding has, somebody asked us a question. They said, if you could give either 2020 John Carpenter or 2020 Dario Argento a $10 million budget and complete creative control to make a film, who would you choose? And I surprised them by saying, I'm not choosing Argento. I don't I, think at Carpenter this point. Too. I yeah. Carpenter. Carpenter has more to say still. You know what I mean? Yeah. Argento is 80 years old. He's For him to put out something good requires way too much. He's too well, much. He, he, he's he requires okay. his fruit, too, that the, he doesn't have anymore. The way I look at it, though, the way I look at it, yeah. if you take Dario Argento and John Carpenter, the stages in their career, I, I think Carp- I think. <laughs> Fuck Jesus Christ, JP. Damn. That's not cool. I'm thinking um, George Romero, though. But ahead. I would. Fuck <laughs> you guys. Come on. Um, well, you have a fantasy fucking $10 million. Why can't I have a fantasy alive? Okay, well, I'm just saying yeah, between, bringing, between these two guys. I'm back with $2 million. I'm picking million Carpenter. I'm back $8 million to make the movie. I'm picking Carpenter. <laughs> I'm picking Carpenter all day because I feel that he's more in touch with, you know, what's going on and shit. So I think Argento's been out of touch with shit for years and years and years i mean it kind of right. shows in his last few films i mean they have one thing in common they're not very original but um i think carpenter could still come up with something pretty original and shit i think he's still very creative i mean he's still doing original music and shit he's got that creative flow going i think he could definitely do something very very fucking worthwhile um argento's just old man he's he, i'm sorry but he's washed up he's done i'm with you buddy i i agree and i think carpenter's probably what i mean i think you know look at carpenter's latest movies they're, they're not special either but i just think that carpenter between the two he carpenter is gonna have a bug up his ass about certain things politically and everything he he's the kind of guy that has something to say i think at all times yeah so yeah. for that reason alone you know what i mean i want to see what he could put on film where argento it's just I just don't think it's there. I don't want to see the Sandman or anything else now. It's sad that he has to go out on, on Dracula as, as being his last <laughs> film, but I, I truly Dracula think... Well, you can see his age showing right from, you know, I mean, we'll get into these in a minute here, but, you know, even when 2005 with you like Hitchcock, I mean, and to Giallo and Dracula and stuff, I mean, like I said, there's one thing in common. These aren't that original films. Like, he's lost that originality in the last 15 years, 100%. Right. His his earlier films are so original and so creative and there's so much style and substance in those films. And, you know, (laughs) he he made comments on society, too. And he he poked back at like like journalists and film fans in his movies like Tenenbrae. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But but then he doesn't say anything anymore. Exactly. And these movies are literally just It's like he's going through the motions. It's a product of, you know, how he's kind of lost with, you know, originality and, you know, he just has nothing else to offer. So I think Carpenter, though, I mean, again, going back to him even putting out new music to this day, you know, Lost Themes 3 just can't. It's him being creative, dude. There's so much more to offer there. It's just I would love for Carpenter or any filmmaker to come back and do a film. I mean, you know, he left us with what was it? Um, what was the last one he did? The ward, the ward. Oh, the ward, which he was just a director, just a direct hire, you know, hiring for director. Kind of, he didn't write that shit, but <sighs> bad taste, right? And then cigarette burns, right? Which is really good. I mean, uh, that was done. That, burns was that was done before. before. Yeah. I know, but I'm saying it was cigarette burns, and then the ward, right? That was it. Around there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cigarette did, burns. Did Carpenter really do a second in the Masters of Horror? No, no, no he just did cigarette, burns. which was a really good did one. He do pro life. Who did that one? 
Uh, he did Pro-Life do pro. Still, no, um, it wasn't Carpenter, but I John Landis. No, who do? I can't remember. I remember the episode though, but I can't remember. I'm gonna look it up. I'm looking at it first. Might have done a second one. No, I'm pretty sure Carpenter did do pro life actually. Now when well, I think about it, you're right. Shit. You're right. It there was John. Fun yeah, Carpenter. I think I he. I told you, and I didn't even watch those. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since yeah. I thought about it, but anyway, cigarette burns. But yeah, I think Carpenter still could have something in him. Yeah, that, that, that was the one with Ron Perlman. I remember that. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, oh yeah, that Ghost was okay. People yeah. hate Ghost of Mars, but I don't hate it. I, know I love. I, I, I love me, me and JP like it. Mr. Fucking, it's like a bunch of criminals and shit. I like it. It's fun. I'm not joking. I haven't seen Ghost of Mars in like over 20 years. It's like, a space western, man. Yeah, I've never it's seen a, it. It's it, it's a stupid space western. I enjoy it though. It's fun. I gotta grab that I Blu-ray the from Ward. the UK. I haven't watched the Ward, but I've never seen the Ward. I the just Ward bought it because fun. it was one of those family dollar deals where I got yeah. it for like a dollar or something. It's yeah. generic. Yeah, it, it, some people really like no? it, but I find it very very generic. You know, it, it doesn't have any Carpenter in it, man. It's just, eh. Carpenter could use this new music, too. He could throw that shit in there. He has plenty of music. Yeah, Carpenter is the guy to go with. Yeah. Dario doesn't Between have the his, two, yeah. I love his, his Lost Theme records, man. I can't wait for to get the third one, man. Like, I, I love it. And I love the way he describes how he made those records, too. Like, him and his son, Cody. And they would basically come up with these fictitious, you know, storylines to these movies they would just come up with these ideas and then they would write the music to these fucking these fake Ooh, movies that okay. they came up with we'll and, shit. One of those. and it's so cool because when you hear the music like you can fucking hear the type of movie that they possibly came up with like i'm, I'm, I'm thinking like this beat right here is totally from like a post-apocalyptic type thing and it's fucking cool man i think they're great i think they're absolutely fantastic okay so, so there actually is a second update on black glasses here that i just found from an italian website i had to translate it to english um, back in July. So <clears throat> Dario was interviewed, um, and this was all in Italian, um, but he said, Black Glasses, which will be filming soon as possible, com- compatibility with COVID regulations. It will be a thriller set in Rome. The director will shoot a lot in the countryside around the capital, which he finds harsh and mysterious. The film will have to do with Edgar Allan Poe, as the title already understands, even more than my other works. Uh, it, he says it leads me to stir in my depth and to rediscover my nightmares as a process which I also find joyful um, <clears throat> it makes me very afraid I'm terrified of COVID of being infected my film speaks of the ed- ed- atavistic fears of the dark of the dark half um, and then it says a little bit uh he's talking about the festival i guess so yeah uh, he said a little bit more about it still optimistic that it's gonna happen <laughs> what, what do you think okay because so, we do this all the time right we we talk about films i mean just look at our news segment throughout seven years a lot of films never happen what what do you think the actual percentage chance that this hap- does happen are you 20, saying 25, 0%? 25, 25. <sighs> It sounds it sounds promising, honestly, but again, there's the whole COVID thing is is a big deal right now, man. I mean, I think the longer the shit gets pushed, man, the less chance it has. So I'm looking at like a 15 percent chance here, man. Like you got okay. There's a lot of there's a lot of major factors here. Again, the world, the situation that we're sitting in the world is a big factor, right? But then we're also dealing with Argento's um, lifespan. He's getting fucking old, dude. 
Like, I don't know how healthy he is right now. And the longer this goes on, I think the less chance it's actually going to materialize for those exact reasons. So, I mean, dude, what the fuck? What is that? Dave? That's Dave? Dave? That's not me. Okay. Not me. Um, so, but you know what I'm saying? So why don't you fucking yell at Dave like you yell at just me? Dave. I didn't know who it was. I'm off. I'm off. I was mic'd off. Dave? Other Dave? It's not I can't me. hear anything. It's Jeremy. I swear to God. I don't know, but that, no, was, like, that was like Life's blinking. You're mic'd yeah. off, right? Um, yeah, I was off. JP? Right. Well, I did look up the... It wasn't me. <laughs> The, uh, the 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 production company that is producing the film, I wanted to see if they did anything else. And they have two films, uh, Italian films, so it's, I can't read the titles, but they have two films currently in post-production. Okay. So, I'm well, just saying. It won't happen. If it does happen, our general will, will, will no longer be of this earth. It will not happen while he is living and breathing. And if it does, I'll, I'll retire from podcasting. That's how sure I am it's not going to happen. Okay. I, I mean, like I Mark said, though, if, you know, I would have a higher percentage on this if it if the world wasn't in the state it was in right now. But like I said, you know, he's 80 years old, man. He's got to be getting a little bit tired. I, I get that he's trying to be ambitious about this, but he, he, at the same time, you got to be realistic, too, right? And yeah, he's I mean, fight a COVID. He'll die if he gets well, obviously, But that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, Italy, we already know what they went through in the early stages of this. They were like the hardest hit area in the world. You know, I'd be fucking scared right now if I was him, 80 years old and fucking fragile and shit. But I don't know, man. I'm giving this a pretty low percentage of actually coming out. I mean, especially coming off the whole fiasco of the Sandman. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I just don't even, where do you trust it? Where the fuck do you trust it? I get it. Like, this isn't necessarily, I don't know, man. I, I just don't know where to, to trust and believe, you know? So. Right. Right. Yeah. What is that? Ratings. Ratings. <laughs> I'm gonna Ratings give on that Sandman uh, five out of ten. What's black glasses? Uh, four and a half. All right. Black glasses. All right. So black glasses. Is that it for all the Argento news, JP? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So that's gonna conclude um, black glasses, aka the Sandman Part Two news. Scusi. There was knowledge. another. What was another Italian? Uh, what was it? The uh, Nightmare City remake. Yeah, I think that Bruno had died, though. He died. Who? <laughs> but still, I mean, it, that was like years ago. Yeah, Tom Savini was supposed to do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did we ever yeah, get any type of updates with that? We had like, a long discussion about that. Moods thinks it'll make a lot of money. Oh, I said yeah, it possibly could if marketed it would properly. Never, nope, never would happen. Yeah, but th- th- that's just your opinion. I, I stand though. by that. So you you have <laughs> if, no faith in marketing CD, at all? I'm definitely going to ask him about that because it was in 2015 that Indiegogo. You attached Savini's and... name to a right uh, right marketing plan. Nobody How... knows Savini besides us. That's bro. bullshit. That's absolute utter bullshit, man. That's bullshit. You'd have to do some uh, marketing right. on it, dude. There's you, fans you... know, but not not Horror you know fan. not like the regular people outside. But of I think there's fans. enough. Yeah. Anyways, you know what I mean. You, 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 I mean, you Savini you, was on The Simpsons. Tom like Savini. Said, Tom Savini is a Savini lot more famous. Million dollars to make Nightmare City. Go ahead. He's honestly. You're not going to get your money back, dude. I don't know why you always have to be such a dick about it, man. I'm just saying, with the right marketing, you can fucking do it properly. I was a dick about it. This is the first time we've talked about it in three years, dude. But no, but that's the exact same thing you said to me last time too with the money. 
it's hilarious. I, I guess you wouldn't have got your money back, Moots, because the movie got canceled. No, dude, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not contributing to any more movies because every time I contributed to a Kickstarter, the, the movie doesn't come out. I've been burned like five times. So I understand what these people are going through with the Sandman, also. But I'm just saying, I think that Tom Savini's name is a lot bigger than people give him credit for. People, I always hear the same thing. It's like. People in the horror community only know who Tom Savini is. I'm like, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's true, man. I think he's a lot he's a bigger. Big name. He's a fucking really big name. There's a lot of fucking people out there that know who he is. And I think it could be if, if marketed properly. And that's the key. But you would have to have the money to market it too, though. So that's the, the last update problem. for Nightmare City was in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I guess Savini uh, does have some appeal as an actor at this point, too, in certain spots. So. I can see that people that are like into like B movies and shit like that. that aren't Dude, these like that. are so funny. Like, if you read the comments on the backers, another project I got back, I backed and got zilch. Any news at all? These are that was seven months ago. The other one was twenty two days ago. What a sham! Silence kills. Well, guess that was a total waste of money. <laughs> Again, hey, people just I, getting fucked. Am I the only one that has talked directly to Heinz lately? Try sending him a message, and he. He has always been pretty good at responding uh, to mine. He has assured me that the film will be made. That was one year ago. <laughs> hey, did you see this last update in 2019? No. Dude, it, it's fucking pretty crazy, man. It's pretty out there. Yeah, you're saying it's fucking big. Not, not, not. Be scoozy. Dude, fuck Kickstar- Kickstarters, man. I've been burned so many times. Fuck those things, dude. But, I hate but, them. But these, <laughs> ones, these ones where there's actual names attached and, like, big stuff, like, you just expect more out of them. Like, of course. I get of course. if the film isn't working out, but you should at least update. Like, how are you going to – like, your last update, besides the Miscuzi one, from is going to take <laughs> – 2017. <laughs> like, get out of here with that, bro. It's going to shit. Like, it's really the producer's fault. Like, they get these people with names attached, like Lindsay and Savini, and they're like, we're making this movie, and they're like, yeah, fuck it, I'll direct it if you get the money, and then their names plastered all over the fucking thing. They don't even know about it, and then all of a sudden, everybody's like, why aren't you making that movie? He's like, what movie? What are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, you have, like, I mean, this is, this is kind of crazy. Like, is there people out there that can, can, just do this and, and it, like it, do you think their intention was to just make a quick buck <laughs> do you think they actually yeah, felt like they were gonna make the film no because charlie band will be doing it now absolutely not dude i mean you put tom savini's name in there do you think he's trying to scam people fuck no no no, no. but no. like dave said I, I think they just go to Tom Savini and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna try this, make this movie. Will you direct it?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." Uh, and, then, and then like they, that's just like it. <laughs> that's all yeah, they involved. And then like two weeks later, or like ten years later, somebody's like, "How come Nightmare City was never made?" He's like, "What are you talking about? Leave me alone." <laughs> I don't know what you're. Yeah, he agreed to direct that shit while he was about. doing fucking chin ups or some shit. I can just see yeah, Savini doing that. There was shit that like that too. The horror fans are like Tom Savini was mean to me, and you walk up to him like, "Hey, Tom, I'm gonna like screaming in his face and shit, probably. Yeah, dude, that happened. What's his name? Listen to this. Uh, um, Bill Mosley. I when I met Bill Mosley at um the convention I went to, I asked him about what, what was the deal with that. Remember, there was a rumor he was going to be in that Manson girls thing or something. He was going to play yeah, Manson. Mm-hmm. Well, he told me the story. It was the guy. He um he said he was going to do it and whatever it was, the guy ended putting ended up putting up some type of fundraiser for it or a Kickstarter or whatever the hell it was at the time, and then. 
nothing ever happened. So Mosley had to call the guy and, and, and threaten him with a, a cease and desist. And I said, I want to be removed from this project. He found out that <clears throat> it wasn't going to happen, and the guy was just trying to make money off his name. Yeah, yeah. So right. yeah. I guess it can happen. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of scum in Hollywood, right? In 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 the film that's producing world. world, that's indie world, man. People yeah. are like yeah. the indie film world, man. They're they're all best friends, and they like on the micro budget world. Half these guys don't like each other. It's like anywhere else. Well, it's competitive, like, right? It's also competitive too. It's not even, yeah. Well, the, people, the, it makes sense. The production company really. behind the Nightmare City one was Monster Works. Monster well, with Monster an A, works. and then works with an X. Entertainment based out of Los Angeles. <laughs> Can we all just get Dustin Mills ten million dollars to make a movie, and we'll get like forty movies, and it'll be awesome? He would just make forty movies because he makes really good, decent movies for the amount of money he puts into him, though. I could see him making ten really good movies for that. Hundred percent. I was gonna say I'd rather have ten. Ten really right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Another budget. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Movies you guys. Got playing like thirty now, exploding heads. Number fifteen movies. <laughs> yeah, every week there's a new a new one talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what they should do? They should just start a Patreon instead of doing an EGOGO. And then what they can do is they can release videos each month and say, "Hey, keep people abreast. Say this is what we're doing." And yada That's yada. That's what Indiegogo and- is, though. Like they do have that feature mm-hmm. where you can release videos. And you go to the Indiegogo page. They, they literally have like trailers of information all the time. It's weird. I don't trust. But make it a monthly subscription thing. so you could stop. If a few months go by and you're donating ten dollars a month for three months and they don't put out a video or any news or anything, oh, could you, you imagine? Say, well, you they guys. would just prolong production you know? for years, man. You're paying like for fucking thirty six months. <laughs> it's like <laughs> why not just fucking keep adding up the money. Yeah, can I get an update? Yeah, here's a fake finger remade. That's the same fake <laughs> finger you showed me yesterday. No, no, that was the right index finger. This is the left one. Oh, okay. Right, I guess right. I'll keep donating. I mean, there there needs to be some sort of intervention from like Indiegogo and stuff like that. They need to provide updates. Like the, the only thing they'll yeah. step in and stop is fucking if a movie has like 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 sexual like conduct like they don't like. <laughs> Just the thing was doing a movie. I don't remember it was Kickstarter Indiegogo. It was uh, the Hornet's Sting and the Hell It's Cause sequel. Um, and fucking they canceled that because it had like. The, the plot was really kind of dark and they thought it was like some sex fucking trafficking thing or something. So they fucking shut it down and refunded everybody their money, even though it was fully funded. Mm-hmm. That, that Somebody should make a YouTube video, like one of the bigger YouTubes about uh, like films that never happened, but you know, got their funding from Indiegogo. Well, why, how can they do that when they're blogging at like fucking Walmart shit? Yeah. <laughs> That's what people like to watch. That's just what they like to watch, man. People are like, I don't want to go shopping myself. What's at Walmart? Go down the candy aisle for me, bro, man. They got Snickers? Cool, man. I like Snickers. They just want to watch people shop. That's what people do now. They fucking interactively live their lives vicariously through other people. Wow. There's like no fucking information on on this in the last five years. (laughs) There's so much shit that nobody puts any information out, but we have so much information about the same shit over and over again. Even when we talk about movies, it's like there's so much movies and music that's not covered yet. We hear the same shit over and over again about other shit. Like there's so many. I'm like I look up and nobody has anything to say about them. Mm -hmm. All right, so that's your Nightmare City update too. I still want to see that movie. Can we get an update on the I'm such a big fan of the original. I love the original film so much. 
Yeah. Was that their Indiegogo? Oh, no, we don't even what need the original one. I'm still, they left that a cliffhanger. What happens to Jesus? Does he come back or not? Of course, of course the Jew would be like, where's the sequel to Passion of the Christ? Out of all people on here, right? Jesus. Made by the most anti Never mind. All right, guys. That is. Uh, I, I think he stopped because he didn't know how to say the word. Yeah, pretty right. much. Mel Gibson said he was sorry and he meant it, okay? <clears throat> all right. All right. Once again, that is uh, Dario Argento updates and knowledge. Well, speaking of looking to the future, I mean, I'm going to really reveal something that Dario told me today, that he is actually working on a new Jallo. And if you are familiar with one of the films that he never got made because of major sort of like uh, court problems and legal problems with the Chekigori studio, um, it was, it's called Occhiali Neri, which is black sunglasses, essentially. And um, you always regretted never making that, and you were so close... And now it looks like the next year you are actually going to be doing it. And I think this is great news, I have to say. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so, uh, you know. I actualize the, the films because it was, the, was old. Uh, you right 20 years uh, yeah, sure. ago. And now, our feature presentation. Yo, who this? Yo, Moods, it's your boy, the ill-mented funky child, calling you to remind you that the featured reviews on this episode contain spoilers. Aw, oh, yeah, man, that's right, brother. Thanks for the heads up, player. Now go back to being an unproductive asshole. Fuck you. I tell your listeners to stop being so dumb, silly, sensitive. Yeah. All right, so moving into the featured reviews here on episode 195. And week one of Italian Horror Month, Dario Argento, Volume 6, and the final Argento show. Unless Black Glasses comes out. <laughs> and AKA, the AKA yeah, the, Sandman. the Sandman Part 2. All right. <laughs> so, franchise round up. <laughs> so we are obviously at the end of Argento's filmography here. A um, little bit out of order because we did, you know, the, the other trilogies and stuff. But... Um, Starting in here, 2005, directed by Dario Argento. It's a film called Do You Like Hitchcock? TV movie. A TV movie from 2005. Um, yeah. Uh, quick little synopsis. A college film student obsessed with the works of Alfred Hitchcock investigates a murder committed in an apartment building across from his and suspects that his seductive neighbor hired a girlfriend to commit the deed. So, you know what I was thinking about while watching this movie? So I was like, start off. Well, no. One, how the hell did they get the rights to show all those fucking DVD covers in the video store? And I two, you need rights to do that. No, you don't have to you don't have to have rights to show uh pictures. You you have to have rights right. to show clips. It directly right. referenced strangers Unless, on a train though. Maybe it's yeah, I don't no, that's, know. that's fine. No, you can, no, you can one hundred percent. You can one hundred percent reference uh, movies in your yeah, own movies. Scream and stuff. does it. So yeah, yeah. Um, the one problem that I have with this movie is I feel like Hitchcock 
draws out scenes way too fucking long. Well, Hitchcock was dead. I mean, Argento, I'm sorry. Like the, like the bike chase scene, that scene like goes on for like forever. Like there's a shot of him. Dude, it might even be. There's a shot of the guy standing in the balcony. And he's looking he, at that it for like That guy stands on the balcony for like 30 seconds. It's like, dude, That's suspense, there. man. That yeah. is, I like that. That's a bunch of No, I liked it. If you're a fan like of Hitchcock, such a bad actor. if you know, if you're a fan of Hitchcock, man, Hitchcock would do certain things like that too. But I, I see what Argento was doing. He was just kind yeah. of overdoing it a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Actually, I don't know who said it. I think Dave said it. But uh, the uh, the getaway scene there <laughs> after he breaks his leg is really tedious so to watch. It is so actually it, it's actually probably the worst. Scene. I agree. It's one of the worst. It's one of the oh, worst yeah. scenes in the film. Hundred percent. It's a bad scene. Um, Okay, so basically, too. this movie right here from 2005, Argento, um, do you like Hitchcock? It's very self-explanatory. This is a love letter to Alfred Hitchcock films, quite obviously. The synopsis mm-hmm. gave that away. Um, more specifically, <clears throat> this is basically a mashup of Rear Window, Strange on a Train, and thrown in a little bit of Dial M for Murder. Um, you know, if you're a fan of Hitchcock and you've seen those movies, this is actually quite enjoyable to watch to a certain degree. If you haven't seen those movies, it's this might just seem kind of like a throwaway thing to you. To you, you. you know what? I'll say this. I haven't seen strangers on a train or Dal M for murder oh, yet. I felt like I knew what the, because they're pretty obvious about it. You know, same, same I felt like I, knew I know the what, stories and I know. What yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, I they know. talk about like what the what the plots are and all mm-hmm. that. Well, they've been ripped off so much, like yeah. Girl Mama from the Train and shit. That this is like a it's in that lexicon. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I actually, it, you so know, it's it funny. actually did work. I actually rewatched Island for Murder, not to, and Stranger on a Train, both cuts actually. Um, just a few months ago during the quarantine, actually, I watched those again. Nice. I was. I'm a huge, huge Hitchcock fan, so that's why I actually really enjoy this movie. It's not, and going back to what I said earlier in the show, this is kind of the start of Argento not being overly original. This is literally those three movies mashed up and just he just kind of placed on his own, uh, you know, made a it's film not, out of this. It's not awful, though. No, no, no. It's no. actually more original than the other shit that he... No, no, no. Well, I'm just saying it's, yeah. it's you know, I mean, like, like what I'm saying, though, it's it's the narratives of all these films just kind of mashed up, and I mean... It's not mm-hmm. him being overly creative. He's taking all these elements and just kind of making a move out of, movie out of it. But you know, it's still it's still pretty decently enjoyable, man. To be honest, like, what are your guys' thoughts on this one? This one thing about the movie that I do kind of like, he is making one statement, and he has stopped making statements for a while. It felt like, but his main statement in this movie to me is all film fans are voyeurs, and I feel like the film obsessed voyeur. You know what I mean? I do mm-hmm. think that he's doing that because in the beginning, this character is a voyeur from the very beginning spying in on the witches in the woods or whatever the fuck they are all the way in his entire life. And he never learns his lesson. Even at the end, he goes back out to take another peek and he's like, has this weird perversion. All film fans are voyeurs. And he's definitely making that statement. Right. Yeah. I like that. I've I've always been a fan of the rear window setup, whether it's in Disturbia or rear window or Fright Fright Night. Right. I've always liked it. It always works for me because I, I always can put myself in that position of how or the verbs you know have that sort of neighbor where you're curious on them and you're just kind of spying on them and stuff like that it 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 always works for me and this might be one of the you know well this makes sense that it would work for you this would make sense that that it would work for you because it should work for all of us because we're all voyeurs because we're we're horror film fans right right. yeah 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 like you just gotta watch you want to watch it yeah yeah, I mean that chick's pretty hot. I would watch her too. 
We know you would. I mean, it's kind of hard not to watch, like, across the Somebody's doing something semi-interesting, well, and you catch a glimpse. That's just, what I was going to say, though, too, because, you know, the angle of attack for him, he's kind of looking down into her patio. Like, how could you not just notice that? You know, obviously, yeah. she's very good looking, but it's literally, like, when you go out in your patio or your deck or whatever you want to call it, you're looking right there. You know, it's the first where, thing. Where so. did he find this nerd? This fucking casting choice. Dude, it's, it's such like that, a fucking... I mean, he, he, he reminds me of me. <laughs> he, he, he honest, I was I thinking the same thing. He, he does kind of remind me of Jeremy a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I couldn't get a hot Jeremy girl like that. But the only difference, yeah, exactly. The difference is he has a girlfriend. So, you know. Yeah. I, I love the video store stuff. Like, just looking at all the titles. And it's mm-hmm. funny because this is like the last time you could probably do a video store scene. Everything's DVD and it's and like, they're all cra- like, I see like Cradle to the Grave and stuff like that. You actually like don't see a lot of scenes in movies like, like this, man, where, that are like, D- like you know, it's always throwback and it's always you know, VHS stores and stuff, but this is like straight DVD. Everything was overpriced too. He was this like, is before Blu-ray. This is literally Euro. before Blu-ray. Get the fuck out of here, dude. That's like 20 bucks for fucking three rentals for a yeah. day. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking prick. Yeah. Dude, I remember renting DVDs. They were like seven fucking fifty, man. Oh, here, no, yeah. But I love, the, I love the product placements. Are, I don't you know, know about like fucking the retro shit. I don't know about you guys, but when you're watching those scenes, man, like I'm constantly looking for movies that I can recognize and shit. Obviously, the oh, obvious, yeah. you know, the car player, the car poster player. And stuff. But I mean, that's that's normal for filmmakers to throw their you know, know their posters and it's totally one hundred percent normal. But I even noticed that they threw in. Um, Especially because uh, the card player had just come out, yeah. right? But they even, like, if you look behind the clerk in one of the scenes, you can actually see the DVD for Scarlet Diva, which is uh, Ajar Argento's <clears throat> film yeah. that she did. Yeah. That was kind of cool. And, and there's lots of fucking things that I noticed in there, but I always love that shit. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. That's all that one. Which one? Session 9. Session 9, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Session 9, yeah. That was clear in there. Yeah. 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 When they first walk in. Yeah. Do you like how about they're talking about Lynch? Remember they they came in and she said, "Do you have uh, some Blue type Velvet. of Lynch?" Movie? He goes, "No." Blue Velvet. We got a race. It was almost over. like he was insulting the one. He goes, "No, but I got the one of this." And he goes, "Nah, that's okay." Or something. I got a, I got a racer head with, with all the features. features. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like he was taking a shot at a racer head. I don't know for sure, but I mean, it, it, why would he do that? You know? No, he's he trying. To, he's just trying to up it. He's like, right? yeah. He's just trying to up it. He's like, well, I don't have blue velvet, but I've got a racer head with all the features. You need to check it out, man. It's only so, fucking twelve yeah. ninety nine, twelve pounds for a day. Uh, yeah, that would be euros over there. But I'm, yeah, spoiler, I'm I'm glad that guy got killed. <laughs> I mean, the, the, there's even like uh, you know, the the yeah. shower scene is sort of a psycho reference. The yeah, ending is a vertigo re- reference. Mm-hmm. I mean, he packed mm-hmm. it full of Hitchcock. I I'm just saying. Cool, I'm just saying. Know? The the majority of the narrative was, you know, Rear Window, Strangers, and Dial. Oh yeah, definitely, but, definitely. Yeah, there's definitely other nods to films in there. Of course, Psycho. That one's pretty obvious too. But mm-hmm. I, I like it. I, I think that it's cool that you know he's sort of, uh, you know, paid homage to one of his favorite filmmakers by making a film, you know, with it kind of ingrained inside of it. You know, I like the fact in this film that they show the main character. You know basically james stewart's character in rear window um they talk about how he broke his foot and stuff that's kind of why he's stuck up there you know doing the voyeur thing but in this film they actually show him breaking and shit i think that's kind of cool even though the and scene that five minutes too long yeah even though the scene <laughs> after so he breaks his fucking ankle is horrible so it's fucking like, horrible this is fucking this the guy's clearly running half speed so he doesn't catch up quick yeah. enough you know what's actually kind of funny about that scene do. you know what's actually kind there's of funny a reason about... for it though why there's you know, a reason for it because it was raining. No, no, I'm saying I'm, 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's for, from one perspective, yeah, but I'm talking about that scene basically parallels the scene in the beginning with the two women. It was him being yelled at and them. Yeah, I think that's that's why they drew it out that long. It was supposed to be like a comparison to that. So like, well, how can we make this longer? We want to have this guy yell things out to him like the women were in the beginning because they were – it was. It's basically set up the same way. So that was a whole thing that they did to parallel it. No, I, I like that they found reasons. You know, yeah. the rain and everything else, and the bike not starting. It worked for me. I guess you guys thought it was long. Well, GP. Well, the budget, the well maybe I'm just. Honestly, the biggest thing about this scene that no. annoyed me. The big yeah. Well, I'm definitely putting the spoiler um, intro right. for this. Maybe, but, maybe yeah, I'm retarded. But you what are. did the videos? I come on, JP. What did the video store guy have to do with it? He was That's my it. problem. There you go. Yeah, if I you don't understand. understand like, it what, doesn't make what is, any sense. What, deal in the whole what, thing what does it make sense? I agree he was because. Involved. I'm sorry. You go ahead first, Jeremy. I apologize. No, that's all. I just I was just confused about why he was involved in the first place. It doesn't make sense that he would be involved, and I'll tell you why. Because why? it's okay. The strangers. Hopefully, I'm wrong. You guys are going to straighten me out, and I can bump the movie up. But here, this is what I got out of it. It's the strangers on a train deal. She's going to kill for her. And she's going to kill for her. Yeah. Okay? They have it worked out between each other. They don't need anybody else to know or be involved or anything else. I thought it was just a reason to throw something in at the end, a, a twist for the sake of an extra twist, which which Argeno kind of got real – he kind of got real happy doing that in the mid-90s with Stendhal and on. It kind of became, I'm going to do a double twist. When you think this happened, I'm going to – okay, I'm lying. He did it in Tenebrae as well. But I'm just saying – it seems like it just was thrown in for no reason. Like all of a sudden, like okay, he joined in at the end. What is there to fucking join in on? What would they need him for to do anything? He Doesn't make any sense. He wanted to kill the suspect. He wanted to kill the guy who was looking into it. Like the scene, they knew that that guy was in on onto them. So she hired that guy to kill him. That, yeah, that's it, what they're supposedly so doing. But they don't show it though. That's the problem with the film. Lead. Yeah. That's what we think. At least I think. Well, that's what you're led to believe in this, but they just don't show it. So you have to use your imagination and be like, okay, so they this guy's obviously on to him. So this is what's going to happen. But it, it does seem very jarring. Though. I think I'm not they gonna... say it out loud. I think they say it out loud later. Do they? I don't think so. No, I was waiting. I don't think it's ever mentioned, dude. I think you just have to you just have to kind of look at the situation and be like, okay, this is what has to have happened. Especially if you've seen Strangers, it kind of makes sense that that, that would kind of happen. But yeah, I don't think it's mentioned though. I honestly, I'm, I'm kind of with Dave on that. I'm so. just a little bit it, retarded. It, it is mentioned. Um, no, I mean, the, it, it, they literally say that that they hired this so. guy to go and kill the nerd. No, yeah. no, he, I don't think he so. Says man, something to him when he's banging his head in the tub, yeah. and he goes, "You couldn't just stay out of it," or he says something like that. But literally, they say it to each other, and then the cop, when they're talking to the cop at the end of the movie, they just say, uh, yeah. "It looks like he was brought in later." But that's it. It's like a throwaway yeah, line. Right. Obviously, yeah, exactly. No, no, I, I, I don't think that it's a good. That's why you have to assume anything that... like that. But yeah. I, I, I mean, I just assume like you know they're hot girls. He's clearly interested in them when he's working there. You know what I mean? They, they, <laughs> they. Uh, yeah, but the, of, the whole uh, problem with that situation is that he it. didn't know these girls. So why would they fucking come to him to do that? When especially because especially since the clerk and the nerd, either, but the clerk and the nerd were fucking kind of friends. Like, why would he fucking take this girl? You know, take well, the side why, of the girl to would, kill him why over. Why would the girl? Yeah, but again, that you have to be, you have to assume that. 
But I'm they just saying. The, but I'm just saying, if you the, look uh, at the core part here, man, the the clerk and the nerd are actually Life fucking insurance. friends. So this guy's just gonna. This guy's friends. Gonna, they just they're they're, they're he's working. There, okay, you know what, what I mean by friends, you know what the fuck I mean. They're acquaintances. They're, friends. they're, they're right. friendly in the store kind of thing. But this guy mm-hmm. is just literally going to take, you know, the side of this girl and be like, oh. You know, and, and jump on that whole board and be like, I'm going to go and well, fucking you kill can make this that guy. Same argument for why the girls would. But, but you have to kill, establish kill some t- minor situation. When they just met each other. I have the answer. I have the answer. It doesn't, Check make, it out. It doesn't make sense. I agree. Well, hold on. I have the answer to this one. They Those two girls met in the video shop. Yes. Okay. So that's where they became acquainted. And now, of course, they know the, the clerk that, that runs the place. And they know that this guy, they come to find out that this guy is spying on them, as in, I guess the nerd will call him. Yeah. So they, they come to find out that the nerd is spying on them. And like, okay, well, we got to do something about it. Well, when we get to do it, now they're going to look and they say, well, our buddy at the video store that we met, he seems to have a relationship with him. It's keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. Let's get him to do him because he could be, he could probably get in his house if we offer it to him. Then, you know, it's easier than finding any And then we give him a blowjob. But yeah, that's the thing. Like, what's he getting out of it? After. What's he getting out of it, though? He's getting paid and he's getting laid. But yeah. but, it, but mean, it's what not are, what are they, so we just assume that he's getting paid and getting laid because there's nothing well, shown. Like it, it looks like us to the viewer. It looks to the viewer that he's literally just doing this. That's what no, I'm he saying. Says that, no, no, no. He says that they're paid. <laughs> he says that they, they paid they, me. They, he goes, they included me in on this, and he goes, and I even fucked her. He said, so he got paid and laid. Right. So. I mean, is it stupid of somebody to kill somebody to get laid? Yeah, sure. But that you sure. know, the, it That's it is before. explained. Yes, it is. I guess so. I I, I mean, I, mean honestly, I guess right. it, I guess it does it is not an excuse. Quite often, it, especially it, it, if you own a video store and you charge people fucking four euros for a rent. <laughs> Dude, this is 2005, man. This is still the early stages of DVD, care. man. It makes Fuck sense. It. This is before Blu-ray. They were still charging Fuck up the ass. Come European on. Union. Yeah. When does he say in the movie that that he that he was going to get to fuck her or that he fucked her and shit? As he, he was uh, talking shit to him when he was killing him, right? Oh, the during end, the okay, so, you know, honestly, shit dude, to him. Yeah, he was I even fucked her? He said. Okay, I didn't. Even, I didn't even catch that. I didn't even catch that when he was banging his head against the fucking tub and shit. I was watching that, but. Best so, so what do you guys think about the the lack? The last scene where he's spying on the, the the girl who's like naked, and then she sees him. Like it, 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 it he learned the it, lesson. Yeah, is it he just is it just that? But what, what's up with her learned. reaction? It's it's weird. Well, she, she was into it. it. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't learn. He didn't learn his lesson because they showed a flashback where he's like looking in the fucking witches. Dude, just don't learn. Right. A once a voyeur, always a voyeur. I like it. Right? Yeah. I like it. But he does turn away. He finally does it, and he stops. He's like, okay, I'm going to walk. And then he goes, okay, that's enough. I, I've learned my lesson. That's what I got out of it. Mm-hmm. Then they show the Did flag. you guys notice what she was reading, by the way? What was she reading? A giallo. Yes, she was reading yeah, a giallo. Reading a good old-fashioned. Yeah, I thought that was yep. cool. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. What, one of the yellow book? One? Yeah. You know, yeah. I always wondered. Yep. Watching this film because it was made for TV and stuff. Do you think when they f- originally aired this on TV, did they have the gore in it? Because like the scene where her mother gets and her head smashed in with the hammer, it's it's, good, it, yeah. it's actually not bad. Like it's a it's fucking it puts a fucking hole in her head, man. I was like, yeah. damn, dude. I don't, I don't. I always wonder that because you know, obviously, if this was made for TV here, unless it was like HBO or something, it wouldn't have that. But in Italy, who knows what the. Because there's nudity. Well, we all. But I mean, really, all the great acceptable. plot points in here would be cut out. You know, I mean, the nudity and the gore and shit. Like, I'm well, well, over some of those here. Bulgy movies were made for TV, and they were violent as fuck. 
And, and I've, I've heard stories where they're like, I made this for TV. And they're like, you can't show this on TV. And then they change it. But no, I think that violence like that is probably a little bit more acceptable. Somewhere. This was nominated yeah. for the best TV movie in 2006. Mm-hmm. Here's yeah. what's fucked up. I can see this it. This was supposed it to be the, the competition. Yeah, exactly. But it wasn't um, even picked up. There was supposed to be, this was supposed to be a seven part series. And this was supposed to be the first part. Fuck. <laughs> well, not. I don't know if they're all supposed to be from our general. It was supposed to be like a crime. Oh, do you? Oh, like, it was Hitchcock, probably gonna... like, a, like a thriller Alfred Hitchcock presents type. No, drama. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying that there was supposed to be a, a seven part series about crime. And, and our general did this first one. Well, was he commissioned do to do the like rest Colchie? of them? I don't know. But they cool. only want to be on Kickstarter. Do you like Fulci? Do you like Sandman? <laughs> Do you like Sandman? <laughs> Do you like, <laughs> Do you like black glasses? <laughs> Dude, no, I'm not even gonna say it. You guys know what I was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> I will say. I will say it's one thing. Much. One thing about this movie that I fucking like highly enjoyed was. Um, what do you like having sex with your kid? There you go. What? Hmm? <laughs> I like saying about You like my mom, I actually don't even. What did I just hear? I'm I'm confused too. A gentle like to the do you like Hitchcock? But he was saying, do you like to have sex with my kid or something? I think he was making a reference to Aja Argento. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, no, oh, we'll get we'll get we'll get to that later. Again. Right. But um, no. Yeah. It, the the fucking the original score that was done by Pino, uh, Donny Aggio, who yeah. has honestly done fucking. <laughs> like just ridiculous yeah, amounts of great movies. Scores, right? What's that? He did a lot of the Palma scores, right? Oh, he did tons of De Palma Mill yes, films, and we, we recently just did Carrie. He talked about De Palma all the time. He was like, "That De Palma ripped me off." He yeah, I know. I know he did Dress to Kill and like Blowout and Carrie. Argento doesn't like De Palma. Yeah, he did Carrie. Um, original Piranha. Fuck, it just goes on and on. Tourist Trap, like tons and tons of fucking movies. But the the, the score again, you know, going back to a TV film and having an original score like that is pretty fucking cool, man. You yeah, know, yeah. So yeah. I'll give him well, props for doing that. Scores are not bad. Oh, They're Jeremy, actually... you know what he did? He did uh, Crawl Space in 1986 with with Klaus Ooh, Kinski. He did the music that's a good in that one. Film. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it just I goes like on and on. If if you go through the filmography, it's fucking nuts. The films that he worked on, like you know, American and you know, uh, Italian films and shit. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, give props I, it was funny. I, speaking of all those damn films, like some of the ones that were in there were weird. Like, it's weird to see something like Elf in an Argento movie. You know what I mean, yeah. And uh, he, he I saw Kill Bill Elf. as well. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you hating on Elf? I don't. Yeah. You hate Christmas too. No, It'd be I love better Christmas. if it was Elf. I like Dario Argento's Elf. Um, I don't really have too much more on this. Do you guys? No, no. Dave, moods. Um, it's a podcast. <laughs> not a whole lot. No, I was I was thinking, but not really. Hey. No, yeah, I enjoy it. No, uh, the, what I have, I'll say when I get my rating. It's just a couple things. I'm. I, I enjoy it, though. I'll tell you that. All right, Dave, we'll start with you then. You're the guest. Okay, uh, uh, I do like it. It's uh, This is only the second time I've seen this. And uh, it, it was shot better than I remembered. Uh, our general was still, you know, framing shots well. Uh, 
Pino, but the soundtrack is good. It's a it's a good old fashioned classic Argeno with with a civilian who becomes an investigator. It's it mm-hmm. ties back to some of his er, early work, and I like it for what it is. I wish there was more kills, but I'm pretty much engaged throughout the whole thing. And for just being one murder, that that's impressive enough. I like it. I'm not thrilled with what happens at the end and having him be in there, the, the extra guy. But you guys kind of explained that. I guess I could see that they wanted him to take care of him, but. Overall, it's good. For me, it's a six and a half. All right, JP. Uh, yeah, I, I really, I really dug this. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty fun. Um, it felt like a TV movie, but had violence and, and nudity. And I was like, okay, this is like a better TV movie then. And uh, I dig that. I think that. It's a pretty easy watch. It doesn't feel like it, it it drags like some of Argento's other films do from this era. Um, I'm, I'm pretty okay with it. I, I I expected it. I had low expectations for all three of these, um, and this one definitely exceeded my expe- expectations. I'm also at a six and a half out of ten. Dave, uh. I didn't hate this one. You know, I was not looking forward to watching these, to be honest, because after the card player, I was like, ugh. But, uh, so, um, first time watch? A couple cool things. Yeah, first time watch for me. You know, like, I don't, when I hear movies are bad in the latter career for people, I tend not to watch them or I don't rush to watch them. But I did enjoy that he did repeat some window whore. We got glass shattering window whore shit that he always does. Loves that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I thought the, uh, outside staircase, the glassed in staircase or whatever, uh, fire table or whatever i thought that looked pretty cool it was a nice little set piece they used so i'm coming in at a six which i would say is above average and worth checking out and uh better than you probably would expect from its reputation jeremy i'm at a five and a half okay um i'm also in a six and a half i just kind of wish they had of you know argento got a little bit more creative instead of kind of keeping it you know very standard to what he was kind of um I don't want to say imitating, but using, you know, Hitchcock's narratives and stuff. I wish he had have kind of involved a little bit more characters. I understand as a TV film budget was kind of mm-hmm. constrained, but I wish he had have incorporated a little bit more characters and kind of threw a little bit more and twists kills. and turns into this and kills. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm leading into, because if you had have involved more if characters, you had possibility, you would have had, you know, you would have had the possibility of having more kills and stuff. But with this limited amount of characters, it really limited what you could do with the kills and stuff. Right. I mean, we didn't even really get to see, you know, the whole boss situation too, where it was kind of leaning towards, but not really, you know, kind of thing. But I mean, there was, there was, it could have been, it could have been a lot better is what I'm saying. Right. Just expand that narrative a little bit more and, uh, you know, put our gentle spin on these, these narratives that we've seen before, but you know. I still really enjoy this film, man. I, I give him props for having an original score, and, and you know there are some really good shots. You can see some Argento ness in this movie quite a bit. It is a lot of Hitchcock, though. You can really, really see that he was really trying to imitate Hitchcock to a T and stuff. But uh, you know, for what it is for being such a later Argento film, um, I don't really know what the consensus is on the street for this one. But uh, I've always kind of enjoyed this one. I think it's good, especially if you've seen the other Hitchcock films that it's doing. So you know. It's oh, it's okay for what it is. What's the rating? I said six and a half. Six and Did a half. Yeah. Yeah, he said. Yeah, oh. six and a half. So you know, I, I think that seems appropriate, man. It's uh, it's mm-hmm. a decent watch. It's a decent watch, you know. So 
But I do recommend though, if, you, if you're going to watch this film to at least see the, all the other films first, it just, it's more enjoyable, you know, because you get to pin, you get to kind of pick out all those little Easter eggs and, you know, all those little things that he's, you know, alluding to with the other films and shit. So yeah, know. I'm not as familiar with Hitchcock as I should be, to be honest, you know, I think it helps. I honestly think it helps. I, I would you imagine know, it does. Like the dial in for murder thing, man. Have, have you seen that one before? No, I don't think so. Okay, so the whole key thing. So so the whole key thing didn't really make sense to you when she went back to fucking get her key because she, you know, didn't, you know, the whole key thing is. I mean, that's like a plot device that I've seen happen a bunch of times. You got to go back and cover your tracks and shit. But yeah. I, I didn't know. Well, in her case, she put her, the wrong key in there and she had to go back yeah, to yeah. that kind of thing. But I mean, it's, but you know, it's she like, would, they would have never caught her because no one would ever notice. I know it's, it, it is kind of, she like, fucked up. She yeah. It, no, it's, it. that's ridiculous. But I'm just, I see what he's doing. Well, no, no, I mean, you would, you would exactly do that. You'd be like, fuck, I gotta go back because it would drive you nuts. But of course, the cops didn't, nobody knew. Yeah. <clears throat> true that, true that. All right. So that is, um, do you like Hitchcock from 2005? The city of Milan is known for its beautiful women, but someone is preying on them. All right, so moving into 2009, four years later, with uh, Argento's next one called Giallo. Yes. That's Giallo. right. He got very, very creative with the title Giallo. We'll get into that in a minute. Synopsis. In in Italy, a woman fears her sister may have been kidnapped. Inspector Enzo fears it's worse. They team up to rescue her from a sadistic killer only known as Yellow. So it kind of gives it away right there. Um you know when people hate this movie. When this movie first came out, now everybody was expecting an actual giallo because it's simply titled Giallo. Now, when you watch the movie, you you quickly learn that this movie is called Giallo because Giallo is Italian for the the word yellow, right? Mm-hmm. And which is actually alluding to the killer's skin color because essentially this movie is actually named after hepatitis <laughs> after somebody that has liver disease. You know, it's it's a symptom of liver disease turning yes, jaundice, which is yellow. Right? I don't think no, they no. say they say it may. Maybe no. hepatitis, but no, they, they don't allude to it at all. And you know, they what? say jaundice. No, no, they definitely, they definitely, they definitely jaundice. say hepatitis C. They definitely, I say think they say jaundice. Well, jaundice yeah, but is they also say hepatitis. Yeah, cause, sure. Jaundice is hepatitis just the cause of liver disease. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, you know, you think I would be very sympathetic to this type of killer and stuff because I actually have liver disease myself, I have hemochromatosis. I'm not jaundice at all, as you can tell. Um, it's a very, it's a, it's a, uh, condition that's very easy to control and stuff. I just have to get blooded. Anyways, this isn't about me, but just knowing that, you know, this killer had, you know, this type of thing and everything that kind of went with it. I was like, okay, so, um, oh, man, dudes, I don't even want to start with this one. <laughs> who wants, who wants to start with this film, man? Dude, why do you, this, why do you hate it so much? This killer looks like Alice Cooper bloated. I swear. Yeah, I was it like, looks like, it looks like Rambo, a uh, washed up Rambo. <laughs> I honestly he was gonna take a mask off i thought he was wearing makeup the whole movie and the makeup was so bad i thought he was wearing makeup and he was gonna have a reveal where he took it off dude the prosthetic is horrible when's that coming off oh it's not that's how he looks this is what we're going with yeah i like the killer i don't know i didn't okay so this movie right here is a great example for myself of our gentle losing (laughs) the ability to be original man i mean this is (sighs) 
on the coattails of all the fucking torture porn that films that were coming out at the time. He didn't even try to get mysterious with this at all. I mean, the killer is shown so early in this film. Yeah, and we, it's we, like it's not a mystery. Like, no, it's not a mystery at all. And and so you know, it, and, and, and that's fine. Standards. It's not not necessarily a it has giallo elements but it's not a giallo well this isn't a giallo at all this isn't a this isn't a giallo at all it's basically an abduction torture porn type film so what's um, wrong with that just because argento directed it that means that yes it, precisely jeremy this is why can't you do something different it's not different well, though. This is, a, different this is this is this is this is all part of the masses at the time. He was just conforming to everything that was coming out at the time. There's no originality in this film I, whatsoever, well, okay. and it's not even the good. Originality is because that's, that's like not Stendhal. true. This is his most original kill. This is one of his most original killers. He's completely <laughs> yeah. different than uh, like his original. Everybody has done uh, this before. What's that? But everybody has done this before. You know this. This is a product of its oh, time, Christmas. and it's so. It, yeah, it's just yellow bastard from sin city by the way so yeah but this came out no. there's nothing yeah, original about it so this is argento's most original killer how like i mean okay no. it, well, I'm saying in argento's world for sure like what what is his normal killer is just a random fucking dude or random for the time kid. it's a female shit well no yeah. here, here's what's cool about his killers usually and his movies which is what i like the most Bird with the Crystal Plumage has the best reveal of a killer, that she was assaulted at one point, and then she sees a painting of that assault drawn on the wall, and it, it triggers everything back. That's a great motive. It's fucked up, and it's yeah. twisty and turny. Stenhall Syndrome, also, I know a lot of people don't like it, has really cool, weird motives and shit and everything like that. Now, the killer opera has bullshit. The Cat Nine Tales is awesome because it's the guy who actually fucking is worried about everybody thinking he's crazy, so he breaks into a place to ruin the evidence that he could possibly be crazy, but he has to kill a bunch of people doing it, proving he's fucking crazy. So he was his own self-fulfilling prophecy. That shit is interesting. This is know, just some dude. fucking weirdo guy. This is it's just some, some it's, 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 it's a it's a classic, you know, dude. Uh, bullied and picked on original and, and killer. Sure. I don't have so, a problem with that. So G- it's just boring. The movie's boring. The dubbing sucks. And all the acting sucks except Brody, but he's poorly miscast. I can't get I I can't get on board with this original killer bullshit because this dude, his motives for why he's killing is retarded. It's so stupid. It's so cliche. It's so because no, he's literally killing beautiful women because he's ugly. That's essentially what it is. That that, isn't that true to certain people. But there's no. There's a way to do it better, man. You can be. A little bit mysterious I'm with saying, it, man. They I'm show this guy right in the beginning. It it's fucking garbage, dude. It is I like absolute it. I think utter. It's cool. Yeah, what? I What's cool about it? There's no mystery to this. Okay, okay again, going back to judging film. Argento films, it doesn't. Need, it's not a mystery film, though. Exactly. But you could, so you could possibly, mystery, but you could cause, you could possibly, you know, create a little bit of mystery instead of just doing the masses type film run of the mill bullshit it's fucking torture but why can't it doesn't doesn't need a mystery it just needs to be good and it's not either just because this name's dario argento it can't make a mainstream i I don't exactly jeremy this guy's known for being creative and he's not being creative here at all that's what i'm judging he doesn't have any of his good there's no good elements to this movie you want just another giallo I like I'm not saying you need work. to redo his giallos. I'm saying you right. could take this torture porn aspect and still make a mystery out of it, right? Okay. I think with yeah, the way it's can. the way it's placed to us is garbage. They show him right away. It's it mm-hmm. plays out like a standard, um, you know, torture porn type film. And, and honestly, dude, even this, even those type of scenes and shit aren't even that good at all. 
Like, there's no real good torch. There's no real good fucking gore in this at all. And that's kind of what he's alluding to. He's trying to make an, like an American torture porn film here, and it just does not work. I agree, Dave. Brody completely miscasts. He's this, absolutely atrocious. Think, he's yeah. fucking he's atrocious in this movie. His delivery is so goddamn bad. And, and, and you know what? And I don't fucking blame the producers for not giving him half his goddamn money after <laughs> this movie was completed because because he was so fucking terrible in it. The female lead's actually awful too. At the end, when she has that big moment, like it freaks out on him. All you know like, who she is, is? The worst acting I've ever seen. That's um, Roman Polanski's wife. It's worse than uh, Wizard she of War. Yeah, that's is Roman it, Polanski's um, wife. It, yeah. It's 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 on the level of that acting. That one scene, though, that one little <laughs> yeah. freak out. But also, I think this movie's dubbed some of it, possibly, and yeah. more of it's not dubbed. I wish they went back to the old school Italian way of making movies because their dubbing was so great and their ADR was so perfect that I love the way <laughs> aesthetically how all that shit sounds and looks. Right, right, but in right. these movies, they have a lot of people who are speaking not their native language in English, and it just sounds really fake. Like if yeah, yeah. you are speaking a second language and you're trying to act and you don't really know the language, you come across as a pit. This poor actor, like how Van Damme or Dolph Lundgren would come off, or Arnold in, a, in the beginning of their career, and a lot of these actors in the latter day Italian movies come across like that. Instead of dumbing it, they speak in English or try to, and it sounds like dog shit. It's either that or the <laughs> dubbing has got so bad that it fucking sucks now there, and it just don't have the money they used to. So these movies suffer immensely. See, and it doesn't even make sense. Good. It doesn't even make sense to be doing your movie with that dubbing and shit. The, the reason why they used to dub all those Italian films back in the day was because of the lack of money. So they would record yeah. their films without sound and then go do it later because it was cheaper to do the ADR after the fucking fact. Like We're in 2009 here, man. Record the shit with sound, do it properly, and just, you know, whatever, man. Yeah, I hate when they make foreign actors speak in English when it's their second language and they don't speak yeah, very I've well. I've had problems like, it with... It sounds so bad. That's what... That, mm-hmm. that was my biggest problem with Imprint, the Takashi Miike Masters of Horror episode too, because they had these these Japanese actors speak in English and it comes off as the worst acting in the fucking world yeah, because it's not, not their native it's language and it's just absolutely atrocious to listen to and watch. It's just like, what the <laughs> fuck like, am I doing? It's like you're watching a bunch of people who are calling you to ask for fucking yeah, dude. service. Dude. It's bad. Dude. Like, I think okay. I think it's the same thing with acting is moods is. Like, it just doesn't bother me like it does you guys. This is different, though. This seems like everybody's an alien. Well, that, it's, it's almost like a sound issue, though. It, like, it comes off as being like a sound issue. Yeah, just doesn't come across. And Brody, Brody's so miscat. I can't get it. I, I do 100% agree with the Brody uh, hate. Insanely I thought he was, bad. I, like, especially, like, and there's some dialogue fucking stupidities, too. Like, when he has the girl over his apartment and he's trying to act like this, like, rogue cop who does shit his own way and, and she's like you have a partner <laughs> oh, and he's like no i do get better by myself i'm like then why the fuck are you tagging along with this bitch Dude, i will power bomb adrian brody he's you know no what cop. i can't stand I pick him up and throw him on the ground you know what i can't stand about this movie is well pretty much everything but the fucking story that they give the enzo character adrian brody's character they give him this ridiculous backstory about how his mother was fucking killed uh, in front of him and stuff and then later on in life he basically well not later on but he hunts down this killer becomes a vigilante killer and kills the dude that fucking you know killed his mother and stuff like that and, and wait, only to be exempted cops? only to be exempted by he, by the cops they know he did this shit anyways he's reformed and becomes a fucking detective and this is and this is the reason why he he basically does his detective work in the basement of the of the um the, the precinct and stuff i'm like this is complete and utter stupidity writing hey, like there's well, the no fucking idea, way anybody it, it, that would ever it, kill somebody could become a cop like it's fucking bullshit dude it's such know, a stupid Tiano, backstory I, don't know the chief. It's I a, like that he he spots him in the window and he's looking in there 
and he's watching him do it, and he's yeah. giving him the look like he stole an apple from a fruit stand, not that he just murdered someone viciously. He's like, right. mm, what are you doing, kid? <laughs> it's so, I like it's that so stupid. Though, it's Piano. the fact that Adrian yeah. Brody is tagging along with a civilian through the entire movie alone is unbelievable so well like, it's actually kind of believable considering you know she's the sister of you know the girl one of know, the girls that's been missing you're not, it, even more reason to not let you involved in the investigation because you're 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 yeah. acting on emotion but but he shouldn't have never a been a cop right? he was a vigilante killer in the first place there should be a screening process to be like yo you're a little bit fucked he even admits the reason why he's downstairs is because he does things his own way and not by the book you know it's like <laughs> come no on it's so unbelievable well, I th- I think this is set like in so, reality remember so this movie set in our reality this is not reality you know if you have i mean dude i know but it's so dumb every fucking giallo has dumb shit like that that is really that's really stupid i'm saying all these italian films it's a major point to the film though i mean they bring up his backstory multiple times in the film like they allude to this they take away from you know their core fucking uh um, I do like the one aspect of the killer I do like is the fact that he's this taxi driver and he's fucking abducting people like that. I, I kind of like that. It's, I mean, it's kind of scary when you really think about it. It's like because there's one line in the film where he says, you know, he's like, you know, she got into the wrong cab. And I'm like, that's kind of haunting. Like, I wish it could be anybody. That. It could be I wish anybody they played that up even more. Than exactly. Just there's missteps, man. And it's just and honestly, dude, the only decent part of the whole torch, part, the, the scene where he's like jerking off to the fucking the Asian dead chick. I'm like, <laughs> OK, you know, whatever. I don't but, even yeah, it's that. twisted. Yeah, yeah it just kind of gets a little bit twisted at, at that point, least but. twice, I think, in the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Dave Z, you Dave Z hadn't said one word about this thing yet. I Sorry, I kind of got a little bit upset about this. Yeah, one. this I think really, we both did. This one really gets me going, man. It's not good. Dave, uh, Dave, I'm not even going to attempt to uh, to try to change anybody's mind. Or since you all are so passionate with your anger, I know I, I you know, I like I've been it. around the block enough on podcast to know <laughs> that when someone's that passionate, that nothing I can say is going to change their mind. But oh, I will no. say this. You, you could. You could. No, no, I'm not even going to try. All I'm going to say is this. I think um, the fact that it's our, our general movie, I don't think makes a difference to anything i think it's like if if i used to show this to my wife and my brother or not tell them it has anything to do with our general and say here sit down this is the movie what do you think of it i don't think that okay I'm gonna dave, get this- dave can i just intervene right now because if sure. you're going to show somebody that's not truly like a huge argento fan but like okay they're going to take it for what it is but look at yourself though you're a massive argento fan when you when you view this film don't you kind of like I, I don't like like to direct like directly compare um, directors later work to their early stuff that's classic and stuff like that but I mean at right. the same time it's still Argento's work this mm-hmm. movie has very little Argento in it it doesn't really have that great of cinematography it doesn't have that Argento kind of it does has no good lighting it has it, there's it just feels generic the whole film well, just feels super generic feels Argento to me is when they spot the dude in the hospital and they run down the steps yeah. and it's that big yellow building uh, that felt like a, a classic giallo set piece to like cat and mm-hmm. nine tails or something like that so there was little glimmers of argento in it i know it's few and far between but yeah, that, for sure. that is just an example but yeah and I mean, okay characters he always says he's quirky characters and and um unintentional comedy in his movies and i see a little bit bit of that here as far as what we see on the screen with the story i don't see this being cast the, the silly stuff with the paintings and all that aside i don't see this 
being significantly different than Stendhal syndrome with a killer out there who kidnaps somebody and, and is killing some people. I don't necessarily see torture porn. There's to me, I, I do see some bad, I, I not bad, in my opinion, some good kills. Like the things I have written down, I like this kill and I like the hammer death is good. The kill of the mom is good. I, I saw a couple, I just see some kills going on and this girl being kidnapped and just like the other girl was kidnapped in Stendhal, I don't. I never once thought that it was anything like a, a product of its time, or wow, um, really? that it was hmm. cashing in on torture porn. Now I hear you say it. It just I, as I'm watching, I, I, I think it's I completely. Do- I think that it definitely has a uh, a, it's cash, a it's cash porn influence. Oh, it's, it's cashing in big it, time it, on the time, man. Because look, it's it's you know using Adrian Brody in there too. It's it's supposed to be appealing to American audiences, which was very popular. You know, the torture porn was very popularized by, you know, I, I would say Eli Roth kind of thing, right? I mean, there was a lot of movies made in this time period that were just like this. And and, and mm-hmm. I'm watching Argento going, "Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Like, no, like you shouldn't. Like, if you want to do a torture porn, do it with a, your own spin. Be Argento about it. This just I it think feels it is, very. Though. I think it is Argento's. Own I don't. Own See, I agree. It, it's a. It's a. Right. Mystery. I don't think so it's at all. I'm mystery. Like that is. But Argento's it's not a mystery. Spin. But what's Nobody the mystery? This kind of movie. It's, it's, Where's the, the mystery? Not a mystery to the audience, but the characters. It's a mystery too. They're piecing together. There's this good plot as, points as in here about you know the taxi driver abducting beautiful women. Like he's killing foreign. Like there's a motive here. Like or I mean he has a theme. Like he's killing. Uh, he's not just abducting beautiful women. He's abducting foreign women. Like so he you know there there's a little bit of smartness to there, but it doesn't. It, it just that's where it ends. That's where it fucking ends, dude. Like there's never a moment in this film where I'm like, oh shit, really? You know that was a good twist and turn. Like no, nothing. There's, I there's had trouble no getting into it. I had trouble paying attention or even care. The characters had, are so really goddamn boring yeah, I was in this. Into it too. I, I didn't like this, no To me, this is better than Do You Like Hitchcock. I agree. What? I, I like it. What the fuck? Seriously? No. I yeah, I think, I, hey, Moots, do you get bored? I get bored out of my Dude, mind. boring <laughs> ass characters. Horrible. The music's good. I really like the killer. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, this is when, when I was watching it. I was like, this is this is a lot different than what Argento does with his killers. Like, this is he's right. trying to make him more disturbing. Which not, I guess, Stenhall would be the only film where I feel like the killer is like disturbing. Oh, that killer's and, fucked up. This is like Stendhal to me. That's what I'm no, saying. No, but Stendhal is so much better than this movie. And I'm not even a big I love, fan I of Stendhal. I agree with that, but, but better. Stendhal's I'll, I'll Stendhal. Stendhal. Argento's. But when you talk about the later Argentos, I think it's better than the card player. It's better me than too. Phantom of the Opera. It's better than uh-huh. not for me. Hitchcock. Nope. So. Not for me. No. 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 Like this, no. you could to me. This is an Argento movie. Like if this movie was to come out in the United States with oh, just so a random glad. name on the fucking, you would not see a movie like this. To me, only Argento could do a movie like this. I can't see just this movie dropping as a direct to DVD at the time. Fucking, you know, mystery murder tale. Yeah, I just I 100% agree with that. To me, I, this has to be an Argento movie. movie. Yeah, I, I can't see anyone else making a movie. I, I don't like see this, this at Argento. all. At least me and Dave are on the I don't see this at all, man. To me, it's just very it's much fly like by the, the numbers, very player, generic, man. I don't see similarities to Argento either. I think the card player and Giallo and Dracula 3D are the least Argento movies. I will give you that the I card player this, was I very by the numbers thrillery. Because the card player was like kiss the girls or, or, or along came a spider type shit. I'll no, give I'm, you that. That's the problem with that movie. It's very generic. <laughs> well, but the thing I, is, I don't get that here. I feel it's different. 
Usually his movies don't actually like follow the killer very long. So you don't see that, you know, the psychology, but you never see the killer like mm-hmm. in deep red. They'll show the dolls and other things. You get hints at who the killer is and their psychology, but you never see them. You see a lot of point of views yeah. and stuff like that. And I guess but those are giallos. He's clever in the saying that calling it giallo and it's not giallo. Like I know it's like a two second joke. But it still but makes He named the, the movie after yeah, a fucking fun. symptom of it. liver it's disease. A like it's a joke, it's a joke but it, you know, it's a, it's a, a two second joke for an hour and 40 minute movie. I thought it was cool, man. I, I like the the killer with the yellow skin and, and his reason. Dude, the worst and I makeup effects ever on his too. face. You it know looks so guy, bad. Right? He's so fake looking. I it's what he so is bad. Happening. You can see underneath his chin. You can see the prosthetic <laughs> on it, man. It's so goddamn bad. It's like fucking it. unbelievably bad. He just looks sickly to me. I think he's yeah. Even the scene where he's sliding down the fucking broke at the end of the film where he's sliding down and he's cutting his hands and shit like that. I'm like, Oh dude. Oh, that scene just looks fucking terrible. Oh, that's man. great. Oh, when he's cutting his that's hands, cool. I love that. Cool. Shot. Oh. The cool. idea behind there, you know, his hands sliding down the, the broken glass yeah. is awesome and shit, but man, it just looks so fucking bad, dude. Like at least it wasn't CG. would Somebody <laughs> said he looked like Rambo. And that's I said that. the actor is right. He looks like you, the lost. You know who the killer is? Who, who's the, killer? the killer. Yeah. Who does play the killer? You guys don't know who it is? No, I can't tell Oh, yeah, no, I know Adrian Brody played the killer. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, are you fucking serious? I'm, tri- I'm tripping yes. balls on that. I didn't even he notice. Two ba- he has two long performances in one movie? Jesus no, that Christ. killer's performance was not bad. Fuck it's off. Bad. No, I no, completely I like- was tripping balls. Dude, I- one of my first lines here is, killer is so a bad actor. So the prosthetics must have worked if you didn't know it was a fucking Drake Adrian Brody then. You can fucking put Play-Doh on somebody's face and I won't be able to tell who it is it's fucking who, who plays Clayface in the fucking movie if they made Clayface right? Dude, oh, I they literally even have it written Play-Doh. down here Adrian Brody plays the killer because his fucking voice in it is just ridiculous man All the killer runs looks and, like yeah. Alice Cooper makes me laugh Brody is mispass <laughs> rehash of Argento but boring killer is actually yellow question mark revenge for being deformed score is professional yeah, looks yeah. alright killer is a bad actor needs a stunt coordinator female lead sucks mm-hmm yeah, well, you suck. Yeah, I do suck. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I, I don't think it's a fucking. I mean, on, movie, I didn't say it either. I don't think it's a great is, movie, but this oh, is, is honestly when I this is the one I always was not looking forward to. Not Dracula 3D. Not Do You Like Hitchcock. This. I one, think you guys are watching this cover, with your fucking goggles like a, on, man. It looked you like guys... a crime thriller, and I was like, this, uh, like, I just. A, a 2009 crime thriller with Adrian Brody just seemed fucking stupid to me. I didn't expect for it to have like more of a hard. This is like more horror than most of his, uh, you know, crime crime films. Um, you know, because you have the you have the uncanny with the the yellow skin. It's more monstrous, and you have the the whole torture aspect, which I agree, it wasn't done great, but it still added a level that I never thought I would see in an Argento film, and. What, when I was watching it, I was like really into this film because it was just not what I was expecting. It was so much different from the 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 standard shit that you've been getting from Argento during this time, all, all from from anything after Stendhal. And to me, I thought it was cool, man. I I, I did not expect to like this one at all, but I did. I just, I I'm fucking blown away right now. Absolutely floored. They don't, dude. Everything after Stendhal work. was different. You you can't the camera find- work. If he doesn't have it, his movies suck. 
He doesn't. Ha- he needs the visual style to look great. If he doesn't have his crew, his movies are worthless. I'm sorry. I agree. I agree. This is I this is a pro- this is a garbage it. product, you're, man. You're putting it, his films to a really high standard, and I get it because it's Argento. Because but if you just but you have standard. to because it he is Argento. That That's the he, argument. He his stories are his movies. His his mental illness themes, his themes and his stuff are his movies and his visual appeal. Everybody exactly. knows Italian films are mostly visual. When he exactly. doesn't have his camera styles, there's no fucking thing here. There's nothing here. Exactly. So you're saying he 100%. can't direct an episode of fucking Hill Street Blues and it happens to be good and you're, you're going to hate it because it's our general? Even no, if it's a- I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm not saying that. I'm saying his movies need a certain budget and when he doesn't have it, he can't make what he wants to make. His movies t- stand out to well, me. What's when that fucking scene in Tenebrae comes by, <laughs> that camera comes down, it's a oh my god, this is amazing. And also in fucking but I don't phenomenon, think it's a budget issue, dude. I just think he lost his touch. I really do. I just think by this time, well, he, he lost, lost his, his touch here because it's not original. It's a fucking think, American fucking I don't eyes think it's torture about porn originality film. either because you know what, what makes it Tenebrae is about originality. So this is fly by the numbers. It's, it's not all his fault. Italy stopped making movies like they used to. Like if you gave Fulci no this money at this right. time too, he couldn't make a movie either. Like that he used Dude, to. When you have they somebody that has such original films for so long, and then you cut right something there. like this, like straight fucking pulled from the the batch of like ten million fucking torture porn films. Come on, man. But There's yeah, nothing here that's even redeemable. Without, with, with, There's nothing redeemable objective though. Objective about like I, I, who's attached to it. It doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? When I'm judging the movie. It doesn't either. But guess what? He, there's nothing here for me. There's nothing here for me. And that's, that's have the visual story. How do you know that, man? Argento is Argento. I'd fall asleep during this if it wasn't Argento. But that's what I like about it. That Argento, he can't be put in a box. A- after Stendhal, after that time period, look at everything that he came out with after that. And every movie is different. Every fucking style. Jennifer is nothing like fucking Pelts. Pelts is nothing like the fucking card player. The card player is nothing like fucking this. Phantom of the Opera is nothing like fucking trauma. You know what uh, I'm saying? Fa- Phantom of the Opera is a lot like his. But there's a reason for that too. It's, he doesn't. He Jennifer, doesn't have his. But he explores. He does different things. You can't just say our general can only do fucking, uh, you know, fantasy shit like Suspiria or fucking Jowls, and that's all I'm he's not good for. The fantasy, I'm we never said anything aspect. like that. I'm not saying you guys aspect. are. He needs the I'm technical just, aspects for me. That's what I'm interested in. I like the I mental illness storylines, and I like the technical I love that aspects. stuff, too. But yeah, but you can be different with every film, me. Dave. You can be different with every fucking film and shit, but still try to be original. This shit is not yeah. remotely original. There's nothing original about this. He can't adapt on this. a budget, man. He can't adapt even the, very even well the narrative. Jennifer, he did. Jennifer, he did, though. He yeah. adapted well with that. Yeah. I'm just See, I, I like Jennifer and And he happened to direct it. That's all I'm saying. I watched yeah, the movie. You're right. I give the rating whatever it is, regardless of it. Our general directed it, Craven or fucking or or, or, or Dave. It doesn't matter. I, I just take. I, I watched. The movie. I think it plays well, into it. Who directs it though? Movies, too. So. Yeah, that movie cost five hundred dollars, and it was my first movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I watched the movie and I give it a rating, regardless. It's not. not I'm not going to change it any side or the other. I agree. I agree. But you don't think you're being a little bit biased though, Dave, when it comes to like you're saying you're you're just watching the movie and, and judging it based on the movie and stuff like that. But in the back of your mind, Argento is your favorite director, so isn't it kind of a, a tad bit biased? You know, I love Argento like the next person. He's one of my favorite directors in the world. But this movie to me is garbage. I'm just calling it how I see it, man. But it I wanted, to, like I always Argento. wanted to love this movie, man. I wanted to, but there's nothing here. 
like the whole narrative is is fucking shitty, man. I mean, I shouldn't say the whole thing. There's aspects of it I do kind of like, but it doesn't feel that much different than like a four flies on gray velvet to me. It's just an, a fucking what? what, dude? That I think those four no, see, this is why I watch Italian French? cinema because I love. I love the aesthetic Italian cinema, like the way it's shit shot, you know, the atmospheres, all that type of shit, man. I'm talking There's about nothing... narratively. Okay. I don't care narratively as much sometimes about his I'm a visual sound person. Nobody ever did. Because I'm a visual sound person. I love visual, visual too. I love visual too, but I, this, I don't this expect Mother cheap. of Tears to look, I, I'm not happy about it, but Mother of Tears looked radically different than Suspiria and Inferno. Oh, and course. I just accepted it for what it is, but I still yeah, like but you Other know why? Because right. he had a totally different the, crew on those films. Yeah, on that I film, know. Right? That's the problem. I get that. Italian films change. You can't stop. Right. It. Like you can't. But it's the same thing here. But it's the same yeah. thing here. He still well, has. I don't like most characters. Italian movies after two thousand. Period. They suck. I understand that. The only Italian films like I can really general. dig now are fucking Necrostorm films, man. Because it's a totally different type of style. Yeah. It just happens to be from Italy, but yeah. it's not vintage <laughs> Italy. Yeah, I mean. The the uh, the Italian films of today or, or anything after you know the eighties are fucking completely different looking. You know yeah, what I mean? Sad. So I, I get that. But like for me, I don't I don't need every film to. Uh, would I prefer it? Yes, absolutely. If he could make a film in two thousand five look like a film from nineteen eighty, like Inferno or something, which I just watched, that that is so beautiful and and, and the colors are awesome and stuff like that. Great, that's cool. But at the, at the same time, I'm taking this film for what it is, not what it isn't. Well, I, I'm not worried about that, honestly. Here's what I, I like to look at directors, and what interests me in their work is their whole body of work that paints a story. And that's one little piece. I like that. That's what I'm into. Yeah. And also, the fact is, it's like a fighter, okay? So if you rely on your, rely on your reflexes, if you're like, like a guy who's fast, your reflexes are the first to go. You're no longer a good fighter. And he was always aesthetics, he always put aesthetics over everything, right. nightmare logic and stuff, and he doesn't have it because he doesn't have the crew and the money and the Italian. It's not his fault the movie sucks. I really don't think it is exactly. Because See, if he would have had his own crew, he probably could have went in there. The story would have been flat, but we would have been like, at least it looks pretty. It would have been bumped up at least a star. See, the but thing it, is, it, man, with Do You Like Hitchcock? It's It really doesn't have any similarities to a lot of our gentle stuff from the past. And I like that style movie. Style-wise, yeah. It's, you know, I, and style. I like that movie because I, I kind of dig what he really... did with it. I like the mashup. I like that he took the time. It, it, I love love letters. You know, it's mm-hmm. ironic because I hate romance. I don't even like love, but I love love letters. It's kind of fucked up. But, you know, when I take the, when you take Giallo, you know, I'm willing to give this a, a fair shot here, but there's mm-hmm. nothing to offer in this film at all for myself. There's right. nothing here. And I'm taking, I'm not, I'm not just putting on a pedestal because, you know, it's Argento and stuff. I'm, ex- I'm expecting fucking, you know, plumage. Uh, I'm expecting Suspiria <laughs> Inferno. I'm not expecting that at all. I just want, <laughs> I just want something else from this too. And, and, you know, obviously, you know, I'm judging the, you know, the way it's perceived to me too. And I don't see any originality whatsoever in this. I, I feel like Argento was making this movie to stay relevant. And that's I just a think big he's fucking a film. He's that's his job. He's just making movies, you know. He, I don't. I don't know if he had any passion in this one. It, it it doesn't feel like it, you know. I don't know. But I just feel like Argento is a lot more smarter than you know, just making a straight kind of torture porn with you know this police investigative thing and stuff like that. I think he 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 could have done See, but, it a lot better. To me, it is it is smarter. Like I I think that it's I don't think that it's just that. I think that it, I like the story. I think that it really. I, 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 I get that you don't. 
but the sympathetic they try to be sympathetic to the brody character to the enzo character you know giving them this backstory that they allude they they go back to it like three four times in the film and stuff and it's completely and utterly ridiculous like honestly it's so stupid that they keep doing this somebody like me often thinks that a lot of these italian films their backstories are fucking ridiculous a lot of yeah, times but this one's so and unbelievable, i just have accepted though. them over the years because i think that i think that dude there's tons of fucking italian movies that have nonsensical bullshit it's just that this one feels more american so you expect more out of it well, well, that's, more, but that's part of the problem jp aesthetic. that's part of the this problem have the aesthetics which makes the italian movies great that's yeah that that's the exact yeah, problem thank you watched Dave. it you guys just watched a fucking uh, card player last show, which was two movies ago. By yeah. that point, and now we're forty years into this oh, guy's career. Uh, after you've seen the card player a couple years earlier, I don't know what else you're expecting from the I man. Didn't 40 years any, I didn't expect the aesthetic. I expected a shit movie like I got, just like the card player. <laughs> right, exactly. I didn't expect anything. I knew what I was going right. to get. That's why I didn't want to watch it. Right. Okay, so, I, I, I'm, I mean, I, you know, to add to that, I mean, I'm not expecting a great movie either when I watched this years ago either, but I'm also expecting a little bit more from the narrative. If I'm not going to get the aesthetic and I'm not going to get the cinematography and the awesome music and stuff, at least have something that I can be drawn in narrative wise. Characters right, and, are boring. And I, get that. I mean, you guys made your point on the fact yeah. that you did not like where the story went. You didn't like Absolutely not. about it. No, I didn't I, hate the story. I, I just hate it. Yeah, that's what that's where the the difference is here because I like the opening with the with the cab driving. I know moods you said you very didn't, opera. You like it reminds me of opera in the beginning. Yeah, and then I like I well, like. Well, it's the, because it's uh, literally in an opera. Right. <laughs> and, and, and here I like this aspect too that we didn't bring up. I like that the woman knows that he has the girl so she's trying to negotiate with him and adrian brody with his bullheadedness doesn't care about that and she's really and there's that that scene where she's trying to to you know we got to be careful we can't just kill him because what if she's buried in a hole somewhere or something like that you know what i mean i like that that dynamic between them two there and i don't like adrian brody in this film i think that he was miscast but i did like that angle the thing that i hated about this movie more than anything is they ruined the end by the police officer finding the car. I would have loved if it just ended with, we don't like she's gone. You know what I mean? They never found her or at least the, the fade cut the black to where you don't know if they found her or not. Did they, they, they did. That is how it ended. You just, no, they didn't know they found her. what's the that? By it. He passed the, it. The cop walked by it. It. No, no, he, sto- he stops and sees the blood coming out of the car. No, he no we no, see he the doesn't. blood as the viewer. We That's see it. it. He does. It's a great. Oh, okay. Then I guess I like it. It's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, no, that ending is great. I, I I think that I think that ending is phenomenal because I, was I like. If there was a post credit, I was like, what? No, I thought I thought I thought he looks down at he says, wait a minute, and he hears the pounding. Why the fuck did he just walk away then? Because he didn't hear it. hear it. He thought he heard it, but he. Oh, he okay, like, okay. Yeah, well, no. So <laughs> yeah, I really like that. Then <laughs> that's cool. Um, so at the end of the day, you know, the differences of opinion here are that you guys thought the story was shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it. I'm not, I, I don't see a way that, that that's one of those things where it's subjective. You know, it's just like, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't, there's really, no I didn't art. even hate the story. I just hate how it unfolded. I thought it was boring. And eh. like I said, and, I, I need some killer. I thought he was, he was freaky looking and, and uh, you know, monstrous, uh, which is what I want out of people who are abducting, you know, girls. Sometimes, sometimes it's cool to just be a regular looking guy, like fucking, um, American Psycho, Christian Bale, but you know sometimes I like. You know what I like feel like? 
You know what I feel like the killer Adrian Brody in this film? He's so bad at <laughs> it. Honestly, dude, if you molded his face, man, you could sell it as like a sequel to fucking <laughs> Halloween 3. You know, like... The witch. Like, that, that's, oh, a, yeah. that's, a, that's a new it's mask. Tough. That's a new it's Halloween mask you could market, man. It's no, that's, the, that's Zelda from Pet Cemetery mask. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that make us bad, though. All right. It's a bit. Hey, um, I'm, I'm sorry, I talked too much on that one. I'm, I'm done. Yeah, I feel like I was. I feel like I was yelling a lot. You guys like were. You guys were. You're lying. I get I worked up, man, because I don't want to see Argento make shitty ass movies like this, and it, it drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't expect anything out of it. I got exactly what I expected. So it was the first time watch for you too. So I was, I was hoping I was going to like it more because I, I've seen it years ago, and I was very, very underwhelmed. But I think I hated it more this time. The camp stuff was kind of cool, though. I do like that. It would never work yeah. now because everybody has cell phones and. GPS and shit. So that would never work now, but it worked then. That's cool. And and also, like most trunks, you can fucking open from the inside now too, which is a and they definitely in the last ten years started putting that in there. I mean, this is 2009. I mean, cell phones should have been a thing, but do you think they were trying to do like a Mick um, from Wolf Creek too, where he hates foreigners, so he's trying to kill them? No, no. I I just feel like he was just being fucking overly selfish because he was an ugly fuck and. Just, well, he's just he thought maybe he thought maybe see that that's part of the no relation in the air they have no well that, that's where they try to get clever with it and i get that but it's like dude you're just killing people because you're ugly fuck dude that's not cool well i mean most of the time when people kill it's not cool like usually their motivations are kind of <laughs> shitty i would rather just have no motive than oh i'm ugly as fuck i'm gonna kill beautiful women like dude well, even if you have no motive there's a motive they just don't want to talk about it sure mm. sure sure all right, There's let's no get. I, I guess I go first on this one. I know I'm gonna blow your shitters out because I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, it was definitely my favorite of the three to watch. Um, and honestly, I, it, besides Sleepless, I liked it most out of the last year's picks too. What um, fuck? Which I mean, what the fuck, dude? It's fucking. I'm just so blown away by this. I can understand that. I feel like like these guys watched it with their Argento goggles on and be like, "I got to give this one a good rating." It's an Argento film, but yeah, I don't know how low I could go on Survival of the Dead, so I better not talk shit. (laughs) 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 Anyways, I I know I shouldn't I shouldn't be hypocritical when it comes to that. Um, But but again, uh, for me, this was a first time watch too. Maybe the problems that you moods had might be exasperated fucking if i watch it again nailed you know? it yeah that was a jeremyism <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's twice tonight you did it earlier today too. <laughs> I, I got yeah. that yeah um okay, when you were so, reading the argento uh italian interview i think i remember my, i might have fucked up something uh okay so yeah we will go with a seven out of ten reactions I don't it's, care. I expected more out of that. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm holding in. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> man. Did you just <laughs> say seven out of ten? I didn't know. I like the movie. I <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I'm fucking sorry. I couldn't hold it in. All right. Oh, Dave. Jeremy. Dave. Is it Dave after? I don't know what's going on. Dave Which, went first last time. I no, went no. second last time. No, I'm talking Mr. Parker. Oh, okay. I I'll think go. he was after okay. JP. Old man. I have it. I have it between two ratings. 
And I'm only going to go with this rating because the next one, I don't want to keep them there. Eh, fucking uh, uh, four. Four out of ten. Higher it's than not, It's not as good as Freddy's Dead. So I got to go lower than that. But it's close. I agree. It's not. No, it's better. I don't know. It's not. Like, I like Freddy's Dead. <laughs> that, Dude, I don't even know where got, that comparison comes in. Give, you have to give Freddy's Dead over a seven now because you gave this a seven. Oh, my God. No. It's a bit high. You're coming in yeah. a I seven did have on Freddy's, Freddy's Dead at a Dead. seven before I watched it again. Dude, I'm legitimately a self-proclaimed fucking Freddy fanboy, and I'm not coming anywhere near a seven on that fucking film. Yeah, because I'm more of a fan than you. <laughs> dude, JP fucking Frank seriously, dude. I no. also love part two, which you don't. I think no, I'm more I, of a I legitimately fan. no, dude. Do you ever fucking listen to me? We've yeah. had this conversation a couple times actually now since I said I've watched that movie <laughs> like three times the last couple years, and I, I legitimately love that film as a standalone film. I th- I said it's bad as a sequel to the original film. Right, but it made my top ten, and it didn't make yours. I'm the bigger Freddy fan. JP stories checks out. Me cozy. Just like I'm a bigger Friday fan than Dave Z because he doesn't like half the series. I can't even because I'm not a fucking blind fanboy. (laughs) I everything I watch, I watch and I give a rating at the end, regardless of fucking what series it's from, who directed it, who stars in it. It doesn't. I take every movie individually. That's why. What's wrong being an honest podcaster? Me too, though. Dude, I just like them all. Being 100, I'm, can, we're always 100% on here. Maybe not No, too, no, no. No moods. I'm talking to JP because he busts my balls about Friday the 13th because I rate a couple of them below a five. He's like, you're not you're not as big a fan. I'm, I, I go, I can't help it. If I think eight and nine are fucking four to ten, that's what I'm going to give him. I can't say because Jason's in them and it's because it's part of this franchise. It's no, they're man. good movies. Do you have part I ten over it, five? But they're not. You have part, you have part ten over five? Yeah, I have six. Seven and ten, all the same rating. Six out of ten, all of them. See, yeah. ten is the only one that I put at a five. Yeah, I, I put fucking four. I put eight at a four, and I put fucking nine at, at a two and a half. No way Ooh. it is a four. Dude, I wouldn't yeah. actually even go that low Eight's on Mad a Hatter, turd, man. man. I hate eight. I know, part eight is a turd, but there's so I want to fucking... Love it. Just take it as a standalone slasher, though, and it's like... it's a, If you took it as a standalone slasher, just a random slasher... Would be you would be like, oh, that was a that fun slasher. Yeah. Nothing happens in it. You could pick that movie apart, regardless of what franchise it's in. Yeah. Nothing happens in any of them. It's all just fucking slasher kills, yeah. man. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's like good. I said, my biggest complaint with Freddy Two is that, like, I I feel like they just kind of jumped the shark there. I think that would have been a great narrative point to put later on into the franchise instead of the second one because you just built this you know, all these rules and stuff. And then they broke all the rules right away. And I'm like, no man, that's why part three works so good as a sequel to part one, but we'll get into that later when we do the franchise. All right. Jeremy or Dave Z, right? Our moods. It's uh Jeremy. Jeremy. I kind of liked it too, to be honest with you. <laughs> Jeremy, do you have anything to say about well, that? Like honestly, be honest. Right? If you're higher yeah, than I mean, the seven, then dude, I'm not stuff. higher than seven. All you got to do is go look in my letterbox. I don't change my rating. 6.5, I think. This is why I don't rate my films on letterbox. You do change your ratings because you've told me I've called you out. And was like you had it. Yeah, but I don't change them from like a like a like a six to a three just because moods and Dave doesn't like the movie. I listen to what you guys have to say, and then if I go down a point or two, you do it all the time too. Yeah, yeah I go down. Your, your opinion can change on a movie. Like yeah, if Dave uh, Z like came in and said something like about this movie because he like I mean I, I I'm willing to change. I'm not going to stand firm on a rating. 
I've literally done it live. <laughs> I gave it a six. I I think it's fine. I don't understand why all the hate about it. I just don't get it. I think I just look for different things in Italian movies. Well, I think that we also set our piece with it, though. It's right, like, yeah, we don't need to go down that bridge again. That's <laughs> good because I'm fucking tired of yelling. Seriously. <laughs> then stop it. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you. Coming from this guy, he's fucking yelling the whole goddamn show. Stop it, he says. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Fucker. Oh, <shit. laughs> me excuse me. Yeah. All right, um, Dave. Oh, Dave. Um, yeah. Uh, Wait, Moods, you, you're, did you rate? Moods, you would be next. Oh, yeah, yeah I am next. Um, I'm with mm, the fucking penis prowler, man. Four to ten. I already said what I needed to say okay, about it. I expected lower than that from you guys, honestly. No, no, because, I mean, I did say there was things but you I do liked, think but... it's better than the card player, then? Yes. What did I give the card player? Uh, it was three gave and a half. Four. You gave yeah, it I think it is better in card player. I'll have to double check my letterbox. Oh, I, I can't remember. Did I not, I, maybe I give the card player three and a half. I don't know. It, you did give it three and a half. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, man, there, there's certain things I did like the taxi thing. and But, man, dude, this one just it falls <laughs> flat on its face for myself, man. But, it has a better ending than the card player. It definitely you know, does. Oh, my God. The ending of the card player. <laughs> Congratulations. You're pregnant. <laughs> Ooh, that is. What is the. F- <laughs> The fuck? Stupid piece of what shit is movie. with that, right? <laughs> oh shit. Okay, is that everybody? Oh no, Dave's Daisy. left. Okay. Daisy. Yeah, I, I like it. I, I like the killer. I like his mo. I like what he's doing. I like that he freaking really gives that girl a hard time towards the end because how stupid is she? Why would she keep? She's being held prisoner and she keeps harassing him. You're ugly. You're disgusting. Just keep your fucking mouth shut. Maybe he'll let you go. But no. Instead, he cuts off her finger and says, "Fuck you." I'm like. Good. Why doesn't she shut up? I mean, this girl would drive me nuts. But uh, again, I still see our generalisms in here. There's unintentional comedy a certain way. There's those quirky characters a certain way. There's just certain little things. Maybe it's just Italian cinema and not just our, our general that I'm lumping in with. But I still feel like I'm watching Italian cinema when I'm watching this movie. I just have that that feel. It's The kills are good. I enjoy it. It's nothing special, but... But I dig it, and he still hasn't let me down all, all this time in. That, that's why he's the best. I, I've never watched an Argento movie, and when it was over, said it was bad. And, and it continues. And it's not because I'm a fanboy, because as you just heard, <laughs> you know, it's like Friday the 13th. If a movie's bad, I'll watch it, and I'll say it's bad. But Right, and that's your not, favorite thing above everything else in horror. So 100%, yeah. So, but, and yes, Argento is my favorite, but this is why he's my favorite, because he hasn't let me down. But anyway... It's it's a six and a half. All right, so that is Giallo from two thousand nine. You do not know what he is capable of. He is evil. Do you hear me, man, Helsing? Evil. All right, so moving into the final film here on Dario Argento, Volume Six from two thousand and twelve. It is Dracula. 3D. 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 Um, wow. I'm, I'm, I never, you know, I usually don't pre-read these synopsises on here, but this is really not even a synopsis, but I'm going to read it because it's absolutely stupid even to write this. Aja Argento stars what? in horror legend Dario Argento's sexy spin on the classic tale about the sharp-toothed count who craves human blood. 
Okay, so if you're not familiar <laughs> with the Dracula story from Bram Stoker, I don't know what else to say. I mean, this is legitimately just a remake of the story. Yeah. Minorly different, but it's pretty much the same. Thoughts on Dracula 3D, guys? It sucks. Okay. Explain. I mean, if I thought Phantom of the Opera sucked, like, Jesus Christ. I don't know. It's Dude, so weird. This, this movie is such a conundrum because... I just thought, like, the effects it, were fucking shitty. Oh, the CGI was some of the worst okay. ever. Right. So... Bad CGI. Yes. It might even have some of the worst CGI ever. I mean, okay, let, let's just put it's, it this way. Some this of is the shit. The, this, the wolf is the worst in the Or the lady's head getting on fire, getting lit on fire. Like, Jesus Christ. That scene sucked. Yeah. There's got to be six or seven horrendous scenes, but you, you got to remember, man, this is 2012. CG should be good at this point. Um, right. And okay. And also going back to that, that actual pivotal point here, this is one of the reasons, reasons why Argento wanted to tackle the Dracula stories because he felt like he could really kind of elevate the story and do a lot more things because of the, uh, the invention of CG. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what went wrong here, but Everything. it definitely did. It yeah, definitely did everything. because that's the worst part about this movie. In my opinion, he's always been bad with CG. Right. And that's yeah. what I've never done say well with it. Ever. Is you have this pretty fucking dope set piece and and like the the setting is good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the clothing doesn't look cheap it, you know that cheap you know it, it looks no the wardrobe are like, fantastic this has some money behind it this yeah. is a 12 million dollar film yeah same yeah. with phantom of the opera like phantom of the opera looks great the sets and shit i think it looks good this i mean looks- this looks like the most expensive film argento's had since the 80s yeah oh yeah. dude Hands down, for a period piece, I think that the sets, locations, the the the, the wardrobes, everything is really fucking good in this man. It, it is. It's it really is. good. But he didn't elevate and like he wanted to change things. He wanted to like you know bring a different kind of spin on the the whole Dracula story and stuff. But all the elements are here, just not really done as good. I mean, one of my biggest gripes with the film though is the is really the misuse of. Um, Rugger Howard of Rugger Howard yeah. of Van Helsing in the film. I was because thinking that too when I was. Watching. I'm thinking if you wanted if you wanted to change the the narrative a little bit and incorporate him a little bit earlier into the film, build the character and incorporate his story. They only had him for a couple of days, you know. It had to have. Of course, right. of course, and yeah. he doesn't come into the film until about thirty, maybe forty minutes left. But he's not. He's just underutilized. It's kind of a shame. Yeah, it's he's big, not big set shame. up well. No, it's not set up well at all. And in fact, he shows up in this film out of the blue. Yeah. Like pretty much out of the fucking blue, which is very odd. It's very odd how they incorporate the character. It's like he just kind of he's just there all of a sudden. I'm like, what the fuck, man? This is really crazy. But I don't even think watching it in 3D would have saved all the gimmicks. Like watching 3D movies in 2D a lot of the time, especially mm-hmm. from this era, it's gonna look extra shitty. But I the even cinematography think it in, is good in this movie too. The I think even watching it in 3D, the, the practical effects when they're there yeah. aren't bad either. The yeah, the, the, the praying mantis, kind of the practicals they use on the praying mantis. First yeah. of all, I actually think the praying mantis is one of the better CG effects. I would agree. I thought it was going to look way worse because people were always making fun of it, but it's you one know, of the better looking CGI effects. You know, one of the, the oddest things is in the film is the scene where <laughs> um, the, the bullet to the jaw. Where it's completely CG, but then it's practical with the with the or blood the and gore coming out the top. That's yeah, the weird, and you that's know the what weirdest else is scene, fucking, man, dude. The, when they weird. slice their arms or something, the CG it yeah. is fucking horrible. I'm like, you CG couldn't blood. practical oh, that. Dude, th- 
in the 90s it looked better than that yeah i swear dude it really really does it, it's, okay it's, we're from the top of this misled. movie you know what happened here because when they were making this movie i was watching the um certain things at the time and they they released uh little little clips and little shots and they showed some of this cg stuff and at the end of it they said don't worry this is not what the final film is going to look like. No, no. Like. This- I mentioned this in our chat, Dave. So that's that's you're kind of right, but you're kind of wrong. What they released a trailer of the film and none of the effects were actually done. And that might be what you're remembering or you could be remembering something different. So it was like outlines of the, it was it was it was it looked worse than it does now, but it was it was even a, a earlier version of. Wait, the how effects. could something looks worse than what it already because is? Because they yeah. weren't even they weren't even they were like half done. The effects yeah. were half done, and a, a, a right. banner would pop up at the bottom when the effects were on screen, like "Don't worry, these aren't finished yet." But right. but here's the thing: what I think happened, my theory on this is, I think that they had this money. That it was a big investment. Uh, uh, they 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 were rushing the film because what what why would you ever release a trailer that's supposed to get people excited without the effects finished? To me, that says you're rushing the movie. Or don't include the effects in the tr- in the shot. Right, exactly. Because you would. Yeah, you don't even somebody, have to do that. Somebody who does that work, what the, the effects work, uh, the, you know, through CGI they would never want to let an unfinished product be seen because it's misrepresentative of the work. So to me, when they're releasing a new trailer with the effects not done yet, to me, that means they probably sped up the whole effects to get out to release because of the investment. I That is my theory on it because I, I don't think that Argento right. could have yeah, possibly sense. expected the effects to look that bad. I don't think he would have agreed to it. If, That's if what they, I'm saying. He was misled. That's all there is to right. it. Because that really is, if the, if you have good effects in this movie, I think it's a lot stronger. Because oh, absolutely, I man, think absolutely. Shifting angle, like because we know Dracula is a shapeshifter, but it's not done that much in the films, other than like bats and stuff. He I turns love to the smoke too mantis. a lot. What's that? He turns to smoke a lot. Right, I love the yeah. praying man, praying mantis uh, transformation, like the concept behind it. I think that's cool. It's like. It's freaky and weird, you know what I mean? To so, a degree. There's a problem with it, though. There's one problem with it. <laughs> and I, I hate to be the guy to pick on something, but it, i got to call it like I see it. In every other transformation, everything he transforms into is its actual size. Why wouldn't he, why would he change it <laughs> to a giant? Oh, that's a good <laughs> point. <laughs> that's a good point, because actually. He yeah. wants to kill him with the fucking... Yeah, no, but Dracula could transform to actual animals. He never but I guess it's not actually a rule, though, too. But it's not a rule, either. I don't know, man, because it looks it's not really cool. a rule. <laughs> <laughs> looks like no, PlayStation 1 graphics, I can tell you that much. Oh, no, no. I saw Flip Art running at you. Man... This this movie had me cracking up actually when I was watching it last night. It was like you know the scene where Lucy, played by Ajo Argento, she gets fucking you know bit and stuff like that. Oh, right? the but, bite marks look horrible. Oh, the bite marks look horrible. But then she oh. she says something on the lines of like, oh, don't worry, you know, it's just a case of influenza. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, you just got bit by a bat. You got COVID nineteen, bitch. Like, <laughs> what what is yeah, influenza? Like, Did that right? exist back in yeah, the time like, of this film? That's just the flu. That's just the it's just, it's just flu. It's just the fucking flu. They knew about that shit back Did, in the day. But I'm like, how ironic that, is that? She gets bit by technically what we all know is vampire. The vampires are generally bats, kind of thing, and that's where this whole thing is apparently originated from. 
You got COVID nineteen. Watching watching Aja in this film, I to this day, dude, I just don't get it. It's it's weird. I don't understand it. It's again seems with the weird. tits, right? Right, yeah. and 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 the, that's and why I said earlier cheeks. that he when we were talking about Hitchcock. Yeah, I don't like know. joking about it though because Aja seems kind of messed up at times. So like, yeah. I don't like to yeah. insinuate that. You know like, what I mean? Are we hundred percent sure that like Argento's on the set? directing the scenes where she's taking her it's tops off like has that ever been confirmed I, i'm just i mean i'm being honest here man like i, I don't know like we and don't even know if it's this. not though it's just it's just weird to yeah, me i can't ask the footage too like, like what's he gonna tell the assistant director he's like now make sure my daughter's tits are perky <laughs> like, <laughs> well for sure for sure maybe he didn't want her to be an actress Maybe he didn't want her to get involved in a film. You know, that happens a lot. Someone's in a profession. They don't well, want their kid to follow the same thing. And he was like, okay, bitch, if you're going to do this, I'm going to fucking make it real hard for you. No, I think you know what, man? You know what, Dave? You know what, Dave? I've, I've, I've had this, that, I've had this theory for years them. about, you know, the reason why Dario probably kind of puts Aja out there and, you know, does shit like that is because he fucking kind of hated fucking, you know, his wife. Yeah, and, you know, she's, it, yeah. It, it, you know, like, and the reason, like, the, there was a big, there was a big reason why, like, he used to kill her in all the fucking films, right? Like, Nicolati, <laughs> like, he used to kill her in all these vicious ways because, yeah. you know, he kind of had it out for her, right? And, like, their shit didn't end well and stuff, yeah, right? What is and that Dario Nicolati, with, like, with the kid, though, why take it out on your kid? Here's my, but you gotta understand, right? you gotta understand, Jeremy, man, she's a product, she's, she sees dario in or nicolati in fucking aja right so yeah. you know maybe that's part of it i don't know it's just a theory well, i've had for a long time theory. i'm like that, like who else the would only, put their the daughter on screen and tell could, their tits and stuff i know I the agree. only the only way that i could justify it is he's so detached from from regular life that he lives breathes and executes as a filmmaker and he just wants to respect her as an actress when we're working you're an actress that's the only thing I could think. You know what I mean? Like he takes her is just another actress. I think he was also not, very busy throughout their life. Very busy, so he didn't have that close she attachment probably, to him. She was probably raised by like a fucking nanny or something. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't very close to him, I don't think. And plus, his old his daughter, the oldest one, was in movies beforehand, and she just stopped doing it because she didn't yep. want to. He's hard on his kids. He was hard on yep. his kids. Yeah, I, I agree. mean, it makes sense. Yep. Yeah. So, but uh, it, it is. It is always. Like uh, every time it's jarring, I'm <laughs> just like, <"Ugh,"> you know, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, man, but like, this is actually the first time I've seen the movie in full. I, I realized when I was watching this movie this time where it cut off, it was basically about 30 minutes in. I'd seen about me the too. First I turned minutes. it off. I laughed a couple of times. I was like, this isn't as bad. Then I got well, CGI and I started laughing. And I didn't it off. turn it off due to, you know, me. Like, I generally don't do that with movies. Everybody knows I'll torture myself to the end of it. Uh-huh. But, uh, um, yeah, it was like a first time watch for me, but the first thing I noticed in this movie was the fact that, you know, the score is done by Claudio Simonetti is it's a nice little reunion <laughs> to have Simonetti doing the music to the film and stuff. But mm-hmm. fuck me if I didn't notice that it sounds exactly like a fucking full moon movie, like his <laughs> score <laughs> sounds full moon. It's absolutely Especially when you think about the full moon films that were shot in Romania and stuff like yeah, that, dude, dude it reminds you of that it fucking feels like you're watching a, a yeah. full moon movie. I'm like, this is so did, bizarre, did you guys- man. Uh, on the Blu-ray, there is an hour and, and nine-minute uh, documentary on the making of, and I, I, I watched about ten minutes of it. Boy, were they, they taking this movie one hundred percent serious. So, like, I really do think the CGI uh, was was 
really a fuck up by the studio and, and the producers, man. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. they just didn't pick. They either rushed it or didn't want to pay somebody good enough to do it and was just like, fuck it, we're putting it out. You know what I mean? Dude. We have a lot of money tied up into it. It was a $12 million film. They you know what I mean? They had to get their and money And I think they, they rushed it out to, to, to get their return on investment, sold it to IFC Midnight and, and whatever, you know, wherever else they showed it and things like that. I think that this is for, for the cinematography and the um the 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 uh the the direction and the the music and everything everything is decent about this movie uh on the surface Uh, and and the cgi i mean the story to me is is a little too basic for it's the uh, dracula story just changed around the same thing we keep saying yeah it's pretty much the same thing as the original story yeah it's it's kind of faithful they changed some things around with renfield they changed that around they yeah, add yeah. some characters. They change around mm-hmm. what happens to Harker. I'm pretty familiar with the story. I read the book, and yeah. I've seen about a million renditions of Dracula. Watched all the Hammer ones. You know, seen some Universal ones. So it, it's somewhat close. It's more faithful than one would expect. Kind of like and, Count, just Franco's Count Dracula, but it's not completely faithful. But some of the changes they made were cool. And another reason why <laughs> I think the cinematography was good. The the cinematography on this one is uh, this is third collaboration with Argento. The other two, Suspiria and Tenebrae. Mm-hmm. Mm. you know what i mean yeah there's a lot of really good shots within the you know the castle and you know the kind of the village areas and shit like that so you can definitely see some maybe not straight correlations and contrast to those films but it's better than the previous couple films for sure it tries to be epic which it it, it kind of like makes it it kind of fucks it up because it's trying to be this big epic dramatic movie and it's so poorly acted it just makes it funny but then after about 20 minutes of laughing at it, I just get really bored and don't want to watch it anymore. I just it's felt too like long. You could cut, uh, you could cut it. Hour, like an hour and 50 minutes, minutes out of it. Long. See, I, I kind of disagree with the direction. Long. I mean, I don't know if it's just the way, like maybe they only had Ruger Hauer for like, you know, like Dave probably said like two days on the film. 25 minutes, man. It just feels like he's there and he has no connection with anybody on that film. He's delivering his lines. Like, get the fuck out of here. I need to get the fuck out of here. Kind of thing. I'm like, with a bottle of whiskey. It feels like it's such a fucking waste of such a great actor. And so it it could be such a good part in the movie. You know, man, it's it's such a hell thing. Dude, Roger Hauer playing Van Helsing could have been fucking epic. You introduce somebody like of that stature earlier in the film, and you develop that shit, and you go you go epic with that man. Fucking be cozy, dude. Like they also they also didn't include uh, Doctor Seward, Tex, the Prince. Um, They didn't include a lot of the characters from Dracula. One thing, of course, course, it it kept it pretty basic. Is uh, Van Helsing? Um, this is the first time in, in a major film that he was actually played by a Dutchman and in the original novel, he was Dutch. So, nice. mm-hmm. uh, they mm-hmm. actually used the Dutchman. I wonder if Argento was, uh, I wonder if he was, uh, hip to that man. And that's why he, I don't he know. cast well, him. Rucker Howard also played Dracula in, um, Dracula fucking three. Uh, the, the. Oh, the one from the second, early 2000s? The Dracula the Miramax Oh, shit, really? Yeah. The, the Miramax ones? One. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. from 2005, so I'm mm. sure we'll see that later. No, I won't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would have liked to watch this in 3D. Yeah, I would have too. I think it would have Absolutely helped. I think not. it would have helped. The because it does hurt. It's not. You know? I like the concepts of the transformations. They just suck. The wolves, man. 
The Wolf is the worst. I like oh, the yeah. fact that I mean, he's it looks like a, like a 1995 PC game. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's what his big yeah. big change was to Dracula, right? Was that he could shape shift into all the shit, and that's where he's like, "Oh, the CG could totally make this thing believable and awesome, man." But ugh. good lord, how about that yeah. Tiana's tits, though, man? Fuck. Oof. Oh man, Tanya's so hot. Oof, oh, they all are. Damn titties are fucking nice as shit, man. dude. Man, dude, that's very memorable from the film, man. <laughs> God damn, dude. I was like, whoa. <laughs> damn. Really nice. It's kind of unfortunate for Argento to go out on this one because you just feel like he he what like maybe unlike Giallo and do you like maybe maybe Giallo and like the card player and stuff. It felt like he was more passionate about this project. You know, Dracula was very important to him as an influence. And even in like the special features, like he seems very passionate about this project. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of sucks. It, it, him. It, it, it seems like I don't think it was poorly directed at all. I, I really do think that this, this could have been a good going out note for Argento and it's just a big mess up. Yeah. I think the acting would have helped the direction a little bit though. The acting yeah, the at parts is is, is pretty yeah. fucking yeah. important. Acting which is, rough. The story is it makes it feel languages. like yeah, so, yeah 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 for sure yeah. The story is a little too <clears throat> basic for me um, in terms of like not not deviating from the source. Yeah. Uh, and then I think also, so. Yeah. Also, um, the I, I I don't know. I think that everybody coming to Dracula instead of Dracula going to everybody else is in, is a bit of a weird choice because Dracula leaves Transylvania and goes to England in in the original story, right? Yeah. But everybody's coming to him here, and it feels weird. Again, that's where he tried to change things. But I think actually, I think one of the one of the coolest scenes in the film actually is when. Um, when Dracula basically massacres everybody that was betraying him and stuff. That was cool. That scene's actually not too bad. I mean, there's a couple moments of pretty bad CG in there, but for the most part, it's actually probably one of the most memorable scenes of the the film besides the titties on Tiana. And that lame-ass bald dude's in that scene. And he's in all three of these movies being lame. Right, right. And he dies in all three of them. Is that fucking hilarious? No, he's the first one. But man, dude, like when he fucking just lops <laughs> off that dude's head, I'm like, yeah, awesome. That is pretty awesome. Yep, so. that whole scene, the, dude. When the, when he's like climbing up the castle wall outside. Oh yeah. I just I just chuckled. That's actually. <laughs> oh, I like it. Dracula. What's that? That's actually from the book. You oh, know what? Fucking scene. My favorite scene in the movie, which is actually quite quick, and it's not even that like extravagant but it just looks really fucking awesome and very gothic and shit man is the is the funeral scene for lucy mm-hmm. like when yeah mm-hmm. that scene is fucking shot awesome man i just it's very it's kind of stoic a little bit but it's just oh man it has really great atmosphere i think it's one of the best scenes in the film and it's it's very quick but this movie deserved. is like insanely notorious for being like a steaming pile of shit but i honestly like i'm not you know what you know what it is though man everybody judges this movie based on the fucking cg itself right right? they're not they're not seeing that there's a lot of good elements like you know i mean like i I said simonati's music is fucking sounds like full moon and shit like that but i mean the actual sets and locations and like it, it fucking looks pretty damn good man you know, underdeveloped. I mean, in certain I areas, actually but. liked the movie. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't think it was like amazing or anything, but I liked it. I just, to me, the worst part about it is it's, it's not my worst. It's I not my least favorite. Too long, man. Yeah. You, okay. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. Actually, for <clears throat> for a movie that's not really the greatest thing <clears throat> in the world, you know, for an hour and fifty minutes, 
it actually kind of flew by for myself, man. I don't know why it did, but I didn't feel like I was watching an almost two hour film. Oddly enough, it's very strange. I, I really know. think that making it an hour and 15 minutes or sorry. Uh, yeah. An hour. Is it hour 50? Yeah. 50. Hour 50. yeah. It, instead of two hours greatly improves its watchability. Like an extra 10 minutes. I feel like would have felt like a two hour movie. Oh man. It feels like a two hour movie. Maybe like a 10 minute fucking, you know, scene of Dracula or those effects on Dracula change. Oh my God. <laughs> dude. What's with the fucking very last shot in the film? Right. With the fucking wolf coming out of there. Like, come on dudes. What were yeah, you saying, terrible. Dude? terrible. Dude, that scene is so bad fucking stupid man oh it's like the worst shit ever man oh my god it just makes me shake my head and go why would you even bother it was a 3d gag it was a fucking 3d trick that's all it was that that's the problem Uh, exactly it's straight yeah because you just see everything that's a gimmick like the one dude's like pointing his but the the narrative oh it's so dumb it just really dumbs it down even more it dumbs it down so much it's gimmicky you know and I, and, yeah. and that's probably one of the biggest reasons why I'm not a big fan of 3D because it is a super bad gimmick, gimmick. and like it, it, most of the time it, it, it does not work. And especially there's nothing worse than watching uh, <clears throat> films, you know, 3D films in 2D and you see those gimmicks and and they they just seem so much fucking worse, right? Like the shit in the beginning of the film, you're like, oh, well, that was obviously done for 3D, you know, kind of thing. And you're like, oh, fuck this, it doesn't work. Fucking flies throughout the whole movie, those little flies flying around. That's all for but fucking 3D. I will say the, though, the thing about 3D for me though, real quick is I don't like the stuff jumping out at me. For me, the appeal of 3D is always the depth of field when you can yes, like sir. look into the movie. It's not <clears throat> about yeah. the yeah. stuff flying at you. And it, it, it's that's distracting. I just like being able to see inside the that's movie. That's a good point. That's, that's what I point. like about 3D. Yeah, that's like a modern point. 3D... Modern 3D is great. Like I can go watch the new Star Wars movie that comes out and watch it in 3D and completely appreciate it, but... Then when that movie comes out on Blu-ray and I watch Star Wars, I'm not noticing anything like, oh yeah, that was done for 3D. It's right. not the way it works. It's all about because the depth, they're, like they're using the, the depth. Yeah, yeah, they're using it for I don't depth, like right? The exactly. I like the yeah. depth. Yep. Yeah. So much better that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody plays off that whole William Castle thing, man. You got to have those fucking those fucking gimmicks to sell shit, and it's like you don't. You just, it's you fun if there don't. was no such thing as home viewing. If if we were going to the movies together to watch the movie for for the event of a William Castle thing, and nobody was thinking about rewatching it on your home on your couch, then it's great. But I agree on now, that. Yeah. You know what I think now, helped this. About. You know what I think really helped this film, though, man. I'm watching this shit on Blu-ray, going, "Fuck me, man! This this Blu-ray transfer is like ridiculously sick. It looked amazing. Oh yeah. So, like yeah. you know, the, just the the whole you know set pieces of the period pieces man just look fucking great man i was like damn but here's another thing about this movie is like why make it 3d whenever you're probably not not going through theatrical with this right like did they plan to have a wide theatrical release i would assume that's what who makes a 3d film for fucking video David Sterling. It, it I would assume that this was probably marketed to be a theatrical film, man. Like, why? Like, you, you you raise a good point, though. Like, why would you ever do this type of gimmick for for home video when people couldn't ever appreciate it in the form it's supposed to be in? Right. It came out October fourth through the sixth, and uh, it was in six theaters where it made 
four dollars three thousand dollars in the u.s yeah. and then uh worldwide it made six hundred and forty three thousand what the fuck like out of a tw- out of a 10 million dollar budget that's horrible well people had 3d tvs back in the day so maybe back in True. the day this is 2012 dude yeah right eight years ago 3d yeah, now you was a lot more them. popular than they were this back actually then. didn't come out in the u.s until 2013 which was around when 3d was like sort of just well that was actually probably the big time just starting to die yeah Yeah. that's actually when we started the podcast because i remember this film was like new when we started the podcast how weird is that right this film was new when we started the podcast yeah so strange so yeah my favorite question one more one more comment the guy who plays dracula is actually the killer in stenhall syndrome and the the captain in king kong 2005 that actually makes me actually raise the question, man. What did you guys think of his performance as Dracula? Man, I thought he was great. Really? You know what he uh, reminded me of? He remind, he reminded me of the first time I saw Mads Mikkelsen playing Hannibal, and I had to adjust to it after an episode or two, and then I ended up loving it. And that that's kind of how I, I I feel with him when he first comes on the screen, and I see the way he looks. And the way he talks, I'm like, hmm, not like the Draculas I've seen before. But as it went on, I, I, I just I grew to love the way he um, he talks and seduces and just his overall, just the way he presents himself. I, I thought it was really good. I, I thought he was much okay. Better than Renfield. Yeah, I thought he was okay. Like he wasn't horrible yeah. or nothing. He's but... not the worst Dracula. He's a good actor. I really like him. In yeah, yeah. I thought he was okay. I thought he's I I I, I wasn't crazy. I think I the mean, worst Dracula I've ever seen is the one from Van Helsing. I've actually never seen it. Uh, I like that so movie. Many years See, I'm, I'm like a Christopher Lee fan. I, I'm <laughs> no, a Christopher I Lee. I think Christopher Lee is the best Dracula because right. I'm I'm with moods. Oh. Christopher Lee is my Dracula. Yeah, Lee's the shit, man. I, I much Dude, prefer the, the Lee Dracula to any version of Dracula I've ever seen. I really mm-hmm. like the Dracula in Monster Squad uh, meeting a jerk. I think he's really good. <laughs> Monster Squad. Nice. I do like him. I think he's really good. <laughs> Or, or yeah. I'll go with like a Nosferatu style Dracula. Yeah, that one's terrifying. Like Radu, one of the best. Oh, he Radu's. Is, he's the best part of the movie. I like Radu. Oh, Pharaoh, cool. I thought you were going to hate Fuck, shut up, no, man. I mean, that, I, like, he's, that location he's, Romania is amazing. No movie. Radu is very cool looking. No, there is, a, there is a movie because it's shot in Romania and it's awesome. Without it's Radu, music. there's no movie there. I'm telling you. <laughs> Your fucking hatred for. No, I'm just, I don't is. hate it, but the, the the movie pines on how cool Red Doo is. Like anything else, oh, that would just absolutely, be, absolutely yeah, one of one of the best him. Draculas ever. Yeah. They based the fucking dude off. Of, he got a franchise. Right, right. Uh-huh. I, I would need to watch number two. I guarantee number two is like two and seven. three are better than one. Yeah, I know, I know. I've heard that. For Actually, years, part three right? I think is the best one. To be honest, two and three are four I hear is that four was made many years later. It's like, it's it's okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So to answer Jeremy's uh, question, ratings? I believe it is. That wasn't really an answer, was it? That was more of questioning Jeremy's question. <laughs> question of the question. Yeah. Question of a question right there. Is um, Dave? Did I go first? I never went first. Yeah. Sure. It. Okay. Um, yeah. This is, I mean, there's some cool shit about it, but it's his worst movie. Like, it's too long. It, and, like, yes, I get it. But, like, after 20, like, you're like, oh, man, this is actually decent. And then it starts the acting and the CGI comes in. And then by that point, like, you're trying to, you start laughing at it. 
But then after 20 minutes, I'm not into laughing at an hour and a half, hour and 50 minute movie by myself. So after that point, it becomes boring. 3.5 out of 10. Three and a half. Uh, Jeremy. I'm at three and a half too. Okay. Loads. Um, I actually, there's a lot of points this film that I actually do like, and I'm not going to conform to it being its favorite or his worst film, because in my opinion, it's not his worst film. I think there's, well, the last one I think is worse than this one. And, uh, the car player sucks fucking balls and cock. <laughs> um, I think this one has a lot of good points, man. I mean, again, I don't know why I always have to explain this, but I'm a visual person. I love good aesthetics. I like good visuals and cinematography. And so I think there's a lot of good elements to this film. Um, you know, it, it does have a little bit of pacing issues at times. And I think there's, there's moments in this film where it really does lull a little bit. And, you know, I mean, they really fucked up with the Van Helsing character and stuff. And obviously the CG is fucking absolute garbage, but again, costume cinematography music is good because I like those full moon scores. Um, there is good points to this. I think it's pretty fucking average at the end of the day, and I'm going to come in at a 5 out of 10. Mm. Okay. Uh, I believe that is Dave. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I actually like it. Um, you know, you know I've, I recently watched uh, Horror of Dracula, Hammer Dracula, you know, a, a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm assuming I, for the 5th or 15th time. No, for the first time. I, I no, you haven't. Dude, really? I bought all of the Hammer Draculas over the course of the last three months, and I'm going to watch them all, and I started with the first one. All mine mind My mind is blown right now because, like, the Lee fucking Hammer films are – I've seen those movies, so I love them. I would love I to know. do all of them, man. I'm watching here, them just, all. Yeah, them. we should do a, a Hammer. Like, I'm oh. not doing that. Because I already did fucking sixty hammer movies last year. I'm not doing it. You're right. You're right, Dave. You're right, Dave. You guys can do it. I'm not gonna do it though. God, I love those movies. I'll do it anytime because. I'm going through them now because I knew it was a blind spot. When I was young, Hammer movies with all their dialogue, just it was just too much for me. It, I did an interest. They didn't interest me. I wasn't into period pieces and I wasn't into British movies. So I had three fucking strikes against it. Now I'm at the age now and the maturity level where I'm I'm into it. And uh, so now I started watching that. So I watched Horror of Dracula. I watched the original Dracula last year. I watched Bram Stoker's Dracula for the first time two years ago. And I will tell you this. All of them, every incarnation of Dracula moves slow for me at one time or another. This movie included. I wish this one was a little shorter, but I'm not surprised that it moves slow. Because as much as I like the other Dracula movies, I have that same complaint with them. They do move a little too slow. I'm not so much into the Van Helsing I mean, I'm not so much in, even into the Van Helsing character. Uh, I'm more just about the heel. I'm more about Dracula being badass. I don't even need the Van Helsing character. I understand why he's there, but it's not like a big thing with me. Even if it is Peter Cushing. It's fine. I just That's not important to me. But I, what is important to me is the character of Dracula. He looks good. This, for being a late Argeno film, it does look good. There's something dreamlike about some of the scenery Sometimes uh, the colors that are used a little bit, there's it, it's shot well overall. Yes, there's unnecessary CGI and bullshit and those usual obligatory 3D shots that they don't need. But there's some good stuff. It's sexy. Uh, you got three really attractive women. And um, I dig it. Of course, I'm not going to blow it too hard. It, it's only so good. But 
it's good enough for me. Uh, I'm, I, I've watched it three times. Am I going to revisit it very soon? No, but I'm not opposed to watching it again. And uh, he's still the man. This is my lowest rated movie by him. It's tied lowest rating, and it's it's six out of ten. Okay. <clears throat> um, have you ever seen a Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires? No, that's number yeah. nine. Yeah, that would be like the end of the uh, the, the Hammer, Hammer fucking Dracula film. Not sh- in it though. Oh, see, no. I only I only bought the lead ones. I only bought that one is as part of the series. It's no, the nice. reason why I ask that is because it's like it's like a mashup of like Shaw Brothers and Hammer. It's amazing. It's one of the best Ooh. ones hands down. It is fucking the most entertaining. Like honestly, dude, it's got to be overall the most entertaining film. It, it made my top ten because we did the Hammer year sixty Hammer movies. It made my yeah. top ten. Oh, for Hammer. real, wow. dude, that's amazing because it's I think so. It it, 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 it's the last one that was released in I think seventy four. It's one of the last I, Hammer ones. The last Hammer one is To the Devil a Daughter, which I don't like. Yeah, I meant the last one in the. Mm, in to the, the Devil of Daughter is fucking boring. That's terrible. <clears throat> but it, actually, some of the earlier girl. '70s Hammer films are amazing. But yeah, yeah, Anyways, I, mean, I highly recommend what? that. I really like Taste the Blood of Dracula. That one's one of my favorites because it's the That's rich guy's actually, chase. That one's great. Might even be my favorite. <laughs> that, that one and, and Legend are my two favorites. Yeah, those and are Brides. pretty much Brides my two favorites. Too. You know what would have helped this movie? If they would have left the priest out of it, he he really was unnecessary, and they probably took up ten minutes of time. They could have gone completely without the priest and just focused on uh, on uh, Van Helsing doing it on his own. I also right. like Dracula has risen from the grave. That's the other one. Renfield yeah. sucks in the movie though, too, man. Yeah, he's wasted. I do like in the beginning yeah, when he's in the totally graveyard exists. and he ends up killing the one guy who's trying to dig up his daughter. Yeah. Too that was cool because <clears throat> the split head that was cool. Yeah, yeah. well, actually we've. Forgot to mention that. Yeah, totally. I feel like I'm, I went a little harsh on this now. I think about so. On the practical effects, I think I could bump this up to a four because now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, which one would I rather watch? I think I'd rather watch this over the other. What the fuck? Mm. That wasn't was any fucking day. Any fucking day over Giallo. Ugh. Yeah, God. I'm gonna switch. Them. I'm gonna bump this up to a four. And nice. I think I'm gonna move card player in the last spot yeah and you know my, my rating of five out of ten man i'm like again i'm not gonna tell people not to watch this and, you know like honestly get shit on the things i've always heard about this movie, it's like it's like a two out of ten dude like yeah, right. ones in ones I've, I've seen reviews where it's like a zero like there's nothing redeem i'm like how the fuck is there nothing redeemable have you not did you not watch the movie like look at the movie it looks amazing empty you know, man I mean, looks good and jp doesn't think so so what, what do you Which think one? looks good the empty man. you on dude you keep Fuck bringing trash. the empty man up. this is like the 10th time you brought ever. this up now it's crazy it's, it. it's the worst movie i've seen in theater ever ever it's two hours and 20 minutes <laughs> and it's not good i'm not watching it i'm not watching it. two hours and 20 minutes dude two hours and 20 minutes oh that was the off. one you guys were talking about i heard that okay <laughs> all right so okay before so, we move on here man that is gonna be the up, end of i never what? waited oh you, you oh shit you didn't fuck no uh, I give it a 5.5 out of 10. 5.5 out of 10. Five you know, and a half. Okay. That CGI's hold me back. I man. think it's, I think it's just a smidge above average. JP, what's your lowest rated Argento film now that you've I seen them I will tell you in a moment. Okay. Yeah, we we got to okay. rank them. So that is going to do it for Dracula 3D from 2012. Hey yo, it's about that time for the 22 Shots crew to get buck wild and do what we do. 
You got that fatty in hand, so throw us a few. And we gon' hit your ass up with a bonus review. Yeah! Okay, so what we're gonna do here is we're gonna basically just rank our own personal Dario Argento ranking, filmography ranking. So, um, Jeremy. 15, Dracula 3D. 14. 15. Oh, wait, wait, we're going from the... We're, oh, 17. Right. We're not going round table. We're each doing our full list. Yeah, just do the full list. Okay. It's 18, though, right? Yeah. Well, Jeremy 18. probably hadn't seen all of them. Oh, I'm sorry. I, okay. Okay. He wasn't on all the. Yeah, this is just the episode, the ones that I've reviewed on the yeah, show. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Jeremy. I forgot. Yeah. Okay. 15, Dracula 3D. 14, The Fan with the Opera. 13, Trauma. 12, Hitchcock. 11, The Card Player. 10, Giallo. Like Nine, four flies, eight, Senthal syndrome, seven, opera, six, phenomena, phenomena, five, sleepless, four, suspiria, three, tenebrae, two, deep red, and one, the bird with the crystal plumage. Sleepless is really high. Might is so different than Jeremy. <laughs> My, mine's My, I think all of ours are going to be completely different. <laughs> That's cool. I, I was oh, that's why I wanted to do this. Player. That's why yeah. I wanted to do this because I figured that these would be so vastly different. Wow, Dave, how will you go next? I'll go next. Do you want me to go next? Yeah. Okay, I switched it up on the bottom just at that last conversation. The bottom is number eighteen, the card player. Number seventeen, Giallo. Number sixteen, Dracula three D. Fifteen, Phantom of the Opera. Fourteen, Do You Like Hitchcock? Now, I have not seen this movie in forever, but it's trauma. So I gave it the benefit of the doubt and put it above Do You Like Hitchcock because I imagine <laughs> aesthetically and gore-wise it'd be better, but I don't know if that's fact. So this after that one is 13, Mother of Tears, which has been a, a long time too, but I remember the opening being really gory and cool, but I don't know if it'll hold up. And we're not doing the uh, Masters of Horror either, right? It doesn't I, matter. It doesn't I, matter. You, you can put them in whatever. So, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, um, 12. I guess after that, I'm, I won't put the mother, Masters of Horror, the shorts in there. So um, that's 11 is Sleepless, which I actually really like. Number 10 is Opera, which I recently rewatched, and I and thought it had amazing cinematography. No, man, it just it didn't work as well for me. It's just, I don't know what it was. Number 9 is Four Flies on Grey Velvet. Number 8, Cat on Nine Tails. Number seven, Deep Red. Number six, which is, I'm going to take a lot of shit for this one, but I really like this one. I've seen this one a lot. Stenhall Syndrome. Number five, The Bird with the Crystal Plumage. Number four, Inferno. Number three. Now, these next three, the two, three, four, I could switch them. They could jump around. So we have four, Inferno. Three, Phenomenon. Two, Suspiria. Number one, Tenebrae. I love cool. Tenebrae. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. Nice. The top five, I think, are all matches, by the way. All right. JP? Yeah, okay. So, uh, number 20 for me, the worst. And I did. Dave asked me what my worst rated one was. It was a 5.5 with the card player. But in retrospect, I honestly might give it under that because I think it's the weakest for sure. Um, but, yeah, 5.5 with the card player is my bottom. Right 5.5 or 4? 
5.5, but I would consider going lower on rewatch probably. But still, this one director, you've seen 18 movies and you have not given anything below average. I bet there's no other director you could say that about. I know that's a fair point. You're, you're, you're. And, right? And eight. I, I didn't movies, believe you. Not just I like eight or nine. You. I told you. <laughs> okay. I'm happy it to did hear that. It kind of work out that way, huh? Yeah. Uh, but uh, number 19, Dracula 3D. Uh, number 18, Family of the Opera. I think, feel like these films are like interchangeable with just that they, they remind me of each other because, you know, it's classic uh, stories. Um, but, dude, <laughs> Family of the Opera is just so funny to me. Uh, 17, I don't remember this film at all like Dave trauma i remember i liked it but i don't remember much about it at all it's probably out of all the films the one loosest in my memory 16 do you like hitchcock uh 15 giallo told you it was better uh 14 we have pelts again don't really remember much about it so i just kind of stuck it somewhere number 13 the mother of tears now this is we're getting into the part where i, I really love like all these movies and mother of tears is the one i do really like it despite it being not like the other two mothers films uh number 12 cat of nine tails uh number 11 four flies on gray velvet i think those are interchangeable i can't remember which one's which too much uh number 10 sleepless i actually really dig sleepless number nine deep red i do think it's a good movie and i think it's a great movie i just think it's overrated in argentis filmography because everybody has it like top three where do uh, you have that again deep red number nine I had that seven, so yeah. Uh, number eight, the bird with the crystal plumage. Another one that I think Jeremy blows way too hard because there's a cheat in the movie. Uh, the twist is a cheat. Uh, number seven is Jennifer. Uh, love Jennifer. It's it's probably one of my favorite things Argento has done. It's super digestible. I watched it earlier today. Number six, Inferno, climbed way high on my list. It is it is beautiful, pretty amazing. Uh, breaking into the top five, we have Phenomena, made my 85 list. Uh, number four, like Dave, probably going to get some hate, but I absolutely love this movie. It's one of my favorites, obviously. It made my 96 list, and that is the Stendhal Syndrome. Good shit. I love that movie. That's yep. my six, so. Yep. Uh, number three. Dave is wrong. He might be right about Stenhall, but he's wrong about opera because opera. I is think I am wrong about opera. I just had a bad reviewing. I'm not lying. I was like, Hey man, it's, it, isn't it a favorite list? Come on. Right. But yeah, his right. favorite's wrong. He should have. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't, he just doesn't know. It my list is better. It might change. Um, my number two, uh, and this, honestly, I probably could swap between the number one, and that's Tambray. I, I think they're both pretty amazing. Obviously, Suspiria number one. I think I think both and and that made my eighty two list. You know, so uh, any year that we've covered an Argento film besides like two thousand, actually no, I, I don't think we did any year where I haven't had an Argento film in my top ten. Uh, so yeah, that's mine. Uh, I'm sure it's a lot different than Moods's and Dave's and yeah, those are the only two left. Uh, Dave. Okay, I just threw in um, the two, what do you call it, the Masters of Horror. But they're not really going to be numbered. I'll just tell you where they would be because be, it, would, it would fuck up my shit if I tried to do it the other way. So, <laughs> okay. Number 18, the card player, 6 out of 10. So, in other words, yep. everything is 6 out of 10 or higher because <laughs> he's the motherfucking man. Okay. 
Number 17, Dracula. Number 16, Phantom of the Opera. Number 15, Giallo. Number 14, Do You Like Hitchcock? Number 13, Trauma. After that, I would have Pelts. Um, okay. Yeah, and then 12, Mother of Tears. 11, Stendhal Syndrome. And now we're in the top 10. 10 would be Sleepless. Uh, I'd have Jennifer right about the same spot there. Uh, 9, Phenomena. 8, Inferno. 7, Cat of Nine Tails. 6, Bird with the Crystal Plumage. Number 5 is Tenebrae. Number 4 is Four Flies on Grey Velvet. Number 3 is Opera. 2, Deep Red. And 1 by a Country Mile, Suspiria. <laughs> cool. Okay, so... I went the extra mile here, and I'm actually ranking all 22. That's including the four short films. I went out of my way and watched The Tram last night. So, um, again, so I included all the short ones, and I just ranked them like that. So, it is what it is. Uh, Number 22, The Card Player. Right, so are we unanimous? No, Jeremy didn't have it. I had Dracula 3D. Yeah, Card Player is... Definitely is worse to me. Rethinking I, about it, man. I just got. I was like, no, fuck that movie. I'm never watching that. <laughs> it the is ending garbage. just makes me laugh, and that fucking it's so it's a bad movie. It's a generic thriller, you know. Yeah. Techno thriller too, and those don't age well. Techno thrillers <laughs> never age well. Oh man, the Technology fucking poker scene. Oh my god, it's so bad. Right, number twenty one. You're pregnant. <laughs> me cozy you're pregnant <laughs> all right number 21 giallo we just talked about it i don't like it uh number 20 fan of the opera 19 dracula 3d 18 trauma mm-hmm. 17 mother of tears number 16 is the black cat from two evil eyes mm. number 15 the stendhal syndrome I know I'm going to catch some hate on that. I'm not a big no, fan. No, of it. not many people like it as much I as me. Okay. Yeah, I've just it's you know okay. Number fourteen, pelts. Thirteen, sleepless. Twelve, do you like Hitchcock? Eleven, Jennifer. Into the top ten, the tram. Check it out, peeps. It's a really wow. good episode. Mm-hmm. Number nine, the cat of nine tails. Number eight, four flies on gray velvet. Seven, so you like you like four flies better than cat too then. I do. Yeah. yeah. Do you I had, also? I had them right next to each other. I got a cat yeah. above four flies. You should watch it's four kind of flies funny. again, man. It's fucking. It, it's funny how these all lump together because like nine is cat, eight is four flies, and number seven is the bird with the crystal plumage. So it's that yeah, know, I agree. That animal it's trilogy it's all in kind of a row. Uh, number six, opera. Number five, phenomena. Number four which might surprise some people because I always champion. I think this might be his best movie, but, you know, it's my favorite list. Deep Red. Mm-hmm. Number three, Tenebrae. Number two, Inferno. And number one, Suspiria. Interesting. I, I think, nice. I think uh, you know, a lot of people do consider Deep Red his best movie. I think if you don't go um, Deep Red objectively, it's probably Tenebrae. I love Ten and Bray, but I also had two evil eyes on my list, but I didn't mention them. Two evil eyes and Jennifer, which I've seen both of those. They're actually after eleven. They would be twelve and thirteen. I have two mm-hmm. evil eyes and then Jennifer. I both I both like both of those two. The Harvey Cattell segment, Black Black Hats. I 
I really like it. It's pretty good. I honestly yeah, don't I, think that Suspiria and Inferno are a big surprise for people one and two for myself, just because of the visuals and you know just the way the films are. Like, a, you know, I love that shit, right? Makes so, sense. Yeah. I mean, Blue, Blue Underground got to get on that Inferno 4K. Yeah, Inferno is totally underrated. That's his most underrated movie. It is, man. I, I I always gravitate to it, man. If I'm if I'm watching Argento shit, like I, you know, Inferno is something I always go back to, man. I, I could switch Suspiria Phenomena and Inferno as my number two. Like I like it depends, yeah. you know. And and Suspiria is objectively like I got it at a nine point five on Letterbox, and I'm like, what am I doing? Like if I was ever on a show, that's a ten out of ten because there's nothing like it. Like it's gotta. Yeah, I know. Historically, <laughs> it's a ten out of ten. Objectively, it's a ten out of ten. Subjectively, I'm like nine point nine five. It's like, dude, it's a fucking ten. Shut the fuck up, dude. Honestly, man, the top six, seven films are so hard to rank. Like they are so good. Like this guy literally has like an amazing top ten. Like it's crazy. Yeah, 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 I agree, man. I, I think that Argento is definitely one of the best horror directors ever. And and you know what? Um, I'm very curious to see where they end up in in everybody's uh, wait wait up in if we ever did a like top directors list or something. <laughs> you guys need to see the tram. It's cool. It's cool stuff. Man, I have to now. It's that high with you. Well, there, I love it, man. Two, it's great. That's another thing that I haven't seen from Argento. The other would be Two Evil Eyes. So I still have something to get to. I prefer it's good, but not over great. Romero's. I prefer Argento's story in that over Romero's, actually. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. both, but Argento's yeah. is better. I mean, if I was to take you know a direct comparison to Argento's Black Cat and Fulci's, oh, Fulci wins. What about Martino's and Luigi Cosi's Black Cat? Everybody has a Black Cat. And I've never, I, I've never seen Cosi's actually. Believe it or not, um, I just got it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I've it's always known the about it. Mother movie. Yeah, well, apparently, right? <laughs> yeah, I've Dude. never seen it because it never had a good release before at all. Like, I don't even think it no. ever really had a release. So, and Sergio yeah, Martinez is the best one. I like that one. That's the uh, your vice, right? But the Belagosi, the Belagosi Boris Karloff movie. movie from like thirty, whatever the thirty early thirties. That shit is amazing. That's I one of the best that. movies, man. Fuck that shit's amazing. Like for that time to do what they were doing is crazy, man. That's a great. You know what I love Black about Italian Horror Month? Your vice, I love it, man. You guys know. I, I'm sure everyone's probably heard the episode, but I'm a big fan of Sergio. I think Martino is probably one of the best yellow directors of all time. He's I right up there. He he's done up. six in my opinion he did six great giallos so yeah hey. and uh so uh what do we have next week luigi next Cosi. week luigi Cosi. and that's going to be featuring the jerry the ginger ginger my so, fucking yeah. enemy wow nice he's back nice do you, you don't have to work or anything jeremy I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Oh, well, it might be just Moods and Dave and, Jer- and Jerry then. Because <laughs> I might not be here, but I'm going to... So anyways, the films are The Killer Must Kill Again from 75, Contamination, the classic Aliens ripoff, and of course, Pagnini Horror from 89. I don't want to watch the Pagnini Horror again. It's Dude, it's worth watching just for Donald Pleasance being shit-faced and hamming little up his devils, performance. Little devils. I wanted it's, the movie. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. What'd you say, Dave? <laughs> What are the the Pagani uh, Horror, okay. uh, Contamination, and The Killer and Must Kill Again. The, the Killer Must Kill Again. I Did actually own Paganini Horror and never never watched it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Is it? 
Yeah, it I is just ridiculous, it man. But I'm looking forward to Killer Must Kill again because Me too. I never I've never seen, seen it. I've never seen it either. So I wonder if early Kazi is actually like a little bit more classier instead of like this cheese tastic shit he made later on, which there's nothing wrong with that. They're all his. Movies I'm assuming it probably is, man. I mean, this is still. I mean, 75 was kind is of this your pick, man. Yeah, yeah, this is kind of past the. I guess the fucking the heyday of giallos i guess so i i 75 i don't know but uh, i we'll want to say something that's a little off like we, we were talking about it earlier and it got stuck in my head so i just on two evil lies when harvey Keitel is fucking like doing the cat thing and he's like meow, meow. <laughs> it's so goddamn stupid when he's meowing remember that it's like i'm a cat meow dude you know he was meowing fucked up there like a fucking cat angrily <laughs> you know, he was totally fucked up when he did that shit, probably. It's Mr. Fucking White from Reservoir Dogs meowing. Yep. I love Kaitel, man. He's amazing. I love making right. the thumbnails for Italian Horror Month because it's fucking super easy. <laughs> They're already done. We're going to say our goodbyes. Yeah, let's Yeah, out. man. That is going to conclude episode uh, 195. First week of Italian Horror Month, Volume 6. Thank you, Dave, to the Zed <laughs> for coming Thanks back for on, me. man. Oh, absolutely, Anytime. man. But Anytime. Anytime, man. Maybe you can convince some of your comrades to come by, come by the show every once in a while. So I'll, I'll try. No doubt. We miss them around here, man. We definitely I miss know, them. So. For sure. We got to word. We got to get a big show again, though, with all of us. You know? That'd be yeah. great. Like all yeah, of us maybe now, we could come on here? your show one time. <laughs> you never had, you never had all of us. You've only had hard me. to get you yeah, guys. Me. You guys are fucking hard to get every time. It, it never works oh, out that way. We I have forgot to that you were actually on there, GPI. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I was but. on episode twenty-two. Yeah, that's right, man. Let's go. Let's go. We'll do something. Um, but yeah, for sure, man. Um, yeah, again, big us for coming on the show, man. I, it just it felt appropriate, man. You know, gentle being your guys. So good show. It was it was a fucking hella fun show, man. Really, really fun. Excuse so. for the length, though. Excuse me. Excuse Excuse I think we came up with a new fucking uh, reoccurring thing, dude. From years to come, Italian. Excuse me. Excuse So good, awesome. man. All right, guys. I think we're out of here, man. G- uh, I was gonna say JP. Jeremy, take us up. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 195 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast. As always, if you want to follow the man Moods himself, you could do so at youtube.com slash Moods616, Mr. Sir Psycho Sexy himself. All right. If you want to follow JP, a.k.a. Taylor Swift's number two biggest fan, you could do so at youtube.com slash double what did he say? I it. it was fucking funny. That was funny Taylor as well. Who's number two fan? Taylor Swift. You're Taylor Swift's number two fan. That was funny. So as you can follow me on my channel, youtube.com slash nesrover22. If you want to listen to the Exploding Heads podcast, you can do so at patreon.com slash exploding heads podcast. Is that right, Dave? Yeah, thanks, buddy. All right. So as you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash 22shotspodcast. Join us on the Facebook page, facebook.com. Search bar 22shotsofboots and horror podcast. You can leave us a voicemail at 724-426-6665. And you can leave us an email at 22shotsofboots and horror at gmail.com. That's 22shotsofboots and horror at gmail.com. 
And please support the Patreon to get the sand. Sucked out of my vagina. Patreon.com slash 22 Shots Podcast. And as a Black Friday sale, we will be doing 22 Shots t-shirts for $5 off. $20 shipped. So get yourself a 22 Shots of Moods and Horror t-shirt. Okay, that is it. Goodbye, everybody. Deuces. I'm trying to make the best of a bad situation. I don't need to hear crap from a bunch of hippie freaks living in denial. Screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs>